You are watching the vodka stream. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome to the vodka stream. It's Friday. We got through another week. Ugh, and this week was, uh, uh, at least for me, a little bit, a little bit, but, uh, you know, relatively had a good day today. So kind of work kind of kicked my ass today. But uh, yeah, guys, appreciate you guys clicking in. And I'll say hi to everybody who's out there. And then like uh, just like every uh, vodka stream where there's no guest, if you have a question you want to ask, start asking. Start asking. And, you know, I got my vodka poured. Ooh. So as soon as that's... Uh, soon as that glass right there is down, I'm going to start bringing some people in. So anyways, hopefully you guys had a good week. Um, nothing, nothing crazy happened right now, right? I mean, I think there's been some craziness today. Be careful. There's some Deadpool 3 stuff that's out there. Some more set images that came about when it came to Deadpool 3. So you might want to be careful if you don't want to be, if you want to keep some surprises because something showed up on the feed that was like oh okay that's interesting <laughs> like yeah they're still shooting outside and then not to mention there's some kind of promo art for deadpool 3 that that came about too that shows uh shows mr logan mr weapon x fully costumed in the mask and everything which oh, we already knew that costume was going to be about was going to be all it was going to be on his face let's face it right always all right anyways who's out there what's going on kenneth hope your friday night and weekend is going well hopefully halfway through reacher season two loving it so far yeah i watched uh season one uh have not watched season two yet but uh mr scott mcclellan assured me that uh season two is good and i've seen uh, other people rave about it too and uh yeah i'll probably binge it Maybe I'll binge it this weekend. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe not. Got a lot of work to do this weekend because got something uh, brewing, brewing up when it comes to uh, when it comes to the channel. So and rewatching older cartoons, Blu-ray, Scooby-Doo. Where are you? Yes. Super excited for Superman Legacy. Can't wait. To, uh, can't come soon enough. Man, this is going to be good, though. Sad Superman and Lois, and yeah, there you go. I know. Well, one one door closes, another one opens, at least, right? But yeah, I have a, a video. Speaking of Superman, and it probably has something to do with Superman, but there is a new like little video segment that uh, I will be uh, hopefully posting. I don't know if it's going to get posted tomorrow because I still have to edit it, and I want to edit it. I want to take my time, so it might be posted on Sunday, but I think normally like these types of videos are going to be posted on Saturday. I just, like I said, work's been kind of kicking my ass and that's just been like really kicking my ass this, this whole week. So, but yeah, I got something, uh, something different. And I know you Patreons, uh, you patrons, if you've uh, subscribed to my Patreon, you guys know what I'm talking about because I did do a Patreon exclusive podcast on Tuesday and I talked about it. So, uh, yeah, it's just going to be something that I was like, you know what? I want to do this. I want to do this kind of type of video segment. It's going to be something pretty fun. And it was fun. It was fun researching. It was fun filming it and just kind of, you know, just 
just having fun with it. And now the next part is to have fun editing it because I want it to be, you know, got to edit it a certain way, you know? So, but uh, yeah, it does have something to do with Superman and uh, yeah, hopefully it'll be up Sunday. So look forward to that. Like I said, fun video and it's going to be something I'm going to be doing. I'm going to try to do it once a week. Maybe it'll be every other week to start. Who knows? But yeah, there's that. And then there's another short video segment that'll also be introduced soon as well. All right. What's going on, Ryan? We got Phil right here. Yes, there is going to be. Yes. And uh, if you want to come on, Phil, well, uh, let me know. Let me know. I'll message you. What's going on, Mr. Jason? Always good to see you. Always good to see you. Damn, forget to change. <laughs> it happens. It happens. It happens. It's your birthday. Ah, okay. Well, happy birthday, Phil. Yeah. I wonder you're not doing anything tonight. Just chilling. What's up? What's going on? Happy birthday, though, man. Happy birthday. Also been trying to keep up on my DC films and DC TV TV shows. Collection on 4K, UHD, Blu-ray, and all of that. I'm so far behind. I know, right? I, I'm I'm behind on some of the uh on all that stuff too. So you're not the only one. Not the only one when it comes to that. So, anyways, hey, we got Axel right here from the land down under. How's it going, Axel? Hey, there's Mr. Jose right there. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see ya. And we got Max Wolf Night Danger. Doing good, doing good, good. Good, good, good. We got TGIF right here from Ryan. We got RJ. What is happening, sir? Good to see ya. Is Ray... Someone say Ray Porter was in here? <laughs> oh no, I was like, Phil said I often love Ray Porter. Did he post something or is he here? I was like, what? Is he in the chat? Well, well, you know, sometimes he's popped up in there. So I hope you got the. Oh yeah, the bat fleck. Yeah, that was uh, that went quick. Uh, I did not get myself a bat fleck uh, McFarland, uh, the BBS McFarland. Uh, you know, simply because right now I'm kind of in save mode, you know, it's the beginning of the year and I've been kind of like holding back on just stuff like that. You know, I mean, I, I have my fair share of collectibles that are around my living room and everything. So when I saw that, I was like, yeah, cool, but I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait a little bit. I'm going to wait. And yeah, apparently the, the Batfleck BBS, yeah, it, 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 uh, it, uh, it definitely was like, it sold out quick. I was like, wow. So people are really liking that. Hey, Mr. Jason McKenzie, helping out that pirate ship. Thank you, sir. Cheers to you. Sip, you're sipping bourbon. I wanted to get some bourbon tonight, but I already had vodka, and I was like, eh, I should have got bourbon, though. I was thinking about I was really craving some bourbon tonight. But So thank you, Jason McKenzie. You are awesome. Always helping out the pirate ship. Like I said, I try to reinvest into the pirate ship. And try to keep it going, keep it, uh, keep it running, you know, keep things updated. I mean, let's face it, you know, it's not, uh, it's not free to, to, um, to keep a YouTube channel going, you know, no matter how small it is, you know, you try to keep it up, you know, you got to pay for that, pay for this, pay for this. So I definitely, anytime that anybody donates something, I try to reinvest it into the channel. So I appreciate Jason that you did that. You're awesome. Awesome, sir. Awesome. 
helping out that pirate ship. First matey right there. Max, hey, Dave, I lost power for two time, and I now got my power back. So, yeah, it's so cold, and those Deadpool 3 images, wow. I know. It's been pretty interesting. Like I said on Twitter, the Wolverine mask with the wide eyes translate well in Deadpool 3. I fully expect more CBMs to use that look, including our – I know. That's going to be interesting. I mean, someone's going to have to do it eventually, right? Uh, I mean – Obviously, I mean, that was one of the very that was one of the very first things I asked Zack Snyder when he came on the Vodka stream the first time was the fact that did you ever consider the white eyes? I mean, obviously, naturally for the for the armored suit, the mech suit, it it works big time because it's you know it's a it's a like a, essentially a robotic suit, so it's going to work for that. But does it work for the normal costume? And he, he said that they thought about it and they considered that, but at the same time the actor has to emote through through his eyes. Sometimes you can't really do that. So I don't know. I think someone's going to end up pulling it off and maybe it'll be there for, uh, you know, for Brave and the Bold. Who's, who knows? That's what I hear. That's what I hear. Hey, what's going on, Mick D? Keeping well, sir. Keeping well. Hopefully you are as well, you know, just sitting here, you know, Waiting for Rebel Moon Part 2, <laughs> for sure, you know. And then, of course, that director's cut. Ay. Ahoy, ahoy, Mr. Alex Lobo. Good to see you. Ahoy, ahoy. Ma'am, I like that you said that because there was, uh, you know, Sundance. What's some Film festival's happening right now, and uh, Jesse Eisenberg is promoting a movie that he did with Kieran Culkin, which sounds like uh, probably a, a good movie, at least from what I read about it. And somebody asked him about uh, Nicholas Holt being Lex Luthor. And he basically, and of course, people took it out of context, as they do. Uh, you know, there's some things that some people took. They didn't read the entire quote. They just saw people post about it. And they mainly saw the quote that, don't watch me. Jesse Eisenberg, Eisenberg said, don't watch me. As if he was like kind of talking shit about his performance as Lex Luthor. But no, he said, don't watch me because create your own version of the character without watching the other characters. That's essentially what he said, but naturally people are going to, you know, are going to do their thing on Twitter and, uh, already seen that, but, uh, you know, and I know a lot, and I know there's some people that do not like his interpretation of Lex Luthor. I thought it was good and fresh. Obviously that's like my, one of my all time, one of my all time favorite, um, uh, one of my all-time favorite uh, CBMs, if not, sometimes it feels like it is my favorite. You guys saw my DCEU ranking. It was right at the top, number one, BVS, just because it just had everything that I just loved about it. It just, BVS to me, I mean, it's hard to like say, I mean, yeah, sometimes I feel like that is my favorite, but then I feel like the Dark Knight is. Sometimes I feel like Batman 89 is. I mean, it's anything, you know, it's like Batman related, you know? Batman movie, you know, that's what it is. Omega Red, <laughs> Red Deadpool. All right. Uh, who else we got? Salud, Trevino. Good to see you. We got Richard right there. I never caught a live string, but you make me laugh on Twitter. Hey, there you go. I appreciate that, Richard. I try, you know, I, I try not to uh, take the Twitter too seriously, and I try to be uh, as entertaining as possible. You know, sometimes I go down a rabbit hole and argue with people, but, you know, I don't do that as much. Not like I used to, for sure. So, yes, and Jose, welcome to you. we got Anthony right here. Does it seem like Daredevil Born Again is going to be? Yes! Yes! Because 
Marvel Studios listened to the fans. Okay? They're listening to the fans, guys. Ah, how about that? I mean, it's not like they haven't listened to the fans before, but they're listening to the fans. They were going to just bring over Daredevil and then just do their watered-down version of Daredevil. And it wasn't working. And then they realized, okay, what works? What was working over there at Netflix? How about that? What? That was working. Even uh, Vincent D'Onofrio said that it was a good, you know, they, that the basically when they revamped it, when they, you know, said, you know what, this is not working. Let's try it again. They basically were like, we have to just make the Netflix shows 100% canon. You know, I mean, I think we always knew that they were somewhat canon because obviously when you watch some of those episodes and they talk about the events that happened in New York City, which is what happened in Avengers. And they talk about, you know, the the guy in the in, in the Star Spangled Banner suit and the big green guy. I mean, they never named him directly, but they referenced. And I think you saw like a Daily Bugle, like something on the wall where it showed where it talked about the events that happened in New York City, the invasion. So it was always technically canon to the MCU. It just wasn't directly. And then we were kind of wondering, like, when it when Daredevil was coming over here, it's like, how much canon is it going to be? And, you know, with his first appearance in She-Hulk, which wasn't terrible, but it was also like, oh, boy, I think they're lightening it up big time right here. But now it's like 100%. So can we get Luke Cage? And yes, I mean, <laughs> You know, we could get Iron Fist, too. I know, like, that didn't work as well as the others, but hey, come on. Dave, I said it's so cold from, oh, outside. Okay, okay. What's going on, Shamagic? Always good to see you, man. Always good to see your videos on Instagram. Fooling people, I love those. The sleight of hand, there's a guy that I actually, uh, that I follow on on YouTube. I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but... God, the, the the quick hands when it comes to cards. I don't like I wish I mean, I know that takes a lot, a long time to master all that kind of stuff. But, man, it's pretty crazy when I mean, this guy, I God, I can't remember his name right now off the top of my head. But uh, he does like uh, he, he'll 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 do requests from his from his uh, comments. So like, OK, pull out, you know, deal out three aces with like five players with a fresh deck and do a certain kind of shuffle and blah, blah, blah. And he always pulls it off. And I'm just like, it's just crazy. Uh, the card tricks that you guys do. So yeah, everybody saying happy birthday to fail. There you go. What is your favorite Batman and Superman comic book? Uh, I mean, I will be probably talking about one of my favorites soon with somebody. Uh, Batman ego is up there just because there's just something about that story that I really enjoy. I mean, I, it's hard to pick just one, you know, along Halloween, you know, dark Knight returns, you know, the normal ones, but Batman ego kind of, kind of is one of mine. And when it comes to Superman, I mean, I, I did like the death of Superman, like when it comes to that story and, you know, the resurrection and everything that went involved. I mean, I have the novel, I read the novel novelization of of that so it, you know it always like that's always been one of my favorites when it comes to that always oh okay so that's why people are talking about reporter because i have them in my intro that makes sense that makes sense 
Uh, I almost uh, Rebel Mood comic, but yeah, I know. See, sometimes you gotta like resist. You know, I'm in saver mode right now, especially after the holidays and things that happened last month into this month. I was like, and you know, I was like, all right, I gotta start saving. So yeah, I've been in saver mode too. I haven't bought any of those comic books, but I hopefully will. My friend got me the BTAS Mister Freeze figure. Nice. What is going on, Mister Venom? We got Venom Hernandez right here, too. I had a hard time sleeping last night, so I put on the mask. <laughs> Zing! Oh, boy. Well, you know. I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. Woo-wee! Yeah, I remember when Ryan Reynolds came on social media and asked fans and the press not to post. Yeah, there's no way that, that that's it's never going to happen. But I like the fact that he's kind of leaning into it. And I'm wondering how much more he's going to lean into it. Could be a good way to differentiate uh, that this Batman is more fantastical while Reeves. Yeah, that's very true. When it comes to the white eyes, you're absolutely correct with that. If Wolverine has white eyes, I will not. It will not uh, be the norm going forward for every. That's true. That's pretty true. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, Shane? Have you heard the news of a Danny Phantom live action movie? Oh, yeah. I think somebody tagged me with something like that. Reportedly at the uh, works at Paramount, which happened recently this week. What are your thoughts about that? I don't really know much about Danny Phantom. So but sounds like it could be something cool, you know, so but I'm just not too familiar with the uh, the property. So. Yeah, but we'll see. I don't know if it feels like it can work, Wolverine, given the nature of Deadpool movies, but I don't know if it could work all the time. True. What's going on, Cortez? Looks like Invincible is returning next week. I know. I got to catch up on the new season of Invincible as well. What's going on, Lex? Hey, Dave, love your content. Well, thank you, sir. Who do you uh, got between the Packers and Niners? I got Niners. Niners? I mean, I'm, I don't really have a football team. I've said this many times, but I am a San Francisco Giants fan. My brother is a Niners fan. I got family members that are Niners fans. So I'm going to root for the Niners, even though the Packers, watch out. I did not expect the Packers to beat the Cowboys last week. And, well, I mean, maybe not so much that they weren't going to beat them because the Cowboys, let's face it, they're just, who knows what's going on with that organization. I just did not expect them to fucking murder them. I mean, of course, the Cowboys started coming back a little bit towards the end of that game, but it was a disaster for the Cowboys. And this is a fresh-faced, pimple-faced Packers team, man. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Uh, yeah, Eisenberg, yeah. Eisenberg. Yeah, I mean, we all, you know, we all have our opinions on 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 certain characters. So, you know. Don't watch me is a good advice. See, I know a lot of people were saying that making the making the jokes, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with making jokes. There's some people that take things a little too seriously, but there's nothing wrong with like that. Arguing is fun. Don't blame you. Uh, as long as we could respect each other. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I try to, but sometimes some of the, the, the chuckleheads that show up in my mentions. Holy Lord, do they suck? They just suck. And they just say like ridiculous things. And then they'll be like, whoa, dude, why are you being so hostile? And I'm like, I'm just pushing back on what you said. I'm like, I'm trying to give you some information that I know. Jesus Christ. 
Ah, finally, hope for Daredevil, right? Yeah, they should have listened from the start. I know that exactly, but at least they're listening now. Skate and geek out. What is, what's up, Dave? Random question. I just rewatched Ready Player One. Great movie. Uh, what would uh, be your go-to avatar in the Oasis? It's eh, a good question. What would be my avatar? Probably Batman. You know, you know me. I'd be like a a, a certain Batman. I don't know. Maybe this guy right here, the Batfleck or something, would be mine. And I would not drive and i would i'd probably like drive the 66 batmobile you know that would be kind of cool to see batfleck in the 66 batmobile if i was doing races you know as much but but i do love the the you know the delorean also so i'd probably even choose that as well my only concern with daredevil born again is that they're keeping some of the episodes they already shot hmm interesting hopefully i still haven't watched echo though so and I know there's been mixed reviews when it comes to that. Hopefully it doesn't turn out into a complete mess or narrative where, yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> they were going to give us woke devil, woke devil. A daredevil on She-Hulk was some fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he had the, he did the walk of shame. <laughs> they did cut it from, yeah, which is a good thing. I think that's a good thing. Hey, Dave, did you hear there is not going to be a post credit scene? Yeah, good. Let's stop it with the post-credit scenes. Let's stop it with that. A time has passed. Did Feige uh, finally find out he has garbage talent? Um, no, I think he just he just realized that uh, you know that maybe we should go with what works. You know, I don't think like not everything's garbage talent. I know you hate a lot of things there, Axel. You know, including the Batman. How dare you? But uh, not everything's garbage. RJ, yeah, no more 18 episodes are cutting it way down from the initial plan, probably because it's gone over budget because they have to start from scratch. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. That does make sense. 18 episodes was a lot. It's going to uh, take a while before it admits <laughs> it. Like I said, there's a, there's good talent in there. I mean, on Comberbotch, I mean... They got Charlie Cox. I don't know what you guys are talking Garbage talent. Are you talking about Feige being garbage at talent? You know, but he, I wouldn't even agree with that either. His name is Jason, but he's caught. Oh, yes, he is cocky. He is cocky. Is that what his name is? Jason? Yeah, he's cocky. He is cocky. But I like that. I like that he's cocky and he drinks some scotch too, you know. Yeah, he is a very cocky dude. But I kind of like that. I'm not going to lie. I like that, that he has that attitude. What's going on, Christopher? Hello, David. Awesome t-shirt. Where did you get it? Uh, this is one of the shirts that I believe that, what, Foot Locker? When uh, Zack Snyder Justice League was kicking into gear, I think they teamed up with Foot Locker. I think it was Foot Locker, right? And you could order, like, specific character shirts. And, you know, I didn't order all of them. I just got, I got Batman, of course, and then I got Cyborg. So yeah, I got it from there. I don't think I don't know if you could find these shirts anymore. Um, because it was like a limited time thing, but you could probably go somewhere and find it on eBay or something. My question, why is Disney becoming more reactionary? I only thought that happens to Warner Brothers. Well, because they're finally realizing that some of their decisions that they've made aren't really working. The Batman Superman book by oh yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one too. 
Uh, let's see what else we got. Yeah, speaking of, yeah, just read Long Halloween and Dark Victory back to back. Said, yeah, that's a great story. I actually like, oh, you like Dark Victory more. Well, hopefully that, uh, hopefully that's what uh, Matt Reeves is pulling from when it comes to the sequel a little bit. Question, which DC villain would you like to see a DC black label treatment in a movie? I always said Scarecrow would be perfect for the black label. I just always thought like, yeah, you know, I mean, you make it a horror movie and you just call it Crane. I always thought like that would anytime that I was thinking of like what other character can they use for, a, you know, a, a DC black label? I was like, Scarecrow would be perfect, perfect for that. You know, and I was like, get David F. Sandberg to direct that. He would knock the shit out of that one for sure. Or James Wan. Ooh, vodka. The vodka. I will be muting all words Superman and Legacy starting March. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to order these comics. And, you know, hey, hey God damn, you're just awesome right now. The, the Marvel's on VOD. I'm hesitant to make an effort to check it out. Uh, drink more of that bourbon you have, Jason, and maybe you'll actually enjoy it. But cheers again, brother. Appreciate it, man. Help it out that pirate ship. You are awesome, sir. Uh, isn't that Ben 10 stuff, Danny Phantom? I'm just, yeah. Like I said, I'm not too familiar. Can we stop with people saying these actors are, are perfect? They're going to be perfect before seeing the damn movie. Talking to you, Superman Legacy Slurpers. <laughs> I mean, that's what everybody says. I always, yeah, I'm with you, Jose, when people like go like, you know, he was born to play this role. And I'm like, was he? <laughs> you know, Hugh Jackman was born to play Wolverine. It's like, yeah, I mean, he's great, but Wolverine's supposed to be like five foot three. Hugh Jackman, not quite that short. You know, he's a tall dude. You know, but I, I yeah, it's always funny when people say they're born to play this or, you know, they do that. They're so perfect. It's like, yeah, I know. You don't know. I mean, you always hope for the best. Always hope for the best. I always hope for, I've always said it, like, I hope Corrin Sweat ends up being my favorite Superman. I hope Brosnahan be, ends up being my favorite Lois, which just just how gorgeous she is, you know, at those uh, at those uh, award shows and those videos that she takes. I mean, she's already winning me over for sure, but it's just like, you know, I always wish for the next, you know, like I was going, all right, Pattinson, Reeves, Let's see if this ends up being my favorite Batman. Ended up not being, but I it ended up being a Batman I really, really liked. You know, so I, you know, always hope for the next version to be better than the previous. Some people though are like, it'll never, they'll never be able to get to this again. It's like, why would you, why do you want to, you know, why would you not want the next version to be better? But everybody, you know, we get all tribal and shit. You know, and it's like, nope, only one version is good. All the rest suck. It was a complete shit show. Yeah, it was. It was bad. It was bad for the Cowboys. So bad. What's going on, Andrew? Good to see you. Arkham Batman. Yeah, Arkham Batman's good. You got that, uh, you know, you got that Conroy voice. It's great. I would pay good money to see Batfleck. Yeah, all right. That's what I would do, though. I would choose the, yeah, I would choose that avatar and have him do that. Yeah, see, you could do that in the new Arkham game. So, yeah. 
The Eagles' downfall. I know, right? I don't know. What happened to the Eagles? Jeez. They just never recovered after playing the Niners, huh? Crazy. I did not think the fucking Buccaneers. But I was, I'm was. i rooting for uh, Baker Mayfield. That goofy motherfucker. I just like, I like him because he's goofy and he's just like, you know, obviously he had those commercials when he was with the Browns. I, I like that guy. I just like it because he's goofy and just, you know, he, he, he's, he's, he's a trooper, man. So I'm rooting for, I'm rooting for Baker Mayfield, man. I'm rooting for that guy. David, did you hear that? Madam Webb It's going uh, from the nineties uh, movie. Yeah. There was like rumors. I saw the rumor about that and I was just kind of like, I don't know how true that is, but then somebody like somebody that I follow was already broke it down that they knew that Madam Webb you know, was already like taking place in the early 2000s because they were looking in the background and stuff. I don't know. I mean, yeah, they said that and they were considering Andrew Garfield to be the Spider-Man in this universe, then Tom Holland. And then, of course, I don't know. It's all weird. The movie's going to be interesting. I just I, I I the only thing I hope for is I actually do hope that people come out of Madam Web and me and me, my, myself as well, just come out going, wow, that was actually pretty good. That was pretty good. Someone's smoke detectors going off in, in the building. Um, yeah, I really hope that I end up enjoying this movie. I, I, I don't have confidence with everything I've seen. You know, the only thing is, is like, yeah, you got some pretty hot ladies in this movie. Cool. You know, that I don't mind looking at. I mean, all the ladies, the four leads, they're pretty, uh, they're pretty nice to look at. So, I mean, there's that. But yeah. I, I just kind of, I want it to be a surprise hit. I don't think it's going to happen, but. <laughs> Collapse of a team. Dune, yes, I love that. Sam Raimi, yeah, I could see that. In the DCU, do you think the Flash and Supergirl, Barry and Kara should be friends and have good team-up adventures? I mean, that would be pretty sweet. I think that that could work for sure. Do you see the? Uh, yeah, I did see the rumor that uh, Hayden Christensen might be voicing Shadow. I thought they already had a voice for Shadow. I guess I, I don't know. Obviously, they have Knuckles, which is Idris Elba. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, that should be cool. I mean, that'd be pretty sweet if he is. You know, I wouldn't hate it. I definitely wouldn't hate it. So I would not hate it. That message for legacy about uh, leaks, by the way, I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. You just don't want to hear things. That's good. Thank you. Uh, Axel for that. You, you, you'd sense a super chat. You got it. You got it. You got it. And I saw your message too. We'll get you on here. Only person born to play a role was, uh, yeah, but see, I mean, was he really, <laughs> just, you know, it's just, it's always funny when people say that. Rachel, Bra- whoop, Rachel Brosnahan. Yeah, I know. I mean, that is just a beautiful woman right there. I mean, Jesus, when she does those videos, when she does her and like showing like her hair and her dress, and then she does like a little like, you know, goofy thing at the end. I'm like, ha, okay, okay, you, okay, you, you know, but yeah, that is just, I think her Lois is going to be, you know, I, I have, I have more confidence in her Lois than I do a corn sweat with a Superman, but, I, but I'm not, I still have confidence in corn sweat because he's a goof. He's a goofball. He's a dork. We've seen the videos. He's a dork. And I like that. So, you know, we'll see. 
Uh, like I said, really the only casting I was like, eh, about was Sean Gunn, of course. I think a lot of us were like that. I'm just glad that social media is being, for the most part, positive towards Superman Legacy instead of complete. Yeah, true. I mean, unless you go down a rabbit hole and there's people that 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 can't, that's all they do 24-7 on Twitter is just fucking complain about Legacy. I don't think we uh, could take the negativity for an entire year. Yeah, you just got to watch out. Mute the people that constantly complain. So, Brazen, yeah, she's got some Margot Kidder vibes. Dave's intrusive thoughts. Oh, I know. That's the thing. My intrusive thoughts. What could I say? Brazen does remind me a lot of, yeah. So, yeah, it's got some Kidder vibes. Do you think the future of Hollywood is in question with how all these executives are trying to sneak? AI? Yeah. It's going to be an interesting. Uh, you know, rest of the decade going into the next decade. It's going to be interesting. You know, I mean, obviously there's things, I mean, it's AI is not going anywhere. It's definitely not going anywhere. So it will be interesting to see how it's implemented and hopefully it will be used fairly and used as a tool to help things and not just replace things. That's the thing I worry about is like, is it going to replace things? like hopefully it's not there to replace dave i pick yeah batman beyond that'd be a good avatar uh she is fine i like yeah i do i like the pattinson batmobile as well suicide kills the justice league releases in two weeks i'll be very curious to see what reviews yeah you got the you got to play that game right you're one i think travis also was able to play that what happened to my Cleveland Brown? Yeah, they got they got they got killed as well. So when my mom and sister said they'll watch Superman with me because of Brazhan, I knew. Yeah, I think like they're because you know the marvelous Mrs. Maisel is a very popular show. So I mean, the fact that we have a Lois that is popular already, a Lois, I mean, actress that was, that's already popular. Not saying that Amy Adams wasn't, you know, she was already on the radar. It is kind of funny because Amy Adams was already on the radar. She's already been around for a bit, but nobody knew who Henry Cavill was. It's kind of similar to what's happening now, too, if you think about it. People know who Rachel Brosnahan is. She's already won awards, and she's got this popular show, and nobody really knows who Corn Sweat is. Corn Sweat's, a, you know, a fresh face. So it's kind of a kind of a similar dynamic here. So which oh god. Oh man, that's gonna be the 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 day that they reveal the costume. Holy shit. I know, especially if it has trunks. Oh my god, it's gonna be it's gonna be a battlefield. That's where you like, you know, you start before you like get on Twitter, you start strapping in and you know, putting all your gear on and stuff like that. It's like, ugh. Man. That's gonna be that's gonna be a day. I think I'd go with Rocket Raccoon in the Oasis, nice, which uh, is like the equivalent of people who choose Odd Job in Goldeneye, right? Oh man, I remember those days with Goldeneye. Trunk supremacy. <laughs> those trunk apologists seem to have an obsession with the. <laughs> yeah, I really hope he doesn't go with the trunks, or just hopefully it looks good if he does use the trunks. I think they're going to end up going with the trunks. 
It seems like Sony has no clue what the fuck they're doing. They can't commit to who their Spider-Man is. And now they're making Madam Web, a standalone movie that's not connect. I know, right? Is it not going to connect? But then again, who knows? These reports could be wrong and it could be very much connected to their universe or whatever the hell. Cool fact. My cousin was the backup quarterback to Baker Mayfield in high school. And they're nice. Yeah, Baker seems like somebody who would be fun. You know, let's go to a bar. Let's go grab some beers and watch some, watch some sports. He just seems like he'd be a fun dude to do that. He's just a goofy motherfucker, especially when you see him dance. Have you seen him dance? White boy, white boy has some moves. <laughs> Sydney Sweeney alone is two big reasons. Womp womp. We got we got the uh, the perviness of uh, Jose coming out, but you know, of course, I thought it was Jared Little voicing Shadow. Okay, so that's what I was wondering. I mean, I thought I heard that somebody else was voicing Shadow before this whole rumor about Christensen. I don't know if it was Jared Leto. Oh, yeah, did you guys see that Tron 3 is going into production finally, and they revealed the logo, which they did that thing that I absolutely fucking hate because it's been played out as shit, which is adding a 3 to Tron, which doesn't even make sense. Because anytime that they change the letter of a title to a three, it's always an E. But they changed the O to a three because they thought, well, if we have the design of Tron, we can make it look like it still looks like an O, but it's a three. And then people are saying, yeah, it looks like Trend, which is a, a steroid or something. <laughs> that's like, oh, man. I, something tells me that's not going to stick. Looks stupid. Stupid. I think the Superman is going to have... I I hope it does. That'd be different. I hope it has a Flesher logo. I think Superman will have multiple costumes. He starts the movie with the Flesher. Yeah, but they kind of did that. But they did that with Superman and Lois. I just don't know if they're going to actually do that again. Because, I mean, they started off with the Flesher costume right off the bat. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. That's the burning question, my friend. That's what everybody's anxiously awaiting about the trunks. I don't mind people complaining, not excited for Superman or for Legacy when it gets to the point that someone can. Yeah, yeah, I know. See, that's what I like. I like to have reasonable back and forths about it. But sometimes there's just people, you know, that just do not. They do not. I, I had somebody upset with me on Instagram and I've seen this guy before. He's been in my Twitter mentions before. He couldn't understand how he couldn't understand how I uh, how how I could praise you know and be in love with uh, Snyder Superman and then be excited for this new Superman. This is the kind of fanboy logic that I that I I don't get. It's like you can't understand that I can I I can love a certain type of Superman and also be excited for a new fresh Superman. But yeah, it was just like one of those things. So, you know, I had a little back and forth with him. And then, of course, yeah, he just, you know, obviously there's the people that just hate James Gunn with all their, you know, with all every fiber of their being. So there's no convincing those kind of people. I can't even I can't even like have a discussion with because they just it was just like trying to have the same discussions with people that hate Zach. Uh, you know, that hate Zack Snyder with every fire, you know, you just can't have discussions with these people. There's nothing you could do. Just the thought, would you watch Michael Bay? Yeah. He was supposed to do Lobo at one point. Remember? It was like, 
this was like five years ago or so. This was a long time ago. He was, he, they said a Lobo movie was in development and then that Michael Bay, he was either going to produce it, but he was going to be involved somehow. I think he might, it might've been producer. I don't know if it was director. I don't know. But Michael Bay was going to be involved in a Lobo movie at one point. That didn't go anywhere. Tony movie Chappie D9 Neil Blomkamp fan. Dave, question. Do you think Martha Kent will be in uh, Superman Legacy? Yeah. Why wouldn't she be? I think uh, I think that would work, right? I hope WBD does a big San Diego Comic-Con showcase for Yeah, me too. But I'm not sure if they'll be able to do it. They should, but we shall see. I'm not expecting a Legacy teaser. Tri yeah, they won't have anything. If anything, they'll have the actors there. But yeah, I mean, they might not do anything either because they have to, you know, they have to save that money. So, hey, what's going on for Jason? Good to see you, bud. The Brown Super Bowl was beating my... <laughs> it's definitely true. I've known about her for years. Yeah, because of that. Never heard it. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like that. Still debating if I'm gonna buy the Suicide Squad game because another game I've been eagerly in, uh, anticipating the Persona 3 remake drop. Uh, okay, yeah, I gotta pick or choose. Gotta pick and choose. Heard a podcast where Snyder mentions director's cuts of R of Rebel Moon will likely release. Yeah, it's essentially what he said on here too the last time he was on. I don't want to get Suicide Squad event. Oh, yeah, you do, you do, you do. Trend. Yeah, I know. It's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I don't know why they decided to put a three in there. He said that here. Yeah, there you go. Right there. Thank you, Scott. There's Scott. Uh, let's see. If I'm being honest, Sony should just bring in all an all new Spider-Man since they seem to indecisive. And I hope to God they don't make his universe canon. Yeah, I don't know what's going to be happening with that. It's so weird. Say it, that Tron name. Yeah, it's 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 dumb. I hate it when they do that stuff. It's just so stupid. You know what's grinding my gears when these dummies say Rachel is a better actor than Amy because she. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, yeah, some people do that. They they do the awards thing, you know. I mean. As far as I haven't seen Rachel and really anything. So, I mean, I, I, I can't agree with that. And I think Amy Adams has she 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 should have won some kind of Oscar since. I mean, yeah, I don't agree with that. I'm like, um, I'm going to say Amy Adams is the better actress, at least right now, at least right now. But nothing against Rachel. I mean, from what I've seen from the clips of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, she's 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 a powerhouse for sure. I think she's gonna be great. She's gonna be a great uh, Lois. The character, what's going on, Kellex? The character Superman in this case is bigger than any director or actor. Yeah, I love the character and want to see more movies with him. Yeah, I know. Batman's kind of like that too. You know, it's like the the character transcends whoever's creating it. And even like, you know, the actor who's underneath it, because you'll never see like, you know, remember with I always said, like when it comes to the Marvel movie posters, you always had to have Robert Downey Jr. without his, you know, without his helmet on. 
He had Chris Evans without the the the, the Captain America helmet on. Tom Holland without the Spider-Man mask on. It's like, yeah, you'll never see that with a Batman poster. It's like you only I mean, obviously, when you when you look at the Batman poster, there is like, you know, him. And then there's like Bruce Wayne, you know, and a smaller. But it's like the, the character is always going to transcend whatever. Whoever is the actor, you know, and it's interesting. It's interesting because, you know, the past two, you know, because now we have, you know, him as Batman. And, uh. You know, because it's always interesting because I was thinking about this when it comes to the Batman, the bat, the, the guys who played Batman, the Batman, Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney. I mean, those are household names. Ben Affleck, household names. Robert Pattinson, even, you know, I mean, I know he's not like a household name like the others, but it's just they're household names. They're people that you know who they are. You know, my, people knew who Michael Keaton was. He was already made a name for himself. People knew who Val Kilmer was. He was already pretty damn popular. People knew who George Clooney was. Ben Affleck, he was already established actor, big time, actor, director. Robert Pattinson, already people know who, his, who they were. But when it comes to Superman, it just seems like, did anybody know who Brandon Ruth was? No. Anybody know who Henry Cavill was? No. David Cornsweet? No, it just seems like when it comes to Superman, they are always going. Even Christopher Reeve, and you know, there's a whole thing when it came to that whole thing. It's like, it's like anytime they cast a Superman, they cast an unknown. But when they cast a Batman, you already know that you already know that name. They've already been established. It is kind of weird. So I'm kind of curious when it comes to Batman: Brave and the Bold, is that same trend going to happen? Are they going to cast somebody that is already known? Or is it just going to be a, a, a name where you go, what? Who's that? I don't even know who that is. We'll see, I guess. We shall see. Going to be interesting. I think Tron 3 will be. <laughs> yeah. See, there you go. You should be part of the marketing, Axel. Does they really sound like the <laughs> Alakazoo right there? So good. I love that Snyder wanted to lean. Yeah. I know she's fantastic. It's going to be hard to top her Lois. Yeah. Talladega nights. That was when I first got introduced to her or maybe it was the office. Can't remember. Yeah. But they already announced the casting of who was playing. Would, yeah. Would they have our, no, I don't know if they still haven't announced everybody. Oh yeah. I forgot about bail, but bail was, I mean, I guess, I guess you could say bail was somewhat, but he already made his, I mean, I remember like when I was like, oh yeah, Christian Bale, that's an American psycho guy. So maybe Bale was like the most unknown. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. But he already, but he was already kind of making a name for himself and not to mention he was a child actor. You know, he was in a Steven Spielberg movie. I don't know. Yeah. So it's, it is interesting. I don't know. There's just like a trend. Oh God, if that were to happen, I would I would be like, nope, cancel the whole thing. Please cancel the whole freaking thing. Nothing against Timothy Chalamet. She would she could eat me. Oh jeez. Watch out there. <laughs> Do you think we'll get a green air? Eh, we might. I think there should be. The vodka has been consumed. Ooh. The vodka has been consumed. 
All right. Let's see who we got here. All right. Let's see. Just setting out the invite. Okay. Sending some invites. Get the panel on here. All right. Boop. All right. Sorry. Just doing this right now. Is that everybody? Nope. That's not everybody. Yeah, it is everybody. I think that. All right. Um, oh, forgot one person. All right. I think we're all right. All right. We'll see what happens. I don't know. We'll see if we'll have a good, uh, if we'll have a green arrow. I mean, I think that'd be pretty sweet. People saying Rachel is better than Amy are saying, yeah, you can like both actresses. I know. Exactly. It's like, no, you know, they're, they're both like good in their own, you know, in their own lane, I guess you could say. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, let's see. Bale, the worst Batman. <laughs> He's not the worst Batman. It's still Clooney. Come on. It's still Clooney. I like his Bruce Wayne. I like uh, Clooney's Bruce Wayne. And we'll say that. Yeah, he was in the news. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, it's like, it just seems like, uh, you know, when it comes to any time that, a, I mean, honestly, when it just seems like when a, when a Batman gets cast, it's like, oh, yeah, you already know the name a little bit. But, man, when a Superman gets cast, you're like, the fuck is this guy? You know? Seems like that's just the trend. I was just kind of thinking about that. I'm like, yeah. Because even when Bale was cast, I was like, oh, yeah, he was uh, the American Psycho guy. I love that movie. So I already, like, knew who he was. But I think he was probably the most unknown, if you think about it. But then again, I, I you know, I was very young when Keaton got cast. But I know there was a big, if the internet was around when he got cast, holy shit. I mean, they were sending letters into Warner Brothers like, don't cast Mr. Mom. I was like, well, good thing they didn't go for, you know, the first actor that they wanted to go. They get for Batman 89, which was like Bill Murray. That would have been what? What's going on, Indra? Good to see ya. Okay. <laughs> David Spade, this guy. Colin Farrell. He almost was. He was almost Batman uh, in the early 2000s when they were trying to do a Batman versus Superman uh, movie. Of course, they had like Jude Law. Jude Law. They wanted Jude Law. That was, uh, what's his name? Can't remember his name. Um, I was trying to get that movie going. Um, Goddamn. It's like right there. Billy Porter as Val Zod. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate all the questions and everything. But uh, go ahead and sit back, and we'll get uh, some of these beeps in here. I got that. All right. Display the names. All right. Where is that? There we go. First off, we got... Scott! What's going on, sir? This feels early for me. I don't understand. 
I know it is kind half of strange. The, half the audience isn't asleep already. I, don't know, I know, right? Usually Scott gets here pretty late, but schedule changes, which is one of the reasons why we did DC Fan Animated last night, which actually, you know, it was a lot of fun and it was kind of like cool to do it on a Thursday. It was really cool to do it on Thursday. So if you haven't seen it yet, go watch Brave New Metropolis and watch our stream from last night. It was, yes. it, it was fun. You learn about some fascist fashion. Just going to say that. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Fascist fashion. And we got William from the Sci-Fi oh. Center joining right now. No Bakta, but here you go. Well, of course. You. I know. We I don't know. I think Mountain Dew's more dangerous. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be like, nice shirt, too, by the way. Yeah. They sent me my shirt. I wish they could have sent me a lot more, but I'll wear yeah. it for everybody else who uh, donated to the campaign. I saw, you post, I saw you post the shirt, and I was like, that's cool. I like it. Yeah, they reached out to me, asked me what color, what size. I'm like, the biggest one you have, and one that's color <laughs> neutral and that I can wear with anything. So, so I'll be wearing. There you go, kind of cool. Nice. And you got a you got a watch party thing happening tomorrow, right? Yeah, tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, we're doing Army of the Dead. So it's the next leg in our uh, fundraiser, or our march to 10 grand by uh, April 19th. So right now we're at 53.50. So our goal tomorrow is to get as close to seven tomorrow as possible. That's a that's an ambitious goal, but we did uh, in one night we did two thousand on New Year's Eve, so it is doable. It is doable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're gonna give it a shot, and then hopefully by uh, we hit that goal by the nineteenth because we'll we gotta have a special event that should push us over the edge if we're close to it. Cool. So yeah, so people want to tune into that and or donate. You said what at two p.m. Pacific time? Two p.m. Pacific time. So. I guess 5 p.m. Eastern time. I don't know. I forgot what it is central because not everybody. That'd be four. Subtract yeah, one. <laughs> subtract one from Eastern, and that's central. Just, <laughs> there you go. I, you know what? I guess I don't know anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. Me. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, there, there are some people that uh, live in. I got in St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. Scott's in the central time zone, so. Stevens in the central time zone. You That's know people true. in the central time zone. You got some people in there. I don't, don't associate them with their time zone. <laughs> so I've been to Alabama. That's I mean. yeah, well, we're central time, buddy. That's what happens. <laughs> there it is. But uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, besides that, how you how are you gentlemen doing on this Friday night? Well, unfortunately, I started off my night really well. Declan, I think I told you about. I can't remember if I said this online or not, but you know, Declan, we continued with Declan's first watch through of the MCU tonight True. was Thor. How did he like it? He liked it. I forgot how gorgeous that movie is, dude. I mean, it's Kenneth beautiful. Bottom. Yes, I mean it's so funny because. You know, obviously, when it comes to the main four of the Avengers, I mean, Thor, he could be the weakest one. And, you know, when at first when the, you know, the phase, the the phase one movies came out, Thor might have just been like, you know, it's it's probably like the weaker one of the group. But then where they took Thor and then you go back and watch that first one, you go, holy shit. This is actually really good. <laughs> it has aged extremely well. I'm going to yeah. say that. It, it was good. So they enjoyed that. And But then um, our friend Adam Stabelli then had to tag me on Twitter. I'm glad he warned me. But Max has canceled a flight attendant. And that just made me sad. Yeah, for two seasons. I know. Two seasons, They're canceling man. everything, man. They're canceling everything. And Scott, you're already pixelating. Cheers! Of you course. know how it is. <laughs> of course. 
Oh, he's like, he's probably dealing with weather. Their weather back there is not. Uh, oh yeah. He said there's some of that. I don't know, but it's just, yeah. Like he had to like exit in and out a couple of, uh, like probably about three or four times last night with our stream. So it's yeah. just, yeah. I don't know if it has something to do with the weather. Maybe who knows? Oh no. Our internet was, was a, a mess. Like I came home from work and I, it was going in, it was going out. So yeah. There is some funkiness going on with the internet over here, so I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. It happens, but uh, you're good now. You're good now. But we got somebody from the land down under. We got Mr. Axel joining. Hey, everyone. How's everyone doing? Been a while. Happy New Year. Well, I mean, like yes. New Year, but yeah. Everyone's doing well. Doing good. Nice hat. Jeez. I like it. Oh, yeah. Thank you. This is like a new one I got for Christmas because I lost yeah. my previous one. Okay. What are you drinking? Just uh, Pepsi. Oh, okay. Nothing with it. Yeah, nah, nothing with it. No, I'm not. I'm a lightweight, so I don't really drink too often. He's not old enough to drink, Dave. I know. I, at least I know. Not, I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. We had to specify. It. Like, yeah, drink, Axel. Wait, you in your? Yeah, country. we're it's all good. We're yeah, yeah. Can't do that over here. We can't, and we can't condone that either over here. But you know. It's fine, but uh, and thanks for, for uh, thanks for joining Axel. Um, I got this the other day, also. What'd you get? Oh yeah, you got Arkham Bat. That's Arkham Batman, right? Yeah, it's like a black and white edition, except it's got blood on it, which is really cool. Yeah, I've got, I've got, the, yeah, I got the. They did an entire set for Arkham City. Yeah, one, it comes one with all in color and Solomon one Grundy. all in black and white. And, yeah, and yeah, you built Solomon Grundy, but yeah, because it was Batman, Catwoman, Rachel Ghoul. <laughs> And uh, the penguin, yeah, it was penguin, yeah, that's right. Yes, did you guys uh, who got the uh, the BVS? I did, no, shit. <laughs> I did it. I would have never thought, I know, I figured before yeah, it's I sold you out, could... you better believe I got it. I know, I saw you post that, it was like it sold out. I was like, damn, that went quick, and it was oh, yeah, sold out. And the pre orders were sold out everywhere. Like, I double checked, I went to each retailer. And they were all the pre-orders were sold out. Now, of course, it's McFarlane. They'll restock. They did it with the Batman 89 Batmobile double set, you know. But it's just kind of cool when on that first day, they just are like, boop, gone. I know. I know. People were sending it to me and stuff like that. And I was like, eh, I'm going to hold back because I was like, you know, kind of like uh, pinching the pennies right, right now. But, man, it was like, like, like somebody DM'd me it. And I think like 10 minutes later, like, hope you got one because they're gone. They're gone now. I was like, oh, shit. And then I saw your tweet and I was like, good Lord, man. I did, in fact, see like um, a like a Batmobile from like the Keaton Batmobile from the Flash that they made um, like in one of my local stores. And it was like really expensive, like a hundred and something. thirty dollars. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Give it about three months. They'll resolicit them. They'll be back out in the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all pre-order. When when did they actually get sent to you? Hopefully not. Uh, oh, okay. Hold hold on. No, it's actually <laughs> it. I've done that before with McFarland, so I so I'm not I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm like Dave, you're you're fucking around. No, actually that that that's been a thing. Uh, but let me see. When am I expecting that? Uh, March 11th. Okay, so not too oh, bad. So you got to yeah. wait about a month and a half. Yeah, I I've done so much. I've waited so much longer for McFarland's. I'm okay with. Well, you've waited. Years. You remember how long you waited for that Dark Side statue? Oh yeah, two, two years. Yeah. <laughs> Where is that? Where do you have that now? 
Oh, it's yeah, like it same. took me it took me like several months to finally get my full circle shirt. It took me like five months to get that shirt, and I was so happy when I finally got it. And will to answer your question, it's in the same room it's been since I unboxed. It's in the same room I unboxed it in. It's right. Okay, there. Yeah, it, you you've got to imagine the layout. I'm in the literally the back. Like this is the back wall of my house, okay. right? Oh, I take that back. This is the back wall. This is the side wall. But, you know, and then my office is literally right there. And that's where the dark side statue is. Okay. But I remember when you were unboxing it, it looked like it was sitting right next to your table or something. I'm like, well, that's oh, well, there was a de- there's a desk in there as well. And I had moved my entire setup into the office for the purposes of the unboxing. So, oh, yeah. Okay. That thing is cool. I still can't believe you got that. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't believe my wife just saw it and went, that's scary. I don't want to see that again and moved and that's on. It. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Everybody was wondering when she was going to see that thing and if he was going to, you know. He was There's gonna... a reason that the Patreon, the, the Patreon.com so squawk to me was called Scott is a Dead Man. And, and I love it. If you go to that, if you go to our epilogue episode, all Ray can talk about is you fucking got away with it how did you fucking get away with it <laughs> well i mean that's the thing it was like the perfect it was the perfect camouflage because you have already so many things to say so shit yes so much shit you have so much here. shit that she just like looked at it and went oh, i never seen that before that's freaky and then that was it that was she it. thought it was already it's it's probably been there for a bit no questions asked she doesn't <laughs> l- listen to any live streams or podcasts or anything good good on you <laughs> and my parents think it's hilarious oh that's so good <laughs> my dad my dad watched that stream yeah <laughs> they gave me the table it's sit- he's sitting on right now that's so, so hilarious I know. I love that. yeah my All wife right. doesn't watch my stuff but my mom and my dad do love you mom and dad I know it is kind of yeah. I mean that's nothing wrong with that, right? <laughs> Especially when you're talking about this stuff and I buying know. stuff. Ooh-wee. Man, I still remember like uh, the box showing up. You sent me a picture of the box, and then I sent that picture to Zach, and Zach was like, "Oh my god!" Like he's like, "Yeah, look at how big this thing is." We're unboxing it time if you want to show up, which of course he did. And I mean that was just that was just that was just super fun. And how sweaty you got, man and drunk you know it's sweaty and drunk you know it's, it's the way these things work sometimes. good combination oh man but you know i picked up some i finally picked up some alcohol today because you know now that i don't work yeah. friday nights it was yeah. nice to be able to have pizza night with my boys and so i got you know got some seltzers got some beer and then i was like and i get to be on the vodka stream tonight so i need alcohol there you go gotta love it gotta love it so uh, what are we talking about what are we talking about? I mean, oh, I mean, I guess we can start off by talking about one of the the big debates that was happening this week. Well, we could talk about like that that Variety article talking about the uh, ba- about Batman wow. and Superman. I didn't even read that article. What was it even about? Like, I just heard it. I, I just heard it going. I just heard it go around, and I didn't really look into it because I wasn't. I haven't been on Twitter like yesterday. It was a public domain article and a hit piece at the same time, and I'm. Sure. Oh, yeah. that one. I put, oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Well, okay, I, and, and I'm and I'm going to be honest. Um, personally, I I didn't watch your short date that you did only because you know oh, I don't. You. I, well, no, it's because I don't I'm entertain. Kidding. I don't entertain. You know hit pieces so it's just yeah. like i'm more interested in what the act what the well 
objective information was about about the copyright because you know disney made copyright law last so long because they tried to keep mickey mouse in copyright for as long as possible they they literally have lobbied and changed copyright law to keep copyrights extending and extending so they could keep mickey mouse so i'm very curious like what is the story about batman and superman and copyright so basically um I mean, the article uh, again. It's Tatiana Segal. Oh, oh, that <laughs> fucker. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly, Scott. Exactly. Oh, that's, that's, uh, that's all I need to. I I, I could give a shit. Like, yes, we can exactly. we can move on at this point. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so the opening paragraph, of course, has to take a shot at Zack Snyder. Of course, and the that's, fact that's yeah. what she does. Yes, so. and the fact that you know, and, and it was funny because. The morning show that I listened to even brought it up, but of course they brought it up all wrong because they don't know the details, you know, nothing against them. But I was just like one of those. I was like, ah, I want to call in and clarify what exactly was going on here because they brought up the fact that that Zach at one point, or at least when it came to what he wanted to do when it uh, when it came to his Justice League story is to have Bruce Wade impregnate. Lois. But then, of course, she goes. And yeah. And then Superman is cuckolded. That's, uh, because of it and it's like what no, he was dead what he was means. dead he was dead know? at the time yes that's not what being cucked means do people i know exactly so she had to make it sound like like uh like zach was doing something creepy and he even said like an unknown un- unknown source at uh warner brothers they they, they pass on it because they considered it cre- super creepy it's like really this who the fuck told you that some unknown source told you super creepy so the first two paragraphs were about that and then they finally went into the details that had nothing to do with Zack Snyder and had everything to do about Batman and Superman and even like Wonder Woman and, and, and the details of, of these characters becoming public domain. Which, the only the w- when it comes to what uh 2034 Superman and Lois become public domain, but they have to be their original versions and he can't be wearing an S, so you can't even have the emblem on his chest. Well, you can have an emblem. He can't be. Oh yeah, so, can't be whatever it looks like, like a lowercase s. Yeah. So the, <laughs> the way it is, is the, the the way the characters first appeared is what yes. falls in the public domain. So that first version of Superman, if you if you don't wait for each aspect to fall out of public domain, like if you wanted to do it right as it went into public domain, he can't even fly. No, he that, he, it, he literally it, leaps tall buildings in a single yeah. bound. Oh, yeah. You know, that's the Superman who like runs across power lines because he can't fly. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Because that's what was created in 1938. Yeah, so, you can't even have kryptonite. No, because kryptonite was on the radio show. Yeah, like that wasn't even in the comics. So now, as as time goes on, it's like a sliding scale. Certain right. things, yes. certain characters will. So if you want to wait long enough, you can. What 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 killed me about our article because it was very unprofessional. I don't. I oh, actually, I <laughs> will will Tatiana Siegel unprofessional? I mean, come on. But. It's that's sad because some of, the, some of the the difference between back in the day when you had when the trades actually meant something is you they weren't competing with the internet they weren't trying to outdo Twitter heads and people on YouTube and people on you know on just outright internet and their editors would be like no you can't take this to print because you're going to make us look stupid but now they're competing directly with the immediate news cycle so they're they're basically keeping up with the Joneses that's how articles like this get out. But the article, like I was trying to cover the article right as it came out because it was the, the one that was out, the one that had the most lawyerly news in it because you had quotes from lawyers and everybody explaining things in it. But I'm zooming through the article and it fucking derailed the show because everybody wanted to talk about her 
And, you know, it was like, it was like, wow, I, you know, I, I wish I could, I should have just skipped it and went right to, to the meat of the article, which was the heart of the article was the public domain situation, you know, and, and she did, there is an actual fact, the fact if, if you did want Zack Snyder to do something, you want to wait 12, 15 years for all in our 50s, 60s and 70s, then obviously certain aspects would fall in the public domain. But that was the only relevant Snyder part that was an article that she could have left in. But the rest of it was a, was her the usual thing. I hate to say that but about somebody who's supposed to be a professional journalism, but she has a pattern here and it's annoying. It, it gets old. Well, because but that's also because unfortunately certain individuals on the internet will make noise about it. And then you've literally given her what she wants. And we say this every time and everyone still it's called bait for a reason. Yeah. So everyone just keeps on biting. And it's like we can have a discussion about Batman and Superman or Will, as you've correctly pointed out certain aspects. It's kind of like uh, the Steamboat Willie version of Mickey Mouse is what's fallen yeah, to public can't wear domain. Gloves. He can't wear gloves. He has to have the dots or eyes. You know, there's, got, there's certain aspects of it. But but it, the, the cooler headline, though, is, oh, my God, everything's going to be poo, blood, and honey. And, it you know, oh, there's certain industry standards. Like, there's Superman is out there already. So if you try to make some BS, you know, low grade stuff, you're going to look like a fool and nobody's going to take you seriously. So if you're going to do this, if you're going to do something with Superman, you're going to need to spend some money and actually make it look decent. Otherwise, nobody's going to take it seriously. You know, so I, I it, it's interesting because eventually a lot of these works will fall in the public domain. But yeah. DC is still producing the IP. So you're up against that. Well, and that's one of the things that was quoted in there. I forgot by who, but they, 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 they said that, uh, you know, the, they've known about this for so long that it's like, all right, keep freshening up these characters. So then when this happens, they, nobody can really take the character, the current character and utilize it. They have because to, someone it, has created a new element that yes. is, that's that there. starts the clock all over again. Yeah, you you don't get you don't get Robin with Batman. You can't do that because Robin was added later, and you know just a lot of things. Like, yeah, added. Think, well, no. yeah. you yeah. only got to wait two years though. <laughs> hey, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, right. How and, long was the Joker? When was the, jo no, was the Joker? No, Joker and Robin showed up all in the same issue. Yeah, they yeah. all came in the same issue. Bat oh, Batman, yeah. Batman number one is when you get Robin, Joker, and Catwoman all introduced, which is why Jerry Robinson technically should be credited as a co-creator on all those characters because Jerry Robinson was drawing the book at that time, credited mm. to Bob Kane a lot of times, but still yeah. it was actually Jerry Robinson. Oh, that Bob Kane. Wasn't doing all, damn, given Bob a lot Kane. of credit in the beginning days either. Oh, he was, what it took it took till gotham and batman v superman for bill finger to finally get on-screen credit decades um, after he's dust he gets <laughs> i i know i know but you know once again wow. uh that that hulu documentary is fantastic if if you still haven't watched the hulu documentary on bill finger uh yeah, I gotta watch that. Batman and Bill. Oh, yeah, fabulous uh, documentary. Yeah. I gotta watch that. All right, we got uh, a couple other people joining in right now. We got Chris and we got Phil. What is happening? Wait, that's not Chris. That's Nightwing. Hey, thank you. Happy birthday, Phil. Thank you. Happy birthday, Phil. Man, thank you. Thank so, you. how old are we? Seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish I was seventeen again. No, but, but you act like you're seventeen. It's okay. 
Fuck you. No, I don't. <laughs> I just said you act young, Phil. What's the problem with that? I'm not seven. I don't act 17, though. I'd prefer to be like 21. I'd accept 21. There you go. 21. That's a better one. Yeah. We can turn you into Zac Efron for, for a movie. How about oh, that? 17 again? Hey, oh. hey, you know what? Oh. Hey, I, I enjoy that movie. I enjoy that movie. Matthew Phil Perry could play like a younger movie. version of uh, Peter Safran. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. I'm sorry, I had to. Oh, you had to. No, I had to. Yeah, but that's and, actually. And everyone, and everyone, I'm calling on a collective effort because Chris and I, uh, we we're toy buddies. We're mm-hmm. we're collector buddies. But oh, it's, we are, we are we are in the toy squad. So help Chris out. Okay. When <laughs> when those when that Batman figure. When it goes up for restock, someone send that man a link. So that he can get a <laughs> I, I, was little, I was a little well, occupied at work. I was a little occupied at work. You'll be all right. It, it'll show up again. It will. It's, yeah. it, 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 it'll happen. It's it's the initial rush, but I'm glad it's sold out. I am glad it's sold out. It sends a well, message. Well, they tell you when you order it, it's going to be solicited. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. It's true. Wait yeah. for it to come out because I know I missed it. Yeah. But at Chris Balga on Twitter, send in the link, folks. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Everybody just tag him. I'll just text quick. him. If I buy one, I'll just text him. There you go. There you go. <laughs> send a text over. Appreciate but, it. Uh, of course, Chris. I got your back, man. <laughs> but uh, thank you, gentlemen, for joining. Yeah, we were just in the middle of talking about the uh, the Variety article, talking about uh, Batman and Superman being in public domain in a decade. Wonder uh, Woman, you know, Wonder Woman's going to happen in what 2036, right? It's like it's like years. Well, because like, she was 19, because okay, Superman was 1938, Batman yeah. was 1939, and Wonder Woman was 1941. Right. right. So it would so be 2037. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Mm, it'll be interesting because i mean i mean look uh, again just going by the winnie the pooh blood and honey and the you know the 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 mickey mouse video game that was it's like they already they're already gonna have like these ready to go Mm -hmm. you know before before they can even make it public it's just kind of i mean you sort of had brightburn which was like a like yeah but it wasn't it wasn't superman superman yeah yeah, but it was like a it was like a version like that, which I enjoyed to be honest. I thought it was, yeah, it was pretty. Crazy. I, I wish I wish okay, they actually. I, I've, been, I've been meaning to ask. So I still have not seen Brightburn, but I oh. I just need to know this. I just need to know this. How gory is it? Uh, it, it it's it not too more. Both of it is implied. I mean, yeah, it's implied. It's more implied than actual like on screen. Someone's Are you worried like about you or watching with other people? Me, I'm worried about okay. me. Okay, nothing on gore. Yeah. No, no, no. Because, well, as I, as I've stated, I have I literally have a diagnosed medical condition. This is a legitimate concern for me, folks. So I'm like, how bad is it when it comes to the gore of that movie? I, I, I wouldn't good. put it on Saw. It's definitely not Saw. That's fine. Not I've never saw. seen Saw. That, that, doesn't someone Joel get like falls off or something? Or was that in Salt? What I was about to say, Saltburn. Wasn't that in Brightburn? What? I don't, so, I like, didn't reverse. someone's jaw get it's like been, um? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, the reverse. Yeah, jaw mask. Well, yeah. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah. Because like her. Yeah. It, you had that thing on where it would like rip your. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah, you're right. It's not saw. It's. It's got gore, but it's not. I don't think it. I mean, it's been a bit since I've seen it's it. Not over the top. I, it's I not over the top. I mean, I someone's. I mean, glass falls in someone's eye, which that kind of got me a bit. Uh, I yeah. I mean, it depends I on what the tolerance sure. level is, but I didn't think it was yeah. that bad. 
So. Okay. Yeah. So it's okay. like, I, I think you might be able to handle this. I don't know. Okay. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. It, it's a. It's 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 right there on the line. Maybe. Yeah, I got you. you know? I got you. Yeah. I mean, the last time anything really got me in a movie was the uh the the bathroom scene from It Chapter One. Oh yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Because yeah. oh, yeah. that goes on and on That's and not on. on. Does not stop. No. But yeah, yeah. I love in that one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, but yeah, when it comes to that article, it was just like, why do you have to start it off like that? And of course because they did. We know why. It's even throughout the article, even at the end of the article. It's like, why do we, why do you even bother putting it out there? Because, oh, I know why, to get clicks. But even with the whole idea, like how the headline's so clickbaity at that point, it still reminds me of when Marvel just settled their dispute with the Ditko estate. You know, mm-hmm. and people are freaking out. Oh, we're losing Spider Man. They're losing Doctor Strange. No, 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 no. You're missing the details. It's, it's, it's about profit sharing and things like that. But then it's people say, paid. oh, we're losing Batman. We're losing Joker. No, you're losing a version of the character that you have not cared or seen about in ever for some people. <laughs> yeah. Right. 80 years and counting. So yeah. yeah. And, you, and you're not, and you're not losing it. It just does. It's just no longer. Ex- because even when stuff goes into the public domain, it doesn't mean DC can't not publish it. It right. just stops other yeah. people. It just means that There's those no people. Yeah, right. It, it. I remember because like when books, certain books go, you know, into public domain, like when the great Gatsby finally mm-hmm. went into public domain, you better believe that, you know, Schreiber, the, the, the publisher, they were trying to publish every exclusive kind of edition they could before they lost exclusive rights. That's the deal with copyright mm-hmm. is that it doesn't mean you can't stop publishing it. It just means you stop being the only one right. who yeah. can publish it. Yeah, so those, yeah, those, it's going to be interesting. But yeah, they, they, yeah, they talk about all the details in there, which was the best part. But it's of the buried. Film. Yeah, it's buried. It's buried. Taking gonna... shots, talking about Superman being cuckolded and shit like that. It's just ridiculous. But you know, it, it, it you know, I had fun ripping it apart on my video. At least it was a know. good video. I watched I, that. I, rubbed rubbed it. I, I, did what I couldn't do while I was reading an article trying to get yeah. to the actual news of it. So, so, so thank yeah. you for that I, uh, video. I saw that article on Threads. From J.M. DeMattis, I don't know what I, I think I know what compelled him to share it. He was more concerned about the, the 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 copyright of the characters more than the actual article itself. But I was I I clicked on it, read it, and then I was like, "Why does this sound like something that was written by Tatiana Siegel?" I scrolled up, looked at it, was written by her, and I was like, "Dear fuck, I can't even finish this." <laughs> I got like a paragraph into it, and I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm I'm not going to continue reading this garbage because that's what it is. It's nothing but pure fucking garbage." I mean, so, that's the exactly that part. Is be... The first paragraph of it yeah. is garbage, and you yes. get to the lawyers are being quoted, which is actually the heart of the article, and then it goes and it and it tips off with garbage. So it's a garbage sandwich, but in the middle, <laughs> the actual good and, stuff. And, that, and that's what makes me wonder even about like her editors at that point. You know, that's what an editor's job is to do before you publish something like that. You look through it and I'll be like, nope, nope, nope. We're not putting this. The art, the, art of the article is there. But that that's, day's gone. I, that's the pre-internet days. Like I yeah. said, when you when you didn't have the internet and, and all, these, all these marks doing this stuff like at the, at the, at the rate of speed, these, these once credible outlets didn't have to compete with that. They didn't lose viewers. They didn't lose attention to that. Mm-hmm. So now the editorial structure is that I just need you to get us the most attention. Now it's clicks. Whatever you can do to keep us on what used to be given to us, do it. 
do it because they're keeping up with the Joneses. They have to outpace the knucklehead like a guy like me sitting in front of a, a Logitech cam is 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 now competing with uh, the people that are that are used to have like literally make six figures doing this and doing it right. Before before the internet, that article. He, he, uh, editor would have taken his red pen and marked off that first paragraph and that last paragraph and and and, and threw it back at her and said, get this done right. And then we I mean, it. watch any movie about the newspaper business mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, that was made in the old days. And you would and you would have I mean, the biggest one I can think of is go back and watch all the president's men. Yeah, the post. Watch the post. Yeah, the post. Yeah, yeah the post. Yeah. Which is basically it, the same topic. Or, yeah. or, or, or at that point, just look at Spotlight. Yes. Look how, look, Ooh, yeah. wow. That how long, how I walked out feeling so gross after that movie. You're talking about Spotlight uh, yeah. with Michael Keaton and mm-hmm. Mark Ruffalo. Hello, and, yeah. and there was a Talk lot about of the, the Catholic Church and good mm-hmm. God. I walked out just that going, just that movie made me just feel like, you know, it's like one of those movies. Because at the end, they show you all the, the, the cases that were never solved. They just mm-hmm. show you like this long, like, and it's just like, good God, it's just, it's just gross. Anyway, sorry. but once again, but the the point though was yes. that even though those were important stories, you had editors going, "Oh fuck, no, you can't publish this until it is like you don't have it. You know, you, yeah. you don't have it. You you can't just say things like you have to like it has to be." Lockdown, indisputable. I, our asses covered. I, I just remember that line from Robards, basically saying, "You're about to accuse, you know, mm-hmm. the, the number president of the, the United States, States and his, and his chief of staff of that." No, you you better believe we're going to get everything checked out. But see, in those guys, they, every one of these outlets had like a lawyer or some kind of counsel that 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 mm-hmm. that, that sits in counsel with with these guys. But now it's not about getting it accurate. It's about getting get, being first and being yep. the first to trigger somebody. And yep. to be honest with you, like I said, there's I, I said the other day, the word rumor has <laughs> fucked up movie talk. Yeah. There is no bigger word that is super madness up talk more super than rumor. madness. Well, and then what's funny too is like when you look at that article, she's not the only one that wrote it. So you go, okay. True. There's True. two writers on there. There's two listed authors, and I'm like, okay, I know which that. part she wrote, and I know yeah. which part the other. Yeah, you could tell yeah. which part she wrote. You know, it's like all the details and everything when it came to the actual subject of the article probably came from the 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 dude that wrote it with her, and she wrote that you know nifty little opening couple of paragraphs and then closed it off. It's ridiculous just to just to do that. But I mean, yeah, it's like one of those things, and it worked. It worked. We're talking about it. It's just the way it is, you know. I mean, I tried let's to talk it. about the actual public domainness of it, but it was wrapped in bullshit. It was like, damn it, this is actually something that's worthwhile talking about. And but you, you're all the outlets are like, you know, in that particular outlet, and her, she was one of the first ones, or they were one of the first ones to put it out, and they just couldn't do it because what they've done with with our fan base is they basically use they've hoard us out you know and there's so many people that are at the ready to to react to this you know there's people out there that they know they know the keywords they know what to put in these articles and and, yeah. and, I, and I always tell people so just put, don't take the bait mute them go on all they all they want to do is is get you to bite on that worm mm-hmm. and then you know fucked up your whole day typing back <laughs> at these people and it's like and it's not just it's not just them there's other YouTubers there's an entire it's an entire cottage industry of just screwing with Snyder fans. You, you got to have those red them. eyes. Red eyes is what sells it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the tears. Or, or the oh, yeah. with the yeah. tears or something like that. I'm like, I see that. I'm like, 
but that's how these some of these guys pay the rent. That's how they how, that's how they keep the lights on, and that, that's what we've become now. It's kind of sad. Actually. The new yellow journalism, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's with everything. I mean, it's what with everything. Weird way to yeah. live. Yeah, it it's is funny. Uh, I was actually listening to Marvel Ultimate Alliance about another yellow journalist earlier today. That's funny. It's funny that gets mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> like we yeah. say, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's news. It's yeah. news. Yeah. Oh, well, they get you talking about it. You're 100 mm-hmm. percent right. And I think, you know. The thing that doesn't really shock me, but kind of does, is like the, the, Miss Seagull cannot help herself at all. It's like she has no self-awareness whatsoever in regards to anything that she's posted, it, be it the Aquaman 2 hit piece and now this nonsense. It's like she really has no integrity whatsoever, and that just continues to not amaze me at all. Yeah. yeah it's just the way it is nowadays. True. You know, True. everybody yeah. wants, wants to do that. But speaking of Aquaman... Um, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, that was an interesting. That was. was an interesting interview. Yeah. Um, I I have to admit because as someone who actually, I actually was very entertained by Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom. I have to admit, yeah. but still listening to Dolph Lundgren's comments, it, it it makes me hurt for him and you know Juan a little bit when you just go. Oh, I just I'm, I'm just. It's such. I think the difference with me is that I'm just so used to it at this point. It's right. like, of course, it was a Warner Brothers DC movie. Of course, it got fucked with. They they've all been fucked with. It's like, but but even even look at like when I heard that stuff, it's like, well, of course, there's other things. How many different regimes did he go through in order to make this movie? Good of point. There, at least three. At least three. Yeah. Yeah. At three, three different times, he's had people giving him notes and changing different things. One, I can't blame him for saying, yeah, I want to go back to my horror universe and, and, yep. and never yep. see a superhero for a long time. Can't blame you. Same same thing with um, Sandberg. Sandberg. Yeah, Sandberg. You know? Good but for yeah, him. Maybe he Juan, has his new movie coming out. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, Juan, yeah, Juan probably got it the worst just because of how long this movie's been in development and kicked down the, the road. And, yep. you know, he you're never going to hear it from him. But I hear it from Dolph. It's just like, yeah, I buy it, but never going to see it. And that's a real shame too, right? Because this is this is following the footstep of the one DC Universe movie that made a billion dollars at the box office. Yeah. You guys really couldn't let this one director make another follow-up to that? No, you guys just had to continue to give him notes no matter what regime it was. And then by the time they got to the third rounds of reshoots, second or third rounds of reshoots, you got fucking Peter Safran and Jason Momoa being like, all right, fine, fuck it. I guess we'll take care of it ourselves. And then we get handed what we handed and we're just like, all right, this is where we're at. Great. Cool. Love it. about that is every studio interferes with their movie. Yeah. Every studio. Yeah. Yes. You're yes. not wrong. You're it's, not wrong. The wrong decisions are, when you don't know what you're doing, that's when it comes to the service. Because you know Feige is, 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 is on the shoulder of a lot of these people. He interferes. He does. But when it's done seamlessly, nobody – it doesn't become news. It's only when it gets screwed up or when, when you have people who – and when it comes to DC, you, everybody – there's no bad, bad people. I mean, obviously, you can name some people that are assholes. But for the most part, the tragedy of DC is most of the people were just not the right people for the positions that they were in. Mm-hmm. They were bad hires. Uh, all, all the way from the top down. You go teach her all the way down. One one bad hire led to many more bad hires, and none of the people that were in their positions were horrible idiots. For the most part, they were just not the people for that job, and, 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 and no one was there to fire them. Sujihara left, and then... Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, it, and it sucks too because, especially with the first Aquaman being a billion dollar 
movie. And I mean, one of the things that I, I, I even brought up, even talking about that was like, I mean, the fact that I came out in 2018. I mean, that's right. yep. how I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, you needed to have an Aquaman movie ready to go for the following year or even, you know, two years. But the fact that it took this long and I know there's, you know, other things, you know, the COVID and shit like that had also interfered. But it just seemed like. You know, I mean, the principal photographer for this movie, I think, ended in January of 2021 or something yeah. like that. It was like I remember like they when that featurette came out, it was like, all right, they're moving forward. Look at this. I mean, it seems like things are working out. And that was like at the end of 2020 or at the beginning of 2021. And it didn't come out till you know last month. It's like, yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. it, just, it, it just seems that. It, say what you want about the Flash. That should have been the last movie that ended. Of this. course, I you know, agree. It, it just I, like I it, it was going to go out yeah. with a whimper, but now it really goes out with a, you know, Oof. quiet shutting of the door. Yeah, you know. Yeah, management. Well, everything, everything got all screwed up too. I mean, again, we're talking about the Hamada regime, right? Which, of course, they were trying to do something when it came to that, and it sucks yep. because you know. Um, I mean, how excited were we to hear that uh, Ben Affleck was going to be in Aquaman 2 when that news broke? And then it was even like, okay, when they were uh, when it got switched, wait, which one came first? I okay, yeah, Keaton, Michael Keaton, Keaton was first. Keaton, Keaton, Keaton was first, right? Keaton okay, was first right. Ben Affleck happened earlier last year. So. Yeah. So yeah, Keaton, you didn't ever get any like set photos of Keaton on that Aquaman set, or no? There was no, no, no. no. That was we all shut heard- doors. Yeah. yeah, that awesome. that was that was all uh, you know rumor and stuff. But I remember because the Affleck news hit the same day that uh, Super Pets came out. That's right. right. That's why I went to go see on Thursday. I was about to go see that, and then all of a sudden, I see the image of Momoa and Affleck, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" I got like a half an hour before my my screening, and I like shot or you know I recorded like a quick like short posted it and then just drove to the fucking theater to, to go watch it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was like, it, it, it sucks because I mean, obviously they had a plan when it came to where the flash fit. And then of course where Batgirl fit. I mean, that's the thing is like these movies were at least they had a plan of where these movies were supposed to like, you know, fit and be set. Yep. So uh, to lead into, you know, a crisis, I guess, whatever the hell that they were trying to go for, whatever that cax heck I was trying to go for. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then of course things got rearranged and then Batgirl got canceled and it just, everything just went. And, and then I'm just kind of wondering, I'm like, all right, so what was the scene with Ben Affleck? It, it was, it just going to be like what they shot with Keaton? Because obviously like we know that Ben Affleck in, in the flash was supposed to be lost in time. And there was a scene that we were going to, see where Barry's like monitors were going to go fucking crazy. And then he was going to show up on there and be like, Barry, what did you do? And you have to find me and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, so what the hell were they trying to do when they put, I have a theory now. Like I have a theory, like, you know, in the flash movie where, you know, you get that, those hall of suits that Mm -hmm. one of them looked like a scuba diving suit. So I was thinking maybe that could have been the one for Aquaman too. Yeah, I don't think he was yeah, actually going to be in the suit, though. I think it was yeah, just well, going to be Bruce. No, I, I, <laughs> all I can say is because we didn't miss it when it was in the final movie, it clearly wasn't important no matter yeah. who was playing Bruce Wayne. 
And and I think that just kind of goes, and this was something I brought up in, in the squad cast Aquaman 2 review. You did is this is why cameos are just so exhausting to me now, is that they don't mean anything. If you if it can be if it can be cut out, especially when yeah, it's not going fair. to lead to anything, yeah. um, then it didn't need to be there in the first place you know what and it's funny too because you know like i you know people in the in the chat they were like damn it i wanted to see that e- either one you know depending on who their favorite batman is i mean obviously you know i got people who were were like wanting the keaton cameo and wanting the a- affleck one and and then when it came to you know obviously make the jokes obviously it's not going to happen because i think james wan does not give a shit and does not want to campaign for the wan cut of aquaman 2 we can make the jokes just because, you know, the Snyder Cut, that's just pop culture now. You put a director's name anytime you know that something got fucked with. But if they were to release the Wan Cut, there would not be this. Those cameo would not be in there. Neither okay. one. No, not neither neither one, one, no. because that was shit that the studio wanted to put yeah. in. Right. Which kind of goes back. It's why at this point, it seems so weird that as a, as a 40 plus year old nerd who <laughs> kind of looked forward to the concept of shared universe movies all the way back to oh my god val kilmer mentioned metropolis and batman forever oh, yeah. i i'm now just so damn over it that i just like go back to making solo movies i just yeah. like i you know that's I'm why opposite. <laughs> oh no but let me but let me finish like i'm just so over with the last you know five years no not even the last five years Decade. like <laughs> like, like sure. i don't know it it's like in game like the infinity saga with mcu great it should have i'm sorry it should have ended there like you know have you had a beginning a middle and an end boom it's over the dc the dceu never even really got a shot it yeah. it, it was practically being fucked with from day one right. so it's just like Go back to making these great standalone movies like The Batman or Joker, or and make or the th- references like like they did, and just but yeah. that's it, you know. Make a reference and then but throw just, it. But in. just make a good movie. Yeah, that's yeah. The thing. yeah. Make a good movie. Don't don't force shit into it because it has to connect to everything like, else. Yeah, like the whole Morbius thing. They had to they they added that yeah. stuff in the trailer yeah. and then. They removed it, right? Uh, well, it. Go, going back to the going back to the Aquaman thing, I'm just pulling up some from uh, comic book resources. The the vehicle designer for Aquaman released concept foot, concept images of the possible in the early version of the script. He said, um, "Ocean Master commands three kingdoms to join him in an invasion of the surface world. He's met with the resistance in the Justice League. Affleck was originally supposed to join the Justice League's fight." against the ocean master in the big sea that was an that early was supposed to be in the first first walk. movie yeah first yeah. Movie, yeah and it was set and movie. that fight was going to be set in sydney yeah. which was uh mm-hmm. where yeah, I yeah. that would have been, been, cool. been cool yeah I, I, that that would have been awesome that, to and see. that would have been more that would have been more of like a throne of atlantis inspired yeah. kind yeah. of yeah thing. which would have been which really cool but. a lot of that movie does kind of take some inspiration from throne of atlantis so mm-hmm. yeah which, that story is also inspired by the Aquaman run from Johns to some extent too. So, well, because it is his, because it was, it was, it was the, in the new 52, it was the, um, justice league Aquaman. Right. Crossover. Right. Yeah. 
So, I mean, which once again, it was a good story. Like, it was, it is, right. you know, yeah. we, ha- I-, I feel like at some point I have to stop apologizing for like going, I liked those books. He's an it- asshole, but those books were good. Oh and- dude. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Like, honestly that's that's like one of the few john's books i still own i got rid of batman earth one i got rid of a ton of other jeff john stuff that i have no desire to keep on my shelf but yeah that's one of the few ones i do still have on my shelf well because it was because the justice league book uh was good from beginning to end like yeah it's it's not like batman earth one where you get the volume three and that was a it's a fucking disaster it was a disaster it was a straight up disaster no joke like i have not seen a worse catwoman suit in a comic since that comic it is oh, fucking it was bad. It was bad. Well, the story was just yeah. bad. That too. The story was fuck awful. The 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 Earth One stuff was. You know, I love the art. I love Gary Frank's art. Oh um, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, oh yeah. It, that's that's the same grace for it. But it's just like the whole Earth One concept was just no. It 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 didn't. Even the first book, Batman Earth One, is just like meh. It's See, like also, I, I like I like the first book. I enjoy the first book. I reread yeah, it and I still enjoy it. The suit like, is good. It's yeah. like All Star Batman and Robin all over again. Oh, Almost that's, that that series is amazing. That's Almost. a comedy. It's a I will comedy. I I well the thing wow. about All Star Batman and Robin is that you needed to actually have stopped with issue nine and not gone to issue ten because if you get to the end of issue, <laughs> because if you get to the end of issue nine, it kind of wraps itself up. Sure. Yeah. And then you go to issue ten, and they kept going. Yeah. And they kept yeah. going for yeah. one issue, and then that led to things that go. Okay. Huh. When and and then we never got it. So right. that right. was supposed to kick off a whole thing because we were at one point supposed to get an All Star Wonder Woman too. That's true. Yeah. That would have that would have been interesting. Uh, I, do you know Do you know who was supposed to be writing that? There were way too many things going back and forth. It just they kept on saying that this whole All Star line was supposed to be kind of a thing and. We only got two projects out of it. I yeah. actually, you know, RJ mentions the Wonder Woman Earth One book by Grant Morrison is also quite good. It is. It it actually is quite. See, good. I Earth, did not. I, I actually did not care for the the Wonder Woman Earth One book. That was. Um, I like. Really? I like. I did not. No, oh, okay. it was a little too. It was Grant Morrison going a little Grant too. Mor- yeah, Grant for, Morrison. That's, that's fair. That's uh, fair. So, because I enjoy Grant Morrison, and then there's Grant Morrison, like. It, <laughs> There, there, there's a, wow. there's a crisis of infinite Grant Morrison's, and I don't enjoy all of them. I, that's I, that's, that's you get there, there are levels like how Grant Morrison do you want to be? If you want to go real Grant Morrison and really go head scratching, go Invisibles. I'm not going to recommend that to people. However, if you want like reachable Grant Morrison, yeah, you could do the early Batman stuff. That's reachable Grant Morrison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and you know, and and because hmm. and I like All Star Superman. Love that mm-hmm. book. I, I I really do oh, love yeah. that book, um, but then I read stuff like, you know, there's just damn that man is weird. <laughs> yeah, he's on a whole different level. He's, a, he, he's in his own little weird sphere of <laughs> insanity, but but animal man is really crazy. really crazy. animal man is good. Oh, that's yeah. yeah. Oh, you know that that's character defining for mm-hmm. that. Yeah, definitely and, <laughs> insane. Uh-huh. Yeah, and his and, Doom Patrol. I mean, I love that show, and that's yeah, dude, and that his, show, his, his, he's like name dropped on the show, right? No, he, he he's in he's yeah in the show in the show yeah he's oh, okay. He, uh, no, I, I no that wasn't no that what he didn't he didn't show up in Doom Patrol. He showed up in Titans. Mm. Oh, yeah. Doom Patrol, like yeah, the main the villain of like the the guy who like you know is like who breaks the fourth wall like mentioned him. 
Like, oh, like who are you talking to? Grant Morrison fans, I'm talking to. Like, I thought, yeah. Was it like that? I don't even no, know. No, no, it was it was it was actually funny enough. It's in season four of Titans. It's a Beast Boy episode, yep. and it is co-written by Jeff Johns and it is the worst episode of is that, that. Doom, is that the one where they introduced the, the introduce him, Doom Patrol? No, 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 season no. four. It's oh, season four. four. I still are you talking about the multiverse four. episode. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry yeah. about that. It's where, like, yeah, all the all the multiverse. Yeah, it was not a good like, like, no, I actually really enjoyed season four of Titans for the most part. It reminded me of season one, which is still my favorite season of, mm. of Titans. But that episode was like, what the hell is this? And <laughs> then it gets to the end. Yeah. And then and then you get to the end of the episode, and I saw who wrote it, and I went, "That, ah, makes, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. That, that makes sense. I get it now." Yeah. Yep. Did he did he co-write that with Ryan Potter? Yes, that was yeah. that was the deal, and it just yeah. no, it was like the entire season just stopped for this one Beast Boy episode. It was like, no, you could have done Beast Boy right in a completely different way because there was no reason because it was beast boy and buana beast in that episode oh, yeah <laughs> yeah i don't i don't think jeff johns should spend any more time trying to adapt these characters into live action clearly he's just not good at it well he uh well which is funny because you know early on you know like he did that two-part justice society episode of smallville that i really liked it was a it was a good two-parter he wrote the. He also wrote the Blue Beetle and Beast, uh, Booster Gold episode of Smallville. Like that worked really well. And he also did Star Girl too, right? I mean, he, he was, did yeah. do Star Girl. Star Girl is his invention. It's yes. his baby. Yeah. Uh, but the better episodes were not written by him. They were written by you know the other writers on the staff. Oh, there's there's something sense. to be said about it. you're too connected to your material. It's not going to come out as well. And I think, like we've yeah. said before, there's his his comic book writing, for the most part, is 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 some top notch stuff. You know, yeah. say what you want, it it, it is top notch. So, but when it comes to live action and him trying to, I mean, I think I think like uh, when when they were trying to appoint him to be like the Kevin Feige of the you know DC He's not a movie maker. Yeah, he's not a movie maker. And that's sometimes the issues you get because I've seen other comic book writers who do screenplays. And you Mm -hmm. just have to go, these are two different mediums. mediums. And just because you're a good writer in this one, it's kind of it's kind of the joke of why, and I'm trying to remember which movie makes fun of this. It's actually I think part of like what they talk about in the offer when they bring in Mario Puzo, like they say, you never get the author to write the movie yep. of their book. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That, that miniseries was great. Oh, that, oh, that really miniseries was fantastic. Great. Yeah. Fun but, fact, but, Puzo uh, wrote the first uh, Superman script. Yeah, yep. yeah. the first, well, the first, the first uh, draft Trap. of it. I, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah didn't like he, me- uh, Scott, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't he mention that in the, in the offer It too? gets mentioned yeah. in the finale of yeah. the offer because they, they, as always with these biopics, they like crunch, you know, yeah. time and events. But at the premiere of The Godfather, he mentions that he's getting paid like $1 million by Warner Brothers to write a treatment for Superman. And <laughs> a 500 page treatment. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, 
Yeah. And the script and the script and the script was technically what becomes Superman one and two. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then because it was that imagine Large. everything that happens in Superman one and two in one movie. And well, it's well, it was how it was supposed to be shot. That's yeah. why they were filming one and two. That's why Donner was filming one and two concurrently. Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> until one until in that case not really Warner Brothers but the Saul Kinds decided the to fuck around with it right. yeah yeah oh god damn yeah. yeah I know that I mean that's like the first time that I would watch like because the documentaries on the DVD release of Superman the movie they go I have never seen a documentary just air all the dirty lot like like not like not like this off to the side documentary i mean actually on the dvd itself and yeah. they air all the dirty laundry and <laughs> just like wow yeah donner wanted to make something serious they were like no we got to make it more <laughs> sl- yep. i mean it just shows you that things from the very beginning were always producers and warner and execs they always wanted like a certain tone while the director wanted a serious more serious take when it came to the content, you know, go but figure see, when you're hiring your director, when you're sitting down, that's the, that's the time where those classes should be, you know, you got the screenplay in front of you, you have the script in front of you, you have all that in front of you. Why does this end up happening as yeah. while you're in motion making the film? I mean, I will, once you know, again, I will go back to, I, I think watching the offer is just an incredible it's a it's an incredible dramatization of what it takes to make a movie and because the godfather dealt with you had the layer of the the artist making the movie the mob the the, (laughs) the mob you have that too but then you also had the studio but then also in that case gulf western which is the corporate parent Mm -hmm. company of the studio Mm-hmm. I think it's. I think if anyone wants to understand what a commercial enterprise making a movie is, that miniseries is an education of this is what's all going on. Mm-hmm. And then there's, and then even to the point where you had Al Ruddy, the producer, and Francis Ford Coppola as the director, and like how even like the director and producer who are trying to do the same thing, even they clash mm-hmm. while also trying to fend off. The studio while also trying to you know fight off the execs it's like it's it's insane it's not just making a good movie it's it's yeah. not and, and just how petty people can be scott just yes. how petty petty people will be i don't want certain actors because nope they wouldn't do this they wouldn't right. do brando. That. that was that yeah. was the cool part about that was brando because brando was a problem this was real he was oh, a yeah. years oh yes a real problem and for him to get that role, for people to see the process it took for them speaking <laughs> with him, they didn't want Al Pacino. They fought for him. They didn't want De Niro, or they didn't want um, uh, uh, John Colleone character, and they fought for him in that yeah. whole process. Because a lot of people revisionists, uh, you know, they think of Don Colleone and they and they think of him, you know, mm-hmm. and they think of um, they think of Marlon Brando. They don't realize there was a period of time where nobody would hire Marlon Brando because he was just an unsolved oh, yeah. problem. And then that movie shows you, and then you think of Don Corleone, and that's, and then you know, for me, he was, uh, he was Doral. So you know, when I first saw him, but no, uh, what did you both think of the actor that portrayed him? Because I was like shocked. 
like I, I was sure too because all I could think about him was that he was from Grey's Anatomy. Yep. And, and then I saw the offer. I was like, oh no, he's actually a good actor. Because I'm gonna be yeah. honest, I wrote him off because he was on Grey's Anatomy. I'm gonna. I, I was pe- I was petty. Like I don't blame him. Oh. <laughs> never, I've never watched that show, so I couldn't. Uh... Yeah, I don't have Heather. Either. Heather has watched. Oh, it's so a. Many- it's you a female know, show. It's a it, female it, show. It is a show that, unfortunately, I know way too much of just because I've heard it from the other room yeah. for so many years, and I just, you know, <laughs> but that, ha- that happens so much when Heather watches something and I'm in the other room, I, I, I and, and then something grabs my attention. It was like, uh, do any of you listen to uh, Katie Sackhoff's po- podcast? Blah blah blah. I have, oh, yeah. not recently. Uh, she just not her most recent one, but the one before it. She did an interview with Sam Witwer, oh. and I because you know they were in Battlestar together, and because that was like his that was like one of his first gigs was being mm. crashed down mm-hmm. on, on Battlestar. And all I can think about is the fact that I remember that Heather was watching Once Upon a Time, that 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 fairy tale show, yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in, in Fables the, Light. Fables Light, right. <laughs> but then in a later season, for whatever reason, they had Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde for the season, and Sam Witwer was Mr. Hyde. And I remember sitting there in the other room, I think I was working on something for the podcast, and I heard his voice, and I went, Sam Witwer? What? And she goes, oh, he's playing Mr. Hyde. And I went, Damn it! Why do I even care about this show now? <laughs> because <laughs> for, for one actor, damn it, one actor playing a character that I really like. Damn it! And and I didn't watch it. You got me. You got me. You, you got didn't me. get me, but you got me going. Okay, I'm kind of curious. No, <laughs> stop it! No, this is not going to end well. That's funny. That makes um, sense. Yeah, um, I know. When it comes to Grey's Anatomy, I don't. I don't know if I've met my mom, girlfriend. You know, everybody like, oh yeah, Grey's Anatomy, and I'm like, I, I can't. The only doctor shows I like are House and yep. Scrubs. That's yep. it. House yep. and Scrubs. That's Perfect. all I need. There's so many doctor shows, and I'm like, See, how the me, fuck are there like always so many? Every every new season, there's always a new doctor show. And I'm like, good lord! There's always a doctor show, and there's so many of them. But yeah, the only every, one every single every Smash. Oh yes, there you go. Didn't watch that, no. And I go for Mash. Mash is my doctor uh, show. I mean, I guess mm. that's technically a doctor show. Yeah, it's classic. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, that's probably one of that's a unique one for sure. But yeah, yeah. When it came for me, like watching something from beginning to end was House and Scrubs, and that was that was it for me. Yeah, I miss Scrubs. I miss Scrubs. I know, right? When is, when is that reunion happening? I mean, I know they have those T-Mobile commercials with uh, Zach Braff and uh, Donald Faison. They they right. do that, which is cool. It's like, oh, yeah, little reunion right there. But with all these other shows that are, like, having reunions, I'm like, are we going to get a, you know, Scrubs? or? Well, Sarah Chalk's probably really busy with Rick and Morty because she's the voice of Morty's. Sorry, Morty's mom. Yeah, so but she has yeah that only takes a little bit of time, you know. Yeah, very true. Very true. She could come back. Uh I think they all could come back. I don't think any of them. I I don't think, yeah. Dr. Cox, uh, what's his name? Yeah. Should be good. But yeah, um, going back to how this all initially started, Aquaman (laughs) 2. I love the the, the, the through line from Aquaman 2 to Scrubs and House, you know. I love it, right? Right. (laughs) You gotta love the tangents. No, but I mean, um, 
Yeah, I just like the fact that, you know, I mean, it wasn't like he was trying to, he just, you know, got asked a question and his part got cut a lot because, it, you know, obviously he's Mira's dad and Mira's, uh, even though I was pleasantly surprised at how she much was she was still in that movie than I thought she was going to be. Yeah, because yeah. I remember when those reports were like, oh, they cut her down to like, you know, two minutes or three minutes. And I'm like, and I was worried about that because I'm like, don't do that thing where like, I'm going off on this whole thing. And then, you know, you're staying over here, which, you know, but the way they handled it, I mean, let's face it. The second act with, with the two brothers going on an adventure, that's the best part of the movie for me. That's, that's what fun. makes it the most, that's it's the buddy cop aspect yeah. of the movie. It's yeah. really fun. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. I could also, I, Scott, I know you don't really feel the same, but I, I was actually really big on uh black Manta in this movie. I thought he was his villain. Oh, no. It was actually really good. Oh no, I I'm I'm cool with him being the villain in this movie. I I thought he was a more. I, I I'm gonna be honest. He was more. He he was done for me. He was done better in this movie than he was in the first movie. Yeah. I, I was I ex you know with the exception of like the the rooftop battle in uh, in that Italian village, which is still a a high point of the first movie. That I just felt like Black Mana could have been more and this movie gave yaya he got to chew it more he had he had yeah. more meat on those bones and i'm totally down with that and, and i think the best thing what happened to that character is when he he when you know arthur reaches out for him at that point trying to save him and he's like nope and that was yep. Yep, that's black meta that's, that's black, black meta yep yep you 100 not not gonna do i'd rather go Walk down right off. <laughs> and, and forever be the villain you're never gonna turn me good and that's him that, yeah. that's 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 truth and his yeah, suit, he definitely, he definitely his... yeah, the suit was great. So he good. definitely chewed up every uh, scene that he was in. I wanted more of him, of course. Yaya he... is amazing. He's yeah. a great he's actor. Such a good actor. Such a damn good actor. I mean, Doctor Manhattan. Back... I know, right? Go back yeah. and watch the Watchmen TV show. Oh, oh. I need okay. another. Season you guys want to see him good. not in a comic book film, but where he's fucking fantastic in movie Ambulance with Jake Gyllenhaal directed. Yes. Oh, wow. yes. yes. oh my movie god. Was that was so a damn good. Very good. That was a that Michael was Bay good. hit. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Good. They play adoptive brothers in that. And fuck yep. me, that movie is so good. Oh, my God. You know God. what's funny? You know what's sad? I got to watch that movie again because when I watched it, the theater that I was in, the fucking, like, the, 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 the speakers behind us were louder than the front speakers. <laughs> So yeah, all we no. heard was mainly background noise, and oh, let's sucks. face it, that that movie—it's a Michael Bay film. People, it's a Bay movie. you're gonna hear a lot of background, a lot of you know screeching of tires and explosions and all this kind of stuff. So we couldn't like the so when you heard dialogue, it was so muffled. So I have to watch that movie again because that really ruined uh, our experience because the theater was all effed up, and we try to like tell the people they're like it sounds fine to us i'm like are you kidding me you can't even hear the dialogue i mean everything was so amplified so yeah i gotta watch that movie and for the most part i did like enjoy i enjoyed it even though the, the audio was shit yeah but yeah i got yeah, to see, yeah. I could see it in imax and that was nice. like that's solid yeah. That's a solid viewing experience. Those right drone there. shots, man. He loved those drone oh, shots. Oh man, he had that was, Someone that got drones for Christmas. Mind. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was like, I mean, I kept seeing. I was like, man, he just utilized those drone shots like crazy, which is fine. You know, it's you know, why might as well if it's at your disposal, use those drone shots. But yeah, I need to watch that movie again for sure. Yeah, I think my favorite drone shot in that is when the police car crashes and you literally just see the whole front end of it just go. 
Oh my god. I was I quite surprised by that by that film. It's a nice comeback for Michael Bay. It, it, it was the best thing about Ambulance to me was it was class like it's one of those movies that you watch it and you go, This is a Michael Bay movie. Yep. Like like, like take all the and credits it, off. I just watch it and go, <laughs> This is a Michael Bay, Michael Bay movie. movie. But it was still like it, it was redeeming after the Transformers movies to go, oh, no, 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 Bay, you still, like, I I enjoyed Six Underground. I was about on, to say, I enjoyed Six. But this was, but this one was another one where it was like, but it kind of had that, there was that grit to the, the look of the film. Like, yes. it had, uh, it had, like, Armageddon, uh, mm. The Rock, you know, kind of, like, that grainy film look to it. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. That's how, yeah. I mean, that's his, that's kind of his style at that point. You, you that trailer, that trailer pops up when I first saw it. At the end. I was like, "This is a Michael Bay movie," and you know, you just see those kind of shots, those sunsets, those like you said, the the drone high above shots. Yeah, that's 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 Michael Bay's calling. It's Michael Bay, yeah. I love those Bayisms, man. I mean, nothing wrong. I mean, yeah, like like bringing up Six Underground. I mean, yeah, Six Underground was a little more flashy. You know, it was like. And it was crazy. I mean, Jesus Christ, some of those chase sequences and just the fact that, I mean, obviously it's an R-rated Michael Bay. So you had Ooh. some bodies flying out of those cars and just yep. hitting things. And I was like, yes. They're okay, though. They're sweet. fine. <laughs> <laughs> they're, 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 they're like the penguin. They lived. Yep, they did, oh, yeah. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> all rolled over 10 times. You're still alive with minor injuries. <laughs> And to like even bring it back to Aquaman too, and even to Dave's point, I do feel like there's some more wanisms there with his alleged cut of the film, right? Oh, yeah. Like, like the beginning of the movie. Like, are you going to sit here and tell me, like as Dave pointed out, like you're going to tell me that that whole intercut with the talking to the child was meant to be the opening of the no. movie? No, 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 no. no we were no, going to no. see that pirate. We were going to see that whole him taking down everyone on the pirate ship. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like, why would they even they do a needle drop of you know you know get your motor running yeah. up. And I was like that's not even a good needle drop that took, they, that, oh, that needle drop took me out of it right then oh, and there. Needle, drop, oh. needle drop and the voiceover like oh, yeah, I should have put more uh, Pitbull in it I'm sorry that would have said no, no. <laughs> oh give him another no. cover of Africa you know why not yeah. you know? Yeah, let's go nuts <laughs> <laughs> I was like wait a minute wait a minute we're remaking Toto now okay well that's a choice no, <laughs> no but I mean like yeah I, I mean I was going oh yeah here's that because I knew I was like oh he has a scene in the rain in the dark he's gonna take on a bunch of dudes fuck yeah this is what i cut and then all of a sudden they and then he's like talking to his kid with dolls and i'm going what i just went like there's no way that james wan that no 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 this all this intercut (laughs) shit this was shot later you don't remember that in the director's cut of the conjuring you don't remember that at all Jesus or the Christ. special cut of malignant i know yeah you got you know all that oh, oh man. man so frustrating so frustrating and, and 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 yeah like i said there's there's probably some more uh uh one is one that we yeah we didn't get to see um you know and you know and one of the things that i really liked about aquaman 2 was yeah it felt like that 80s type of buddy cop adventure movie i mean they go to this island there's like crazy big bugs it looks it looks like a bond villain hide yeah 
Yeah. yeah. So like I that's the stuff that I enjoyed when it came to that. That's why I said the second act is the strongest part of the whole thing, because it seems like that was not, you know, fucked with as much. And it seemed like that's what they were really going for with this movie. And, you know, Juan is really good at you know, paying those homages to like 80s because he's an 80s kid. He, I mean, that's what all I mean. We watch Malignant. That thing is just pure 80s horror homage right there. And I loved every yes. minute of that. So, but yeah, yeah it sucks. It's, it's funny because, cause like, you know, I don't disagree. I think the second act is probably the strongest, but I do think that this movie has a stronger third act than the first film because the first film has a very rushed third act where i feel like this one mm. everything kind of builds towards it a little bit more i would agree with phil late. on this yeah third act's not bad either i thought it was actually yeah. a pretty good battle that yeah. happened the, the problem with the third act like you're saying it's rushy you're introducing a lot of stuff you're introducing the trench you're introducing kind of more lore at that point yep um that we hadn't seen before so i mean it was cool to see i kind of like that more world building but to your point it we didn't get time to kind of so sit, sit on it, it and yeah, yeah. And it's not yeah, even and I, brought up really in the second one at all. So and that shot, that sh- that shot of like when he throws the trident at the uh, you know the dead dude, and he just like uh, William will be back. He has a customer. Um, and when you know the the trident just like goes, and he, you know that was a cool shot. I will yeah. say that's a really cool shot. You know, for the most part, special effects look decent, but yeah, there's sometimes where it does look a little wonky, of course, uh, naturally. But that shot looked really cool. Yeah, I do think the first film had a lot more polished special effects. Than this oh, yeah. Not, oh, the, not, 100%, 100%, not, 100%. not even to say that like, this film had outright bad CGI, because I don't think it did. No. But I don't know. I, I think about the other two DC Extended Universe films, because I'm actually with Scott in that I don't think Blue Beetle is in that universe at all. Like, at all. <laughs> there, there's, there's no indication whatsoever that that film is in that universe. So I'm... Thank you, Phil. Of, I appreciate it. Solidarity. You're wrong. Solidarity. I, mean, you're real, I mean, you make references to Batman like what Batman? You know, uh, right? You know, he went to <laughs> Gotham University. Cool. Show me which Gotham City, right? <laughs> or you know, you have a you have a Superman. The one that's now public domain, actually. So we're good, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> right? But no, like it's it's really ironic because I look at the other two and I'm like, well, if I'm gonna pick which DCU movie from 2023 I'm gonna watch the most. I'm probably going to watch Aquaman 2 if I'm being brutally honest. Really? Okay. Yeah. 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 And and, and that's fine because, I mean, for me, the top, I mean, at least The Flash and Aquaman, I want to rewatch those movies. There's nothing about Fury of the Gods and or Blue Beetle that make me want to sit down and rewatch them. That's, that's interesting. Fair. That's interesting that's because I would say I watched The Flash the most. And I think that for me, that was had the most most rewatch value when it came to those four movies. Yeah, I don't really care to watch Shazam again. You know, I, I love as much as I love the first I one. Too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Aquaman 2. I mean, I think I might watch it, put it on again. I don't know. We'll see. And then Blue Beetle, I did did enjoy. You know, I, I enjoyed, you know, for the most part. But yeah, like, everything, like, I like, didn't rush Shazam. Shazam, everything was Shazam. The second one is just like you lost everything that was good about the first movie. I still haven't yes. purchased it. I purchased Blue Beetle. I'm going to purchase Aquaman. I've purchased The Flash. I still haven't purchased Shazam because $10 is still too much money for me to spend on the movie. I, I saw well, it for free and it was still too much. <laughs> well, and I, yeah. and, and, 
and I'm a member of the Warner Brothers A-list community because, you know, like I like taking the surveys they send me because I like being able to express my opinions about things. I, right. mean, I even, I even you, filled Scott, out, I know, right. Um, I even filled out one today about DC movies. So that was, <gasps> that was, that was fun. Uh, but they, as a member who responds the most, I got a free digital movie uh, last year. And basically when it came down to my two choices of what I wanted was either Barbie or blue beetle. And I went, I'd rather take Barbie. Barbie. That's wow. fair. Wow. Okay. Knowing you. Yeah. That makes sense. And you know, like the flash was the only DC movie I saw last year. And just, I didn't really care. I watched the other ones. Like, yeah, I saw the animated ones, but that's all. The you flash know, actually the funny thing year. is, is that the animated movies from last year, I still haven't watched. What even were the animated movie? I know wasn't that the dude the that came that off them and, yeah, I saw that one. and War World were the two. That's and right. And then there were the two. Then there was the yeah, two Legion part like yeah. weird anime kind of movie thing that I don't even know the property. So I just didn't buy or watch those movies at all because I don't know the Rubik's or. Oh, R- R- red, um, yeah, R W B Y, yeah, I know what you're talking right. about. Right, I've never, I've community. never heard yeah. of it either, and yeah, I, I never was... heard of it, so I just didn't bother with it. So, was Super Suns last year was that the year? Before? Oh, no, Super Suns was two years ago, twenty October, yeah, okay, yeah, that makes I think. Sense. yeah, because I watched that because I remember Declan and I watched that, and Declan loved it and then i remember after watching uh i forgot which episode of my adventures of because declan loved my adventures with superman i finally finished that now that you mention it i finally finished that what did you think phil i actually quite liked it i'm really excited to see where it goes it's a good series really good i I was not expecting to like it so much but the more i liked it the more i watched the more i liked it i was like damn this is actually really fucking cool it's a fresh take it's a fresh take and, and every time a character would show up and you'd go who is oh, that? that's that. Oh, that's who that is. Yeah. That, see, I'm gonna have to give it another shot. I got like three episodes in. My problem is not the writing. I thought it. Was, I thought it was good. It's just I'm not a fan of the animation style. I never have been. It, yeah. it's I just, love the it's problem not, I had. With, with, um, the problem I had with it was how most of the villains were really tech based. Mm. Like Parasite was like. But it's it's an it's an anime fits. trope. But that's but an it, anime it, trope. it is exactly. an anime yeah, trope. It's an anime trope. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, and then, and then, however, if you stick with it, uh, okay, uh, this is going to be a non. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spoil something without spoiling it. But <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a connection with the technology. It becomes yes. important. Yeah, yes. yeah. I'll, I'm, yep. I'm going to give another shot. It was just at that time. It was just like I, I can, I can wait on this, and when it's finally there, I'll probably give another shot. Without Did anyone uh, watch uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths Part One. Uh, if the physical release comes out Tuesday, so I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the physical release to come out, and um, I still need to watch War World since it's in the same continuity. It's the only one I haven't watched because I watched because the last one before that was Supergirl and the Legion of Superheroes, right? And so I need to watch War World, and then I'll watch Crisis on Infinite Earths Part One, even though that they dropped the teaser for Part Two today. Yeah, and they did. The, and I didn't watch it because I haven't seen part one, but the email already spoiled something that happens in part two. And now Warner like, Brothers. Warner Brothers gonna WB, of course. Well, they're spoiling it because they're trying to entice you. And right. it it worked. It made me raise an eyebrow and go, <laughs> Oh, really? 
because it's it just it's just like what another one of the earth it, it, it's cameos it's like okay yeah. what's another what's another earth that's going to show up in this movie yep and i'm going to be curious how it's going to be animated i'll say that because i think it's just going to be animated the same way um, yeah, see, i'm gonna shut up i'm gonna shut up good, <laughs> i'm just gonna shut up right now that's what i'm gonna yeah. do i'm gonna shut up because my my that's part of it my problem with the tomorrow versus i the only movie that felt like the animation style was a benefit was the long Halloween. It, yeah, yes, I agree. Yeah. It just, it felt like that vibe, like Batman suit. It looks so glossy. I, I love that extra, but like, and they've got Tommy guns in there in that, in those movies. And like the, the architecture of the world just feels so natural. But like when he's, when he's put in those other movies, it just feels like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think my problem it's with the tomorrow verse has been like so much stuff that can between movies is just like, is missed it's and then you may make reference to that it's like war world's one of the worst offenders of that it's okay if you're not a, if you're not a fan of that i will say that crisis on infinite Earth part one just might irritate you even more well, i already know it i've I, i've seen it, it it's okay it all right used to irritate me yeah i, I swear I, to God, I, that I, guy who, who's directed uh in crisis on infinite Earth and uh, most of those other movies not long halloween does not know how to make a good story i swear to god I'm, I'm, well, yeah, the, dir- right. the director does the, the screen. That's the screenwriter's job, and yeah, that's, that, yeah. But director, he, I'm sorry, he's not that good. Okay, but that's animation. Well, that oh, but I'm, animation. I'm wrong, I'm wrong. That's a there's the no, voice. Yeah, dir- there's there's so many layers with how animation is done. <laughs> I know. It, uh, that's going to go back to screenwriting issues. I mean, even even the new fifty, even the Apocalypse War continuity like skip things in between movies but it didn't feel as offensive with a oh, like no, no. when characters suddenly showed up you're like oh they're a thing now yeah like when martian man or hawkman so, showed up in justice league dark i was like okay cool they're 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 established they're there and yeah kind of then like yeah to kind of piggyback off Scott's point, I went to SAC Anime a couple weeks ago and I met one of the storyboard artists for Harley Quinn. He also did storyboard work for Static Shock, Batman Beyond, Ultimate Spider-Man, and oh, wow. Transformers. Yeah, uh, Brandon McKinney, real nice guy, real splendid. Pretty. He also did um, Star Trek Lower Decks too. I've got. Oh, I, yes. <laughs> yeah, I sent. Show. I I sent Ray a message because I got him a, a print and I want to give it to him, but he hasn't gotten back to me yet. So, Ray, if you're watching, please. Flightcast, please hit me back on Instagram, dude. I really want to give you this print. But anyway, I was talking to Brandon and I was like, look, you know, I really love Harley Quinn. I got a couple friends who love Harley Quinn. Like we were talking about, like, I told him one of my favorite episodes was the uh, the episode with the two gentlemen in the basement. One has the release Snyder Cut shirt. The other one says, you know, the last Jedi is not canon. And he was like, oh, yeah, I got to storyboard that that episode in particular. And, you know, one of my favorite things to do. And I was like, oh, please tell me you're going to talk to me about the fight between Batman and Bane. And that's exactly what he talked about and how that that fight was influenced by actual like wrestling techniques. And I was I told him, I was like, look, that is hands down my favorite fight between Batman and Bane in any medium whatsoever. I love it. I adore it. Just just wanted to let you know that. So thank you for letting me know you storyboarded it. But man, that it was cool Like to, to talk to someone who's in that side of the industry. I even asked him, I was like, so, you know. How does James Gunn, being the head of DC Studios, affect the the continuation of Harley Quinn? Because by by that point, when, when when we had talked, it wasn't quite official that Harley Quinn season five was happening. And he was like, "Let me put it to you this way: James Gunn, being head of DC Studios, makes things easier for like things like for Harley Quinn to continue happening 
and other things in the future. And I was like, okay, fair enough. That's good to know. Because now DC is its own siloed thing. He's the head of the creative side, and you also got Peter Safran there too. So I was like, okay, that that gives me a little more ease about other projects, you know, actually continuing happening and not this this hodgepodge of will it, won't it after a season or two. So that's good. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah, it was fun. <clears throat> yeah, because I mean, obviously, um, uh, what was it like a couple of weeks ago? Like, uh, obviously, Margot Robbie has been showing up to all the the award shows, which. I don't know about you guys, but you know, I mean, I get the Barbie thing, but man, it, you know, it's I know it's that movie, it's that movie, Barbie. but is it that movie where it's, it's going to get all these awards? It's things? Award no, it, it's not going to get it. It's not. It, but it's even a, like, oh, did you see like Ryan Gosling? It's like face when he won for Ken is yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah, he kind of was like, I, it, it does look like a bit, I will say. And I, I didn't mean yeah. to cut you off, Scott, but I was just saying like, it's just, but it is kind of funny because he's like, how did that happen? Because he was going up against two other songs from that movie from actual professional artists, Dua Lipa <laughs> and Billie Eilish. And those songs yeah. are so much better because Ryan Gosling knows he can't sing. <laughs> that's the part. That's the, that's the joke of it. And he wins. That's why I think he was like, what? Like, why the fuck? You know, it was just. I don't know. That's just, the look again. on his face for that was priceless. He was oh, just yeah. like, it's no, a meme I, now. I mean, everybody uses that as a gif, like a meme gif thing. Well, and- Gosling is just charming, and <laughs> it, it, it really is fun. Guys, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the fall guy. That looks, yes. good. Oh, yeah. that looks you know what? hilarious. Emily Blunt, come on. Right. Yeah, him and Emily Blunt. Hey, I'm looking forward to it as well. But it's just funny because, you know, that was one of the things I talked about on, you know, Film Chunky Live. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, all these. I mean, and they just uh, they released the uh, what was it, BAFTA? BAFTA? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, Brit- the British Gladstone. film. Lily Gladstone, not in there for Best Actress, but Margot what? Robbie for Barbie is in there. Um, I'm not saying that Margot Robbie didn't do a good job and she had some traumatic scenes in Shore, but Lily Gladstone should have gotten off yeah she, i think she went through Sorry. a little bit more in a different yes. way you know yes. just a little bit yes yes oh yes i just oh, finally just wa- like... i finally watched that last week for the first time and that that was it's a great movie it's a great movie it's a really that good... had that that was oh, heavy that was, was heavy heavy kills the flower moon right yeah yeah okay i've and, heard i mean she had a, she, i still need to watch it she didn't well, have now it's on apple tv plus so you can there you go okay yeah she she carried a lot of the emotion of that story with just her face her face she didn't have to like use dialogue i mean that's the thing it's like really because she doesn't talk that much in she the movie not. yeah but but she not communicate but she communicates mm-hmm. so much and and you and you have to and because she's the sympathetic character like she's the one you're rooting for exactly in this movie and oh if you can emote without having to say a word you have accomplished and gone above and beyond what is asked of you in terms of acting. And I think almost very few directors can do that. Martin Scorsese is probably one of them. Oh yeah. To be able to pull that kind of performance out of an actor or actress. He's probably one of the few. Yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of go back to like Scorsese movies are really good. I I think Scorsese was a director who really got DiCaprio to like, Scorsese was a key part of the turn for DiCaprio. I think, no, like, I agree. going from being the departed, the, the, uh, right? The departed is the one that, that I that I think of. But it was like Tarantino and Scorsese, 
looked at DiCaprio and went, come on, boy, you can, you can do more. You can do more. I'll do you one better where I started the turn and it was before Scorsese. It was Spielberg with catch me if you can. can change my whole opinion on Leonardo DiCaprio at that point. I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is going back. Like you are back to where I want you to be. I, you know, he, he's, he's been very honest in interviews saying he appreciates Titanic, what it did, but he said he nearly left acting because of it, yeah. because mm-hmm. of all he was getting the roles that he was getting as a result of it. You know, it was all the same kind of parts, and he didn't want to do that. He almost left acting because of it. Yeah, he didn't want to be the, uh, oh, yeah, I'm just like the romantic pretty boy kind of. He, he didn't want to be like, the no, ingenue. Yeah. yeah. No, but it, I was just about to say that, Chris, too. I was like, I was like, but remember, Spielberg, he got him, you know, and catch me if you can. I which love is, that movie. You know, it's a oh, great movie. A great Absolutely. Movie. It's a great movie, and that's what's that's what's great about Leo. And you know, I mean, I mean, look at who he's worked with. He's worked with Nolan. I mean, Inception yeah. might be. I mean, I don't. When it comes to Nolan, I mean, that's obviously like in my at least my top three Nolan movies when it comes to when it comes to his catalog. And you know, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, he should have gotten the you know the the uh, Oscar for this and Oscar for that. And I always go like, yeah, but he got it for the Revenant. And I'm like. I wish Dude. he got it for something else because even though I even though I like like the Revenant was intense and Jesus Christ, but I'm like yeah, but all he did was just he, he just endured the, the he just endured the, the element. Is what he should have gotten it for the Departed huh? was the Departed is what I yes. thought he should have gotten yes. it for. That, I that's I, that's what that's what upset me was like the fact that it's like he didn't really get it for like his full on talent. He just like got it for a role that where it was just mainly him enduring the elements, which he did a fantastic job. Don't get me wrong. And the cinematography like, in that movie is just, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Gorgeous. Yes, and, sure. and highly recommend infernal affairs. What it's based off of. I, absolutely. That that's a whole, which I've got the box. Cause it's a trilogy. Yeah. I got the Criterion? box from Criterion. Yes. Yeah. Because but... I thought, I even thought that Tom Hardy in there, I thought he did a better acting job. Cause just uh, you know, cause Tom Hardy is just you know Tom Hardy. He'll like change his voice, change his mannerisms with every role that he does. And that role in The Revenant, where he was just like you know, kind of a Looney Tune in that, when he was like you know, <laughs> just making those little subtle like you know, it was like he should have you know. Anyway, sorry, Chris. Go ahead. No, but when, even with like you, people, were, I saw like a bunch of scuttlebutt going. On. I was like, where's Leo's nomination? It's like. Leo was okay in Flowers. It wasn't the it wasn't a bad it acting was, job. But I agree it wasn't, with that. But it yeah. was it wasn't necessarily pushing the envelope like I've seen him do before. Right. It wasn't bad, but it definitely wasn't his best outing. Right. Yeah, and I yeah. think he, I think even he probably knows like no, there's other better. But he's still going to all the shows, all to the all the award shows. Yeah, he should, yeah. he's supporting Lily Gladstone mm-hmm. first off. Because yep. it's like she's the one that really, you know, she put on like when you think about that movie, you think you don't think about Leo. You think about her. Yeah. Again, her facial expressions. I mean, that's when I see the trailer and they show her and the fact that the story revolves around, you know, what's going on with like her tribe and everything like that. It's like it's it's very much that movie. It's mainly her. I mean, yeah, Leo's in it. But at the same time, you're right. It's not it's not like he's doing something where. It's going to be like, oh, yeah, he deserves all the awards. It's not a Killian Murphy. It's not a Robert Downey Jr., you know, which is what they're, they're dominating when it comes to all this. Oh, my God. And can, can I can I just get, like, a super cut of all of Robert Downey's speeches? Dude, yeah. his, right? because, fantastic. Uh, because I am loving it. Like, even on my Facebook reels, 
uh, there was a there was a video of Robert Downey Jr. talking about Mel Gibson about how Gibson supported him in his recovery. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. after after he got out of jail, because it, he doesn't name it by he doesn't mention it by name, but he references that movie I always talked about here, The Singing Detective, mm-hmm. because that was the lead that was his first leading role when he you know came back. Yep, and Gibson literally handed it to him and mm-hmm. just went, "You need work." <laughs> Here's here's your lifeline. Here's your lifeline, right? And it it's just like, and then to and then like the, his Golden Globe speech was great. I love it. You know, he calls. I like him the, when he called. Uh, I think it was the Critics Choice. He called everybody the Oppen homies. Oppen homies. Yes. <laughs> homies. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like I and, and and I love it too because I mean there was that thing too where I think he was on Rob Lowe's podcast where he you know he does talk about like. Tony Stark and Iron Man being some of his best acting work. And it's kind of funny to see the reaction to that. And I talked about that. And a lot of people are like, you know, they'll be like, yes, no. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a mixed bag when it comes to that. And I kind of want to, you know, I want to get everybody's opinion here. It's like he played this character for over a decade. And it's not like he said that was his best work. He said it was some of his best. What acting. I would say, yeah. because I because with Declan just going wanting to watch the MCU and he started off because he wanted to watch the first yeah. Iron Man movie, go back and watch those early Iron Man movies mm-hmm. and look at what Downey is doing in mm-hmm. in those early movies. Because once again, those early movies, especially when they were being distributed by Paramount, yes. now, those phase one movies are are solid yeah those are solid movies whatever your opinion of the mcu is now take a step back and go back and watch those first movies they at least feel like different movies like they're not yeah. you know being well like, well just because they were still on they were still on film there still wasn't the machine in place yet no, you know Favreau made his movie you know Branagh, as I was talking about at the beginning of the stream when I joined in, how I just watched Thor tonight, and like that. Oh wow, that's a Kenneth Branagh film. Yeah, that's a Kenneth Branagh film. And and so when you go back and look at, especially the first Iron Man, and and the stuff that you know Tony goes through, and yeah, and, yeah. And, even and, the third Iron Man that people give shit about, and I'm like, I, I, I like, like that one. one. I'm, I'm nostalgic for Iron Man three. I give I, Iron Man really. three shit, but I'm willing. I'm going to be rewatching it because. Declan Declan's all in on the Iron Man movies. He's like well, Shane Black, like- baby. Shane Black. I, love I know. I'm a, I'm a but, little but more you- lenient on it now because of Shang-Chi, but that's for completely different reasons. But you look at the movie, I I, I have problems with the movie too, but it, it's the mo- it's one of the more honest ones. Like, okay, that character went through some stuff, and I'm yes. I appreciate that saying, okay, we're gonna start dealing with how someone who literally pretty much in in the there was a script that said he wasn't coming back from that. He was going to be left out in space and joining the Guardians. That was an original plan idea that they had, oh, um, which is what if you're watching, if you ever watch What If season two, they they take that idea and run with it. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, I but, remember hearing about it though. Yeah. But wait, the wait, idea wait. that you encounter, go through all that stuff, like, and he thinks he's going to have you know suit around the world, got to protect Pepper, got to do that, like that make the character arc that Tony Stark goes through, Robert Downey goes through, through that all the way to Endgame. That's one of the shining achievements of the first three phases of showing the growth of that character all the way to Endgame, especially when he's having that conversation with Cap at, at the HQ saying, "Yeah, I got I you know bring everyone back. Sure, I can't 
I can't lose what I've got. Like he, that is, look at the man who was Iron Man one, who was just sleeping around at that, but he's got a family. He's got a kid, you know, now, I mean, I especially, mean, the, especially him hugging Peter at the end. It always gets me. Oh yeah. You know, that, that oh, is yeah. a father yeah. who's got back his son like that. Oh, it always, it always gives me a tear. Well, because yeah. Tony has the, the, when you talk about having an arc, Mm-hmm. Tony has the complete arc, and, and the movies knew it too because <laughs> arc reactor. There's no, there's no <laughs> end credit. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm blowing right past that one. <laughs> Even when you get to the quote end credit of Endgame, which they smartly didn't do one, mm-hmm. but what? And I remember people walking out the theater going, "I don't get it," and going. It's him fucking making the Iron Man suit yeah. in Afghanistan. It's the ding, yeah. ding. Yeah. It's like, yeah. go back and watch the first Iron Man movie. It's right there. And like, it was like them saying, yeah, the Infinity Saga was basically Tony's arc. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. let's make Tony a true hero. Yes. And him snapping at the end of Endgame. Mm-hmm. Was him finally going? It's it's it's, he finally gets the clue. It's not about me. Yeah, he could finally. Are you going to be one sacrificing yourself? That Cap challenges him in the first Avengers movie. You're not that guy. Yeah, and he don't totally does that. No, I mean, and then and so yeah. When I was seeing people's reactions, it was just kind of like you know, it's like he's not saying that it was his. I mean, yeah. I, I would. I mean, I love Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That's 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 oh, just what a great, great, movie. great movie. Chaplin, even but Chaplin and uh, Heart and Soul. Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Tropic Thunder. Yeah. 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 I mean, you're if not yeah, William. Heath you're right. Ledger. Look at. Yeah. If it wasn't for Heath Ledger's performance that year, he wins yeah. that Oscar because he was nominated yeah. that year. Mm-hmm. That's right. He was. I mean, that's the thing. It's like so. A lot, I think a lot of people just took uh, his words of saying, like, it's my best work. It's like, no, he said it's some, some of my best work, right. you know, and, he, and, and, don't, and don't, I think don't Tatiana that one. Don't do that. Ooh, watch <laughs> out. Oh, Listening, dang, oh, boy. In trouble. No, but I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I, and I think he's absolutely correct that just the fact that it's the genre. It doesn't get as recognized, especially where the genre is now. And everybody just kind of looks at it like a big, you know, like, oh, yeah. You know, you get a fucking Marvel role, you get a good paycheck, and you fucking do it's a so bunch funny of. Funny, thinking about like they had to ex- they they literally expanded the Best Picture nominations after <sighs> The Dark Knight. Like, yep. like yeah. The Dark Knight happens, and everyone goes, "Shit, maybe we should take this seriously." Yeah, and then cut you know, ten fifteen years later, and we're kind of back where we started. Yep. Yeah, no, nothing's much changed. No. <laughs> you know. No. I, I just, think... I, I just hate the fact that we. It's like we. I feel like that that imperial officer in Rogue One. We we were almost there was a moment <laughs> this close. <laughs> close. We were on the verge of breaking. General Krennic. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, that's the All thing. Right. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like the Marvel machine got so big, but then there was also like, even like uh, when all that was happening, I mean, I mean, let's face it. Like when Logan came out, I went, I want a best picture nom. I want a best director. I want a best uh, actor and a best supporting actor and even a best supporting actress. I was like, Logan was like, that showed you that the superhero genre can have. I When I watched that movie, I cannot 
not i mean how many times do i tear up in that movie i mean mm-hmm. at least when when professor x dies i mean when 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 laura sees him and screams and the commotion is happening that scene just like oh my god or like when she sees him like she and he's like you know already been stabbed and he's like yep. that is just like oh jesus christ even That's, like the scene, yeah the scene when like you know professor is just like losing in his mind and causing the noise and and logan has to go through and just I, I'm like going, how is this not in like the top? I mean, of course it got nominated for like best adapted screenplay or original. I don't know what, but that's it. I'm like, what are you talking about? There should be more than this. Like Hugh Jackman acted his ass off. Patrick Stewart acted his ass off in this fucking movie. And it wasn't like a big superhero, you know, extravaganza. There wasn't like craziness that was happening. It was a small movie. And I'm like, it and felt it, like it felt like a western. So much, yes, so they yeah, put, it, but, but they it was, put Shane yeah. in the movie to make the point. <laughs> and, and, and you look at that's still one of my favorite trailers. You know, top. Well, Johnny Cash, and then you've got like Way Down We Go. You know, yeah. It, both of those are are just great. But then you think about going to the awards at that point. You know, this oh, let's create a separate category. No, because no. then you're still not giving it the recognition it deserves. You're you're literally putting it off to the side. Same thing with comedies. Comedies get absolutely no oh, respect Jesus when it comes Christ. to Oscars. And, yeah. I, and the Golden Globes become a joke when you start looking at, really, that's a comedy? You're putting that in a comedy? I think you're just doing that so you can win an award because then no one can compete with you. And it's just like, you can't win either way. Nope. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like when Beauty and the Beast got nominated for a best for a real yeah. Best Picture nomination back in 1991, and then immediately after that, they created a different category to ghetto the the animated movies off to the side, Mm -hmm. where I'm going, yeah, and how many times has an animated movie come out in a year where you go, screw it, that was the best movie that came out this year. Up. There's Up. There's Spider-Verse movies. I mean, the Spider-Verse movies are like our own. Both of them are fucking yeah. fantastic and well, everything is just, it, I mean, the fact that it, it just gets put in that category of like, I, I know even like some people, like if you uh, talk about like, like your favorite superhero movies and you put spider, any of the spider verse movies in to your pick, they're like, Oh no, that's animated. And like, and, and, yeah. and? <laughs> so like, it doesn't matter. It's very, I mean, that's harder. You know how much, you know how longer it took to five years to all that movie. jesus yeah apply everything about the spider-verse films and add batman mask of the phantasm to it oh jesus christ yeah like, like that's why when people yeah when people like people even say that too if you like talk about your favorite batman films and you have phantasm in there it's in my top three yeah. are you kidding me you know and it's like because it's such a good fucking batman film but Number yeah people like throw it off the side because it's animation it's like yeah, warner brothers you know, throws the animation off to the side if, there, yeah. if there's any yeah, company yeah. that is, that has a zero priority uh when it comes to animation and it's warner brothers and to be honest with you cost effectiveness and draw they have a case there but that's just a matter of them licensing it out i don't think warner brothers should produce animation anymore it, mm-hmm. it doesn't make money for them and it's not a draw for them on any level but they should. There are other outlets. There are other platforms that can take that liability, like what they did with the uh, the next Batman, uh, the animated Batman movie that's coming out. You know, that's what Warner Brothers should do. But as far as animation, and it's been that way for about thirty years, War- animation does not make Warner Brothers any money. You're not that's wrong. Just a, yeah. That's just a, a fact that people. I know people love it. 
But when yeah. it when it's come cost effective, it does not draw proportionate to anything you spend on it. There's no way Warner Brothers makes money off of, of animation because in order for you to make money off of animation on network TV, you have to get ad buys. And not everything's like the CW where you can just basically money launder because the CW hasn't hasn't drawn a profit since 06. It's a money losing venture that's a write off. But when it comes to putting something like that and spending the time and effort on animation, there's no benefit for them. For them, there's benefit for the IP control to let somebody else do it and spend the money. But there's no money in it for them. So, or or at least spend the money on it, and then like like Merry Little Batman being sold to Amazon, so Amazon could put it on that service, which meant Amazon paid Warner Brothers for that yeah. because. I know a lot of people gave crap to Mary Little Batman when they saw like the character designs and maybe the first trailer. But it's a damn good movie. It's a damn good movie. It's a damn well, good movie. It's, it's a kids it's movie. It's okay. Yeah. It's it's not supposed to be like it's, it's but, for but, us too, but we appreciate it. But yeah. but the, but it also does stuff with animation that the direct to video movies haven't been doing. Like you could tell the budget and the artistic license they took with that movie was more effort than anything that's been direct-to-video released from Warner Brothers Animation in years. Mm. True. Look at look what they just did also. You know, Cape Crusaders also to Amazon. Yeah. Yep. Right. So when, I, when when we finally see what that looks like, I'm very I'm very hopeful. I'm excited. Yeah. Because and I mean, they start make, and then they start making statements like it gets to be Bruce Tim gets to do what Bruce Tim wants to do. Like, Ooh, I'm not sure I want that. I'm making a joke. I'm making a joke. I'm joking. And, but Ed Brew, <laughs> but, but Ed Brew Baker still said it was only going to be about PG 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that to me sounds like it's going to be more Batman Beyond Return of the Joker than it is Batman and Harley Quinn. Oh, you got Bruce Baker on it. Oh. It's great. Yeah, uh, Bru- it's Brew Baker. I like. Mm-hmm. Go go for it, man. Yep. Well, it, it now makes sense, like why he's not connected to the next season of it at that point because he's doing criminal. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no, but yeah, I, I cannot wait for that. Uh, the Cape Crusader. I mean, obviously, you know, you'd have to imagine we're going to see something for that this year. I hope so. I, I hope so. I really I, hope so. It, it, Wasn't JJ Abrams attached to that as well? So was Matt Reeves. producing, producing, yeah, Reeves, producing. Yeah. Yes, yep. It was Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves also a producer on there as well. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting. But do yeah. we know who's voicing Batman? Or no, no we don't no. know any of the voice acting at this moment. We just know the little bit of design. He's gonna have the long, long ears. Yeah. And yeah. very noir, very noir. And then I think, yeah, like you said, was it Bruce Tim that said it's gonna? He's basically it's gonna be more Batman the animated series than Batman the animated series. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. okay. And uh, Rucka's writing one with uh, Renee. Right. Nice. What? Montoya. Oh Is yeah, really? yeah, wow, yeah, Ru- yeah. Ruck is writing the episode with uh, that it has Renee Montoya in it. That's, that's perfect. That's going to feel very GCP or Gotham City. Gotham Central, Central. Yep. yeah. Gotham Central. That's going to feel very Gotham Central. I'm looking. I can look forward to that. Yeah. So I mean, I get I get your point, William. It's like, yeah, when it comes to a lot of the animated stuff, it's like, er, yeah, they're probably not. But I mean, I guess if they, I mean, one of the things when it came to you know. Um, the Mary Batman, whatever, you know, Mary little Batman, Mary little Batman selling it to Amazon. And then of course, isn't also Cape Crusader on Amazon. Cape as well? Crusaders on Amazon. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, they, I mean, they're trying to make that money that they would not ha- actually make who knows how much that, that, that it's making, but yeah, I mean, they're like the Wally Coyote thing. Oh yeah. The Wally Coyote <laughs> thing. 
everybody bitched him. Oh, I can't believe Warner Brothers needs to burn in hell because why? Why? <laughs> They're shit canning something, and I've been saying this, that should have never been greenlit in the first place. <laughs> and and you laugh, but you yeah, look at No, no, it's true. Yeah, you look at the liability, and then they're like, they they uh they bent to the will of the fans and they're gonna sell it. No, they're not. They're gonna they're gonna put it out there and they're gonna take their write-off loss. Why would you not use what what the, the merger laws give you just because some fanboy wants you to lose money on something you should have never made? They did it's the right it, thing it, by pulling the you know plug on it. If you can't find a buyer and, and you do you can't get lowballed on that shit. You can't just take somebody's offer because you may as well take the full tax benefit if you're going to just, you know, lowball yourself and, and diamond out for something. Why not take the full benefit of you trying to make up that $29 billion of debt uh, and, and just take the full tax benefit that the law allows you? You just want you want somebody to put something on the screen and lose money because it makes somebody feel good. Fuck that. Uh, you know, well, you're, you're, you're not necessarily wrong in that you know you take the the issue the 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 catch twenty two they had to play with then all these people seeing what they did the creatives is like I'm canceling meetings you know it's it's that you know I don't know if they fully expected how that was going to work um, at that point but you're you're right you take the method to that point and you roll the dice and see how it works out oh you cancel the meeting listen half the stuff have they none of the stuff that they pulled the plug on and i'm not a huge wb defender yeah, yeah i, I get none of the saying. stuff that they pulled the plug on was anything that they created so if a creator's like you know gets all hot and angry about it i mean blame the people who greenlit the same people who greenlit wally coyote and all this other we're going to give you gleek the fucking monkey those same people <laughs> was that the actual them, title <laughs> Who Sorry. got them in twenty nine million dollars? Monkey. The same people that made a seventy four billion dollar company, a forty three billion dollar company with debt, and loud pimple popper guy to take it over. Those decisions are the ones that people are like, I can't believe Warner Brothers did that. But now you're defending their shitty decisions. They were going to give us Wonder Twin powers. Oh so yeah, oh, everything God. that they did should have been shit canned. Those, 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 those were definitely those were definitely scratchers. Work is work is work is tough. You might storm out of this meeting, but trust me, when that power bill comes, you'll storm right your ass back into that office if you want to get paid. It's just you know what it is kind of interesting. You're speaking truth. Yeah, when it when it comes to even the Wiley Cut, I mean that's something in that, yeah, I'll check out. But is it gonna be something that I'm gonna be like revisiting all the time? I mean, like it is kind of funny how like when it comes to animation and live action blended together, Roger Rabbit was so iconic and it, I, I don't know how many times I've seen that goddamn movie. But anytime there has been other movies, I mean I guess Space Jam, the first Space Jam, not the second one. Um mm. But the first, first Space Jam was also like okay, they like kind of upped it a little bit. But other we also had um, Chippendale, uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers that came out in twenty twenty two. That movie years. was actually I enjoy yeah. Rescue Rangers. See, that's the thing. A lot of people talk. I didn't see it, and I don't know why I haven't seen it yet. But it eventually is well. so much better than it has any right to be. It is. I know, right? The next best thing wow. next to ne- Roger Rabbit. It's <laughs> it's really good. I'm not even shitting you. But that's no. so that's the thing is like you know you have these kind of movies that just kind of come around every you know so often decade so often you know it's like yeah. it seems like so it's like you're you really are like if you're gonna greenlit something like Wiley Coyote and and he's put on trial for something it's like was that really gonna work or well, and you, listen, you you do this knowing the hit the last 25, 30 years you can't draw an orange scent from this. <laughs> you know, coming into this, that you know you're not making any money off of anything that's not Space Jam, and that was lightning in a bottle. 
So you okay. know this, and you still produce these things. And then you wonder why, oh, wow, we're not worth anything more. The next time Warner Brothers Discovery gets sold, the people on this panel will be able to pull our money together and buy it. That's that's the kind of decision. Oh, I love that idea. Want. We can that, do that. that, is, yeah. that we'll do it. We got it, guys. We <laughs> you know, got it. I'll buy that for a dollar, right. William. I'll buy that for a dollar. Yeah, and it might be worth right. a dollar. You're right, because the draw was it's Michael Jordan in a Looney Tunes movie. That's that yeah. immediately that just that and, sells tickets. And, right and more to your point, William, in the sense of like outside of DC, you know, animation at that point, you know, how much recently has Warner Brothers done anything outside of that's been a huge success with animation? Like it, it like what they're known for outside yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, it, and they're fighting with each other because you have the dollars and cents people that say, what are you doing? And then you have the other people that are listening to people telling me, oh, I grew up with this. That, that's great. But where does it math is undefeated. And, and the math never works when it comes to this. You need these, yeah. these principal companies that do animation. But as math a also sucks. Hmm? It math does. Also, it, ma- it, it, math never lies sucks. it never lies to you. Though. Still sucks. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but, but like I said, you have to. And all their decision making, though, doesn't it doesn't look like they're ever looking at the company that they're running when they say, let's do this, because there's a bunch of DCU movies that should have never been made. I like Suicide Squad. No Suicide Squad. I like James Gunn's Suicide. I enjoyed that movie. There's a lot of development in that movie. I enjoyed it. I reproduced it. I loved it. Well, yeah, even Scott, being a Suicide Squad fan, liked it a lot. Should have never been made. Should have never been made. (laughs) Should have never been made. Same thing with a lot of their movies. If you don't have a plan, it doesn't matter how good the movie is. If you we don't also got to remember, movie, sorry, go ahead. Being a good movie is 25% of the deal because there's a Captain Marvel movie. If you release a movie in a good situation, it's going to make money. If you release a good movie in a bad situation, you can forget about it because there's some mediocre movies that made a whole lot of money because they were released in a good situation. You got to look at the situation before you say, Let's make this movie with disposable characters that nobody knows or cares about. And True. then so on. You don't have a plan. Like James, uh, you know, John Wooden said, well, not having a plan is planning to fail. Something to that effect. And mm-hmm. yeah. just throwing fail, these movies out fail, there. The quote is failing to plan is planning, planning to fail. 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 Yeah. That's what these, that's literally DC the last seven years on both well, to, animation and live action. Well, to your point, they're, they, they're selling us on the what. They don't under, they, here's what we have buy it they yeah no you don't give you're missing the whole point of to your point how do you do it right and then why like why should we go see it yep give me the reason why why are we doing this yeah and it's a 200 million dollars a movie type of deal situation you know and, and like i said not having a plan for those four movies that they left on the side of the road dead that that that's that's the kind of stuff that doesn't happen in in in, in companies that are being ran right and we're talking about a new regime that did that they you they sat in the office and looked at each other and came out with their groundwork for what they were going to do leading into James Gunn's DCU. And 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 I'm like, I highly educated people came up with this. And <laughs> 1.2 billion of, of as far as advertising and everything else that they spent to to basically make those movies roadkill. <laughs> and a company that can't afford that's looking to cut three billion in spending before the end of the quarter. Yeah. So they didn't have that money to, to do that with. So yeah, it, it's uh the whole the whole thing is like. Just- well, they did their best. I mean, James Gunn was going like Flash is one of the best movies I ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I tried. Tried. you know we believe him. They, yeah, they didn't do him any favors. Be honest with you, 
by mm-hmm. not having a transition plan that looked like a transition oh, plan. They have no, now, whether, no whether you plan. like it, no plan at all, whether you like yeah. him or not, he's taken on the burden of what was left over instead yeah. of the previous people just saying, you know what, just just wrap this up quick as possible, transition into this instead of, you know, losing all this money on these movies. I mean, do something with them, but there's just no plan when it comes to these guys. And I don't think that's an effect that goes away by summer of 2025. Unfortunately, it's going to be interesting, though, because now like like this year, I mean, obviously with both studios struggling, which is like, you know, and the fact that they only have one movie, each one has only one movie. I mean, obviously, there's Creature Commandos, which is that's just a series, whatever the hell. But it's like they only I mean, we're I mean, it's it's Sony's year. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Web, yep. Let's do it. Uh, it's Sony here when it comes to all this, but I mean, like uh, Marvel Studios, they have a winner that's coming. You know, Deadpool three. Just I, I just think that movie sells itself, to be honest. And then Joker. You know, we'll see what happens when it comes to that. I mean, that's going to be an interesting that reaction. I'm to. Yeah, I'm I mean, really it's like it's going to be an interesting that. reaction because it's like, you know, it's coming off a billion dollar movie that came out. 2019 so we're like five years five years later and it's crazy that that's you know and and a lot of people were like it doesn't need a sequel and then it's going to have this musical take and we all know that musicals don't exactly play to the general audience so yeah just like a cat's yeah, but huh. you're coming off you're coming off the groundwork laid by the first one though, so we're not just coming out with like yeah. Not only that, you, so. you you have the inclusion of Lady Gaga, and that's yeah, going to be true. kind of a it's going to be a similar kind of reverb effect like Taylor Swift had at the box office, just probably to a I don't I'm not going to say the same degree, but it's it's in the same ballpark. Well, and, and also the thing that gets me when people say that musicals don't play well, and it it's interesting because yet they can still make. They can still make money at the box office, and they can still like when I mean, La La Land like was was a weird sleeper that came like it, it it's like you picture do, nom. it got yeah. a best picture nom and it got it and was and won best picture for like five seconds. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Warren Beatty. Um, Reading's tough. Reading's tough. I know, right? but it's it's interesting. It's like. It, it's interesting that musicals work well if you're if they're done well and they're average and you know usually word of mouth that's what's going to do well. And, but it's interesting that just telling people it's a musical turns them off. But you have to get them into the theater, and if you did a good job, suddenly it's everyone wants to see it. I mean well, that's that's well, what well, La, La, you, that's what La La Land was like. I remember that everyone was really? like. It's a musical. Oh well, look oh. at I just read an interview with um, the director from for the new Mean Girls movie, and they said, "Yeah, we didn't want to tell people it's a musical because we already saw the numbers we were going to lose at that point. They we just get them into the theater, and then they discover it's a musical. You know, so we wanted to get people in, so we avoided calling it a musical at all. Well, See, and I don't think anybody wanted a Mean Girls. <laughs> no, but. but- well, some, no, someone, did, someone did. Someone did. Yeah, someone did. But then you got the one on this movie, panel, which is actually not not doing terribly at the box office, and that's a musical. You that's know, true. They, yeah. You know, Wonka is actually doing you know fairly decent. It's already made a half a billion dollars. So, at least Ooh. like 
you know, the fact that it's like, I didn't think that movie was going to do well. I was like, when I saw it, I was like, eh, you know, but I keep hearing good. I kept hearing good things about it, good things about it. And now it's crossed a half a billion. So it's like, okay. So they had something here. Apparently it's all on Hugh Grant's shoulders. It's all. In that yeah. It's time. all him being an oompa loompa. How uncomfortable he looks as an oompa loompa. Yeah. <laughs> but Joker's supposed to, it's not, from what I've heard, actually, it's not a full on. It has, there's musical no, elements. No. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think it's gonna do fine because it's 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 got Lady Gaga, it's got you know the history of, of the original movie being what it was, and as long as I trust Todd Phillips, I, I that's gonna be the uh, the movie I'm like, besides Dune and all the other ones. But for a comic book movie, that's gonna be my highlight of the year. And I'm I think that's what, that's what's good about this year is like okay, we're not gonna have. I mean, obviously Sony's going buck wild this year, but you know, when it comes to Marvel Studios and DC, they're just kind of like, all right, we're everybody's kind of just like, okay, we're just gonna have one movie that comes out this year, and then you know, and then you know, and then the remaining years, who knows? Hopefully, they scale it back a little bit because it got to be. Hopefully, they're never well, they're, doing it. They're again. learning their lessons already. I mean, that what the Hollywood so, Reporter yeah. just put out with Daredevil, Born Again, everything this week. They're saying, okay, we're every they're canon. We've got the stunt coordinator coming back. We've yes. got. Um, We're bringing back Foggy and Karen, you know, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I mean, they they literally Dinopra says they got in the room, said, OK, this is how it's <laughs> happening now. We're we're, yep. we're changing it up. Think, OK, now we're seeing from the people that are telling it and living it saying, OK, now I can actually possibly believe they're learning some lessons. But I'm telling you, Echo, Agatha, Wonder Man, those shows do not get greenlit in, in this new regime. They're, yeah. they're, they're yeah. still going to put them out. But those are the last remnants of the former regime of Marvel. Yeah. That's because JPEG wanted volume over quantity. Yeah. He, oh, no, yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he totally misunderstood the market. Yeah, because uh, I think they should cut cut the fat and get to X-Men, Fantastic Four, and Spider-Man. That's what I've been saying. No, you're right. I need – I need. if it were up to me, like I always say, at the end of No Way Home, I got the Fantastic Four standing there – how the fuck did we get here? And they're the ones that help you fix all this. Well, with, he, you know, here's the, the other mistake, thing. too, with that, too, William. You ended Phase 4 without an Avengers movie. We don't know who the Avengers are. That, we don't know yeah. where the Avengers are. That was the, yeah. one of the worst mistakes of Phase it, no, 4. No, no, Chris. Here's, here's what Chris. happened. You ended Phase 4, and I literally had to ask Travis. Yeah, you're right. When did Phase 5 <laughs> start? Like, like I'm Because you got the TV shows and you got the movies, and I'm like, when was the end of phase four and when was the beginning of phase five? Because how do I know? Where's my chart? There you go. Yeah. Like, how do I know that the, that it's the end of a phase? Like that's what an Avengers movie always Ex- did. Yeah. It said, this is the end of a phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the other thing they're working on right now from while we're here with the TV shows, Hey, guess what? They're having TV people. You're getting showrunners. They're getting a Bible for the show. Like they're not making, supposedly they're not making shows like a movie, a cut up movie. Good. You know, Don't do I that. mean, I mean, look at, look at Daredevil getting a complete and total overhaul and having all the Netflix stuff now be canonized because of it. Right. Because they all, and because they also know how, how much that show has been respected from Netflix. And they, they're saying we cannot yep. screw this up. They right. listen. They actually listen to the audience, which is good. You know, it's a well, good it, thing. it's an interesting thing because it's like it, it's what we've talked about that Marvel will eventually deal with when they have to recast these characters. Mm-hmm. Is um, you never had that problem? Like you, you didn't have popular versions of these characters for people to no. point at and, and compare. 
but no, you I mean, have yeah. Spider-Man, but yeah, go on. But not the MC, but but uh, you know, yeah, yeah, not it's yeah, not you like the, all those OG characters. But you know, you get but you get Daredevil and you go, Oh no, we love that Netflix show. So yeah. if you're gonna do your MCU version of Daredevil, then you've got a whole bunch of people going, Don't fuck this up. Yep. Because <laughs> Netflix nailed it. Like that's the one time people can point and go, Oh no, they got it. Yeah. So what are you doing now? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and I'm loving the fact that, like you said, like, I mean, they're bringing all that back and like, yeah, Bernthal. And then, of course, the stuff that he says, he goes, yeah, I'm not coming back as Punisher unless it's done right. It's like, yeah, motherfucker. And that's what I'm talking about. And, you know, it's funny. It's like we got two uh, Punisher se- seasons, two seasons. Great. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, do they need to have a Punisher standalone show? No. No. I don't think they do. I think like I, I think Punisher I think Punisher really works as he's a great a supporting character. character. He's a great supporting yeah. character. It's like we 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 you know we got two seasons. The first season on Netflix was great. Second season was still, you know, it was good, but it wasn't as good as the first because you know it's like you have that first revenge story, you got his story that that we see in the first season. And yeah, but I think like bringing him back as like a good supporting character, I think is the best way to do it. And, and I think like, you know, Feige and crew are just finally realizing like, yeah, we got to be a little bit more mature here. We got an R rated Deadpool three. I mean, they're essentially they're I mean, they're bringing in like into the MCU, these already existing characters that other people, other studios were already handling. Yep. So now Feige has to just be like, all right, Let's just bring them in and let them do their thing. Yeah, that's one of his strengths. That's one of his strengths because five years ago, he wouldn't have done that. He's evolved to the point where he's he's changed his mind about that because five years ago, if it wasn't made within his machine, he he wasn't going to add that ingredient into it. But he give give him credit that the that he's able to look at the landscape and adjust to it. Not a lot of studio heads are 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 willing to do what he, he did. I'm going to kind of push back on that a little bit because his name is on the X-Men films as well as the Spider-Man films. And he did bring in Tobey Maguire, Charles Xavier, and Hugh Jackman. Yeah, but he never added them before this. I know I know he he came up that way. But when it came to the MCU, even though he had that that history, he it just seemed like he was never willing to take this piece of clay and add it to this piece of clay up until recently. Technically, he couldn't you know. because the, the properties weren't owned by Marvel Studios proper. So it's not like he could if he wanted to at the time. But once he was able to, though, even when when, he, when they, they've they've had these Fox properties, they've had these properties for quite some time now, you know. And we, at yeah. the beginning of the whole Netflix thing, and the beginning of the whole day, they, they were adamant. He was adamant against it, so he has evolved. Because what, when did they acquire the Fox properties? Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen is when it finalized. Yeah, and and the the uh, license for everything else. So we're we're five years in. And like I said, I just like I said, most well, kind of. Yeah, Sorry. most studio heads would have just stuck to what they said before. At least he's moving in the direction, you know, of something different. And, so, and also, you, you, when he makes two years ago, I we I talked about this last night at Marvel Alliance that you look at two years ago, th- three years ago, wherever it was, the SDC where we get the whole new next phases and everything like that. If if behind the scenes stuff that he was not 
wanting to do that. I was still Chapik pushing and saying, no, we yeah. got to put out everything you can at that point. Feige also does not work that way. He, I nope. wouldn't say he's like not necessarily James Gunn in the sense of we're not putting anything out without a script. He's he's not necessarily ready to put things out unless he's feeling a little bit ready too. And you could tell like we put out way too much at that one time. You didn't need yeah. to. He's yeah. got he's had a timeline since I would say phase two and he's stuck to it since then and he doesn't try to deviate from it much, if at all, unless an opportunity arises, i.e. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So the opportunity again came when they acquired Fantastic Four, X-Men, and even then they already had plans in place for what was phase four and five. So by the time they could add anything from Fantastic Four and the X-Men, it wasn't gonna be at least until phase six. Give or but take. before that, though, would would he have, would, would would he have done this in the past? Like you're talking about, like like uh, probably like what 2015? Well, not right time. now. Right now, would he had, would he had made the decision with Daredevil as far as canonizing the Netflix stuff? Would he had, would, well, would would past Kevin Feige make it, that decision? It's no, it's, I don't think again. I don't think he would have because if you look at how much he and Jeff Loeb, when Jeff Loeb was kind of running the TV stuff, well, how much yeah. they butted two separate entities, yeah. two separate entities again. It was Marvel Entertainment being ran by Ike Perlmutter, and to your point, Jeff Loeb. So yeah, them handling certain stuff on TV with Netflix made it very difficult for Kevin Feige to be like, yeah, no, you can't do that. It wasn't really, it wasn't really his call even though at the end of the day he could probably make some pull with Bob Iger at the time and say mm, but he yeah, could sure, but he could but he could have uh well he maybe did he but he could have at least have acknowledged sure it. like sure. the whole point with Netflix Marvel as we called it was because they would vaguely reference stuff from the MCU. Right. You know, they talked about the, the guy with the hand. They would reference the War Hulk. Uh, the Battle of New York. They, they outright called the Battle of New York. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. Right. But yet the movies side, like, that's they why we had that. the question of some of us would headcanon and say Netflix Marvel exists, but the movies never let you know it. I mean, that was kind of the fun thing when Charlie Cox shows up in No Way Home going – Hey, Daredevil, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and that's and that's when you get in when they're they're canonized. This and also something I've said like hardcore fans are going to have to okay they're canon, yeah they're going to be canon in the big ideas, the little things you're going to have to let go in the sense of either they're not going to acknowledge it or they're just going to outright retcon and just say, yeah, it's, yeah. Yep. yeah 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 be happy that it's that yeah. we can officially say it's in you take hey, what you hey, get more yeah. than i exactly. thought i was gonna get more than i thought yeah. I was gonna get. That's for when, sure. when when on disney plus they show up in the timeline yep. now mm-hmm. okay hey hey yeah. there no and in 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 and vincent d'onofrio talking about that i think that that just made a lot of people just happy like okay yes you're doing Definitely. you know you're doing the right thing it's like it's not like we it's not like I'm not looking like when it comes to Daredevil Born Again, am, am I looking to have like the same, you know, Netflix quality? No, but, you know, get, at least get close. <laughs> at least get, get, close. get to that line. I don't get think we're going to have Kingpin decapitating someone with a car door, door with and, a then car door. At the, and then looking wait, at the wait. camera. This is that's PG thirteen. You're on, watching man. Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, no, that's PG thirteen. Can I? I can't have that. Listen, PG thirteen <laughs> was a bullshit rating that was created to keep teens going to the movies oh, because of jaws red spearheaded it but red dawn was were you talking about this other night red oh. dawn was the first movie <laughs> thing in that flamingo kid was released 
as, as a PG-13 movie. And that is not PG-13. There's, there's all, we read through the IMDb thing, all the, the stuff that happened in Red Dawn. I'm sorry, that was a sham rating so that you could the, get the Rat Pack, which is Esteban, Sheen, and all those guys, to keep going to the movies without their parents going, being scared, oh, you're going to see an R uh, The and 80s, man, the 80s. Yeah, the was 80s, amazing you couldn't time. do that. It was, <laughs> if it was R-rated. If it was R-rated, you're, it was a taboo that you, you couldn't let your 13, 14-year-olds go without the parent or guardian. But PG-13, they gave that bullshit in. And like I said, <laughs> opens up with, with a guy, the teacher getting shot in the head, students getting shot up, hanging out of windows. There's there's people getting a mass murder. There's a mass execution scene. That's PG-13. I'm like, okay. The You're stretching the term a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So give me, give me Kingpin slamming some guy's head in the, the car. Come on, man. Again, I Play just it, want him looking at the screen after that, saying, "I'm Kingpin." You're watching Disney Plus. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> and then, hey, put the rating on there. Put yep, the exactly. All right, there. Hey, but you know, you TVMA. Yeah. I've only I've only watched the first episode, and I've heard mixed reviews. But I mean, they even put Echo on Hulu and Disney Plus. Yeah. You know, rated TVMA. But at least it, what I will give. Feige credit for to Chris's point or, or or really Will's point as well is at least they saw where Born Again was going and they were willing to go uh no Let's no go back to formula no no yep. no 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 but <laughs> thank you for that Green Goblin reference Chris <laughs> <laughs> back to formula like I said, co- the content. No, I'm a bit of a scientist myself. What? Ah. Yeah, not ah. all the content of MCU has been my favorite, but I've always appreciated the structure, the fact that they're you know they trust their plan for the most part. They make deviations and adjustments when necessary when the situation changes, but for the most part, they don't they don't flinch too much unless they really need to. And when they do make adjustments, they make the right ones, and it's seamless. Like I said, nobody you make the right decisions like with the daredevil thing. Nobody questions you when you do things right or when you make common sense decisions. And that's like, not all studios have this. Or, or you do the thing that we want you to do, which is exactly. make it more like the Netflix show. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and you know what? I'll, 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 I've said this before too, in the sense of, you know, phase four, good and bad at that point, I applaud them actually trying to do something different, you know, mm-hmm. instead of trying to do in the sense of trying to bring in some characters that have been form an idea of, you know, PTSD, tra- trauma, doing that, different things, and trying to figure out something. It was a mess, but I applaud them for trying. I think the thing the that gets to me, I, I think what got me, and I felt it going into phase four, which is why I kind of checked out anyway, yep. <laughs> was you made the TV show something you had to watch to understand the movies. Like, sure. all yeah. my all Heather wanted to do was watch Multiverse of Madness. And I'm having to explain WandaVision to her because you lose the arc if you, you know, you lose Scarlet, which is arc if you haven't seen WandaVision. Yeah, that ter- that and, turn in the movie, you don't quite get. It comes out of nowhere if you don't see WandaVision. Yeah. Right. And, and, and then, like, yeah. and then, like, Captain America, New World Order. Well, I haven't seen Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And yeah. so, like, th- there becomes – it's the Marvel homework problem. And, yep. it, it like, you just – I'm glad the timeline watch order exists on Disney plus, but also the fact that those shows you have to have Disney plus. Cause like I can purchase the Marvel Netflix shows now. Like mm-hmm. I can digitally buy those, you know, outside of Netflix, all, all the seasons, you know, 
Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Punisher, Defenders, all Daredevil. Like, it, it's all there. But once again, if you want to have a proper rewatch of the MCU, you have to be subscribed. You have to, you have to buy really expensive 4K discs for one division at this point, and only yep. one division. Or you have to have Disney Plus, and it's just they're making the barrier to entry harder. Yeah. You know, and 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 that's and that's when I go back to my I'm kind of over the connected universe thing because I'm tired of there being high bars of entry. It's like I just want to be able to watch the movie that I want to watch. If there's a movie that I'm interested in, I want to be able to watch that movie. Yeah, I mean and and I, and, and this is one of the things that when it comes to James Gunn and he's T- talked about this that how you know when it comes to connected universes it's like no you, you I, he, he doesn't want people to have homework when it comes and to i'm people. waiting and i'm waiting to see if his if his butt can cash the check that his mouth wrote it, yeah like, exactly. yeah yeah it's it's gonna be it's easy to say that when you're in a you know gods and monsters they're phase one it's easy yeah. to say that because that's where nothing's nothing's hugely connected. They're in a universe. They're sort of winking and nodding at each other. Same thing kind of Marvel did. It's when you get to the next phase of whatever is following that, if they get to that point, because yeah, again, yeah. we've said the it biggest, before, biggest. you know, everything's riding on Superman legacy that comes out as, as mid-level. And it's not like that's, that's going to hurt. Yep. Axel, don't choke. <laughs> Did it come through his nose? Over at Axel, and he's like, oh. "Sorry for that." Yeah, that's why I had myself muted. I can't do a Heimlich maneuver from Vegas. I'm glad you muted. Yeah. but I was just like looking over. Well, at you can Axel, just come through like, the screen, just right I'm like, through the screen. Dude, are you, you like it. okay? <laughs> Jesus it's Christ. like the thought of Superman legacy failing made him choke on his own happiness. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, um, yeah, you're right though. It's like okay, yeah. So at first, yeah, you could be like, oh yeah, we could keep it pretty separate, and I just hope that he keeps that plan where it's like when you watch one of these movies. Yeah, like I said, you don't have to watch the previous movie and maybe there could be a reference and yeah, it could be connected, but it doesn't have to be connected to the point where it's like, all right, I needed to under to understand what's happening here. I needed to watch Witch now. And then, like you said, to understand Multiverse of Madness, I needed to watch WandaVision, which is on a, a different me. It's 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 a TV show that you had to sit down and binge to understand this. And it's like, I think they tried like when you watch Multiverse Man, it's like almost like they try to be like, "Hey, she's just uh, she wants her kids back," but then you kind of like, it's like, "Yeah." When but did she? But, then, but if you go back and watch just the movies, you go, "Wait a minute, did she? Yeah, have when? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait a exactly. minute, they're not real. Oh, ah, uh, yeah, exactly." So there's all this, there's just a lot of homework when it comes to that. And yeah, that's, and I lie and I'm a fan of multiverse of madness, but at the same time, it's like, all right, if I'm going to, if I'm going to introduce somebody to this, like, and be like, Hey, this is a great, you know, follow up to, you know, remember we watched Dr. Strange, the first one, you want to watch the second one? Well, we have to first binge watch this. To understand what's happening here, you know, and it's like it is one of those things because I mean, I did do that with my girlfriend was like I try to like like just show her. All right. We can I don't have to we don't have to watch everything in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But and I started picking and choosing and then we even like bounced back and did some things. And, you know, it was a little difficult. But, yeah, when it comes to now this phase, 
and there's and no Jim, way that we yeah. can, you know, James do Gunn things. can do it really well in the sense of, you know, you've got Swamp Thing. Okay, you've got that corner of the DC. If you want to watch stuff like that, you could just focus on that corner. You, you want yeah. to go cosmic, you go a different side. You want to focus on Superman, you could watch Superman. But, you know, they have those little crossover moments, and everyone can have their own little pocket that they can watch. Yep. This sounds good, but the one thing he's up against, and I'm not saying it's not, you know, impossible that he can pull this off, is the market will, will demand where that goes. Yep. And for the most part... See, here's the thing, though. You can come up with an individual idea and say, I'm going to do this because I'm going to be special and different. And that's, that's, I applaud that. That's great. Mm-hmm. But at some point, gravity hits. And the expectations in this atmosphere, in this era of superhero movies, the, the purchaser, the consumer does not want, for the most part, I know a lot of us do, but the general public does, wants that money to go further. They want that, that $10 that they're spending, that $15 that they're spending to go a lot further than the moment that they're sitting in front of you. They want That's an investment for them that they want to make. They want to know that there's more to what they're buying than just this two-hour movie. Well, so the to, market- to your point, William, it's a business. You brought yeah. it up earlier. It's a business. It's a company that wants it to continue on. Why do you think we're, we're redoing Harry Potter on uh, Max? Oof, yeah. you know, we're redoing the movies as a TV show now. Yeah, continuity you know? is cash. It, yeah. it, 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 people are want to know, and once again, it doesn't have to go forever. You can control the growth of it, but there has to be a payoff. There has to be a beginning phase, a middle phase, and an end phase. And that's something that Marvel, for better or for worse, has nailed, and DC has yet to. And, and it's so funny, you can, Chris. You, you mentioned the Harry Potter thing, but yet even my kids are like, "But the movies leave out so much." And I'm just that's you. that's the only way I. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, you oh, you are my children. Yeah. You are they my do live children. So much. Oh man, yeah, those are your kids right there. Yeah. The movies <laughs> leave out so much. I love that. You read those damn books, huh? Yes, well, because the word because as a family, we're sitting down and watching the Percy Jackson series on Disney Plus, and like they're loving it because they're like, Oh yeah, everything's in this. Yes, because you did it as a show and yep. not as a movie. And yeah. and they also do the cute thing where every episode title is a chapter title from the book. Yep. So it's like okay. See, that's what I'm hearing about that 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 series is the fact that people who are fans of the books are really enjoying it because it's long form. They're not condensing something into a two and a you know two hour fifteen minute movie. So. I mean, that's the thing is like when it comes to adapting some of these like books and, and these stories, it's like, yeah, maybe you have to take the series route. But then at the same time, that's not making these companies money sometimes. It's like, well, so, not, you know, when, not when you're releasing them on their own streaming yeah. service. Like yeah. that's what Steven's point always is, is that you don't have ad revenue. You don't have you're not selling it to someone else who's going to pay you for it. Mm-hmm. You're making it all in house. And that's what um, sucks because it's like it could be quality, but at the same time, it's like, well, we're not making any money, so we're not going to do this again. And it's like, ah. And, and, a to your point on that, the dinosaur logic when it comes to investing in streaming is is just annoying as fuck. David Zaslav came out here to CinemaCon, stood up in front of all these hungry wolves at NATO, these starving theater owners that need things to get better, and lied. And basically what? lied about. <laughs> really? Yeah. This is because here's the thing. Because the math, the math pretty much tells you he may not have outright lied, but 
you're going to stay with the streaming revenue that is out there on the table and the sustainability of that, that you're not going to make investments into this stuff. And if you're telling the truth, then how, how are you going to, 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 to make that work? Because here's the thing, the family dynamic, the average moviegoer, if you're taking a family is anywhere between a hundred to $125 for a family for with snacks, gas, everything to go to a movie. All right. If you look at wages and everything else, Everything else has gone up, but that that family cost of living is right where it's at. So you could have four great movies that you want to see. You want to see all these movies, right? You're going to have to cut, possibly cut two of those off because the kids got to eat. Cars got to have gas. Everything's got to happen as these movies are coming out, and they're not getting any cheaper. So if you look at that dynamic, how can you say that you're not going to make the proper investment and make it convenient for the customer? How are you going to say? How are you going to say? Well, we're gonna we're we're gonna put all this back into the the theaters, and and mm-hmm. even on their end of it, their end of it, it's like that table in Batman that where where him and Vicky Vale are sitting at the table, and this is a really long table. <laughs> so your money, if I'm the studio, I'm sitting at this part of the table, and Vicky Vale's got my got all my money. All these middle people get a percentage. All these laid in bonuses. The theater gets thirty five. By the time my meatloaf or my prime rib gets to me at that table, a whole bunch of people have eaten off it, right? So yeah. now how do you stay rich? How do you get rich? You get greedy. These All these people are greedy. So wouldn't it make more logical sense that you're cutting out all those people at the table and you get more prime rib? You're getting it to your domain quicker? And you're, I love you're cutting how, out? That's, I mean. I just love how you went from meatloaf to prime rib. That was well, quite, yeah. I mean, but that's like, that's like one to how are you going to tell the theater owner? Yeah. How are you going to tell them that we're not going to do this? We're not going to do that. Doesn't the market dictate that? Yeah. Yeah. It's that's all... a legit question. I mean, I'm not, that's not more state because I can't believe no, you, if I do the math. No, you bring out like good questions. Be? You do. I mean, like it I is, mean, it, I mean, it's, you know, with everything, obviously like when it comes to this genre, I mean, um, starting with Superman 78. I mean, obviously there was live action stuff before that. Sure. But when it came to cinematic, it was just like you saw that. And then, you know, Batman 89 and then 90s, they were trying to do some stuff. And then all of a sudden, like when it came to 2000s, you know, it started booming because uh, of where everything was was going and everything. And, and any time like a superhero movie like kind of came out, everybody was like, oh, you got to rush to it. Now it's just to the point where it's like, yeah. Which those one do people, I want to watch? Yeah, those know? same people who rushed to it got married, had kids. Yep, and, and, and the kids don't give a shit. And the kids don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. And that, or yeah, or, that or, the, or these are all PG thirteen movies that some parents are like, um, I need to see this before I let my kids watch. It's not the eighties anymore, where yeah. we, where I see RoboCop in the third grade. You know, it's 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 not that. You know, I, I the entire I'm a family of five. All five of us went to one movie in 2023. Like one, Mario. Yeah, yeah same here. Only one last year. Yeah. Yeah. What was yours, Chris? Super Mario. Uh, see, we even let uh, four of us went to Super Mario, but not all five. <laughs> uh, uh, it Paw Patrol took got oh, you know four. all five of us to go, but still, it, it you know, but but to your point, if you count, you know even leaving the littlest one off yeah that was two in the entire year where you know four of us went to go see mario and then five of us went to go see the mighty Boops movie yeah 
Mm-hmm. Well, no job is too big, no pup is too small. That is true. <laughs> and on that note, I need to sign off because I got to be at work at eight in the morning. That's true. So, yeah. yeah. All right, Scott. We'll go ahead and uh, plug, plug away. Well, of course, you can find me on Twitter, ScottDC27, on Instagram, at McMerlin, and on Vero, at Scott McClellan. You can find my podcast, the DC Squadcast, wherever podcasts can be found. We're on Vero, Facebook, YouTube, with the entire network of shows at SquadcastMedia.com. And now, every Thursday night at 10 o'clock Central, 8 o'clock Pacific, right here on the Film Junkie YouTube channel, you can join us for the DC Fanimated Stream as we watch the entire DC Animated Universe. Next week, we'll be watching Superman the Animated Series, Monkey Fun. Nice. That was a perfect promo, dude. I need to hire you. I'm telling you. I mean, that's why. Yeah. All right, Scott. Appreciate you joining tonight. Uh, get Scott. some sleep. Yeah. yeah. Go to work. All right. Take care. Bye. Right. Yeah, because yeah, if it were me, like I said, if you if, if you look at the money, so how many subscribers is HBO or Max or whatever the fuck it's called now? If if you get to 60, 65, 75 million subscribers, right? Which should be your should be a goal at this point already. At 14, 15 bucks a head, you do the math per month. There's no set of movies that you're going to invest in the box office that's going to get you that kind of calendar revenue. And that provides stability. You go back to your shareholders and say, you know, like Netflix, $38 billion in revenue uh, uh, a year for what, what, what they do. That, you know, to me, I don't see why you, how you can not favor that model over anything else, math-wise. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it is interesting because... You know, I think, I mean, obviously the pandemic had a lot to do with like some of the problems that we're dealing with right now. That's why, like when it came to Disney Plus and Disney, they were just like, hey, we got to make shows. So they were like Star Wars, Marvel, Star Wars, Marvel, Star Wars. And they put a bunch of money into that, but didn't quite get that return, you know. And even Warner Brothers, you know, they try to do their thing, too. But I mean, yeah, it's such a weird thing because I hear one thing and then hear another. And I'm like, I don't even get the whole logistics because it seems like, okay, streaming was always going to be a thing, but it got (laughs) pulled forward. You know, it got pulled, you know, to, you know, because of the pandemic. So and I think that the companies weren't ready for it. And I don't know. It's just it's such an interesting thing. What? Go ahead. Oh, no, but okay, so if you look at, say you, you scale down on streaming and you start loading all this money in the thing, that doesn't... That's they are doesn't doing. Change. They're canceling shows like crazy. But that doesn't change the consumer dynamic, though. You're yeah. not meeting the demands of the customer. Yeah. That, that's but, my question. Like I said, this is not necessarily a statement, so don't tell me anybody in chat, he's wanting to kill cinema. No, this is that somebody <laughs> who promotes these movies. I got no. people who would not be able to go see movies if they didn't come get our promo stuff. That's. I mean, that's that's what's such a weird thing. It's like, And I'm wondering, like... What's the breakdown when it comes to that? Because I know there was that was always like a thing, like when when Ray Flightcast um, would would be on here, and he, he was all about the streaming, all about streaming. Even when he was on Twitter before he uh, he he canceled his Twitter, it was like, you know, it's like, all right, so what 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 is what is the money? What what is going on? And what I keep what I kept on like talking about with like my friend who's in that world, he said, yeah, streaming is killing all this stuff, and I'm like. But how if like if you crunch these numbers and you say like, you know, they have this many subscribers at, you know, this pay rate. But then at the same time, you're seeing like the layoffs, you're seeing like these streaming services going like, oh, yeah, we have a different tier, but it's going to have ads and all this stuff. It's just 
it's it almost seems like they were trying to they're trying to grab the cable tv market with streaming and they didn't quite get it there so now it's turning into that where you have to buy tiers and you have commercials and all this stuff and it's that's Again, it could, it could just be back to just the whole greed thing. It's like, oh, nobody could take a pay cut. You have to make your fucking, you know, $25 million a year, Iger. Sorry. Here's, here's the problem I see, and this is – I could be completely wrong. My thing – I think the problem is it's old Hollywood that's ushering in this thing, and these guys don't – that's not their deal. I don't think any of these old studio heads are going to be the ones that bring us properly into the streaming era. I think their successors are. And I know people are going to laugh at me because we say it on show all the time. Jason Keelar, he was right. He had an idea. Yes. And and when you when the when you all these guys these seventy year old and eighty year old men in the late sixties when they start getting on their yachts and retiring and going off to the sunset yes. with the mistress, the the younger guys, the generation guys, the fifty five and below guys are going to come in because this has been their culture from the start. They grew up with this reality. They grew up mm-hmm. and less and less. And Generation X, the the fifty seven year old going all the way down to the beginning of Generation X, you have generations that have never not had digital in certain situations. So those are the guys who are going to usher this in. But you have the dinosaurs that are like they cannot, they cannot let go of the old Hollywood model because that's that's what they know. That's what they that's the pool that they've swam in their whole life. Yeah. So so uh, Zazov is 63, 64 in his mid 60s. He comes from a generation that favors this model. I all these other guys are in their 70s, some of them are in their 80s. So you have those guys when they make these cuts and they do these things, they're using a logic that applies to the box office, and so are a lot of a lot of general audiences. They're like, well, you can't spend that much on, on a movie. How are you going to make your money back? You make your money back in, in, in streaming with collective advantage. It's like insurance. You you if you constantly have things on there and you keep that stabilization of that number that ups the value of your company. That's why Netflix can run in debt for so long because their lenders and their financiers see the revenue that they're pulling in and they allow them to do that. That's where their stock is where they're at and WB stock is where it's at for the most part. They make those investments. The Irishman wasn't cheap. Change your things is expensive, but you oh, have yeah. to make that investment. You can't cut back at this point. That's no. sure have ended two seasons ago. Well, I mean, yeah. even even look at what four, you know brilliant. what Apple <laughs> sure. TV Plus has had to do. They have nothing. They start with absolutely nothing and they create a streaming platform. They literally have to build up their own brands and creating either shows or movies or sponsoring stuff, producing stuff. So I mean, of course Apple. Apple can print money these days. They're one of the few that actually can Amazon. Amazon. Apple and Amazon. Yeah. They're the big ones. Yeah. So it just it changes the dynamic with the idea, like we all could say with streaming, in the sense that the movie business is not going to die. It has changed in the sense of, you know, I, I, I'm i one of the people that says Deadpool 3 is not going to make a billion dollars, and part of the reason is going to be streaming. Yeah. I have the still, option. Yeah, I have that option. You, you have the option. It still will be – they're going to build it as an event movie, yeah. but it still will be enough of a segment of the population will be like, I can wait 60 to days, 60, 90 days – and be okay. Like my wife doesn't go to the Great. movies anymore. We don't go to the movies anymore without the kids <laughs> yeah. because she, she doesn't, it's the theater experience isn't her thing. I enjoy it. Cause, because I grew up with that. I, I like Same that yeah. experience. And plus I have run a podcast where I need to do it, but right. yeah. you know, but, <laughs> but your uh, job. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so, 
that's that's a different experience. But you're right. It, it, the new generation that's going to take over these companies and be the successors are going to usher in the true switch of where not theaters are dying, but just finding that balance. Because look at what is it? Amazon looking at buying the, buying theaters, movie chains at that point. Yeah. Look what they're doing with it. If you're a Prime member, you can see early previews of their shows and movies at a theater as a as a Prime member. I mean, that's that's the beginning. And another thing is financially is, like I said, your money, you get the diminishing of the returns of that long table. Mm -hmm. So once you make that investment, you're going to end up seeing 30 day windows because 82 percent of film goers, for the most part, most movies, there are outliers like Barbie, but see that those movies in the first two weeks. Mm -hmm. So the sooner you can get it off of that table where all the greedy bastards are eating at your prime rib, as soon as you can get that and put the dome back on it and run away and eat it in your room. You keep more of what you spent. You get more of your investment back. So instead of giving 35%, because the longer that movie sits in the theater, you're still giving 35% to that theater. Mm-hmm, you're, yeah. And if, if somebody has a back-end bonus, so say if it's Tom any of these guys, they have bonuses attached to the amount of money that it makes in the box office, not necessarily the, yeah. Over, yeah, the overall collective revenue that you get from the thing. Unless they've worked that into that deal, which most people haven't, unless they're big leagues, that means that that diminishes. So your cost to have this movie sitting out at the end of the table decreases when you get a smaller table. So, yeah, you can still have this going on in the theaters, but I still think the focal point of entertainment industry is going to be the convenience. Because yep. it's more, it's not me trying to kill the industry. It's not, not, not the studio heads. Eventually, it's the customer. It's like Amazon. People say, "Well, Amazon's killing this." No, the customer killed it when he, when they said, "You know what? This digital format is easier for us." If the customer said, "I want hard, hard books and and brick and mortars," guess what? That's where the, the, the greedy business people will go. The customer is dictating this, and I think the newer generation will do it better because we are living in this. We are digital everything. Yeah, Most of, but, you know, go ahead. But I will say, I'm just saying, like, there, but there is a market for, um, I mean, look at what happened with vinyl and music. Yes. That, 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 that created a boom where people were like buying that. And I'm not saying that like people just like everybody flocked to it, but there was a market for it. I think that's what's going to be happening. I mean, look what physical media, too, by the way, physical media. I think that's going to look what Best Buy is doing. They're they're getting rid of it now. All of a sudden, you're going to walk into a Best Buy. There's not going to be any Blu-rays or anything like that. It's all just going to be fucking TVs and computers and everything like that, which is crazy to think about because I remember going my stuff. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And it's like I remember going to Best Buy all the time to get CDs and DVDs and all the stuff. Half my paycheck working for Best Buy went back to it. But I mean, like, but yeah, but I think there's always going to be that it's like a subculture, I guess you could say, just like vinyl. Like, I mean, going there's a, you know, the mall that I go to, there is a record store in there. And it's crazy that I'm like, it's still going. People go in there and I always see people all in there. So there's always going to be a market for that. But at the same time, when it comes to the overall majority, yes, it's like people are going to go with what's more convenient. And I, I've even been part of that, too. Like I was very much in physical media, obviously, when it came, I have boxes full of DVDs. But when it came to the digital you know, era, I just went, I don't need to have it all. Eventually, I'll probably get back into it because there's something about having a And when it comes to books. I like, I can't read it off a screen. I'm like, I can't read a book off the screen. I have it. Have it read to you? Audio? You can't do the audio? I can't do it. I can't yeah. do it. I really can't. 
You know, I just I have to read it like full on. Have to have the physical copy, comic books, everything. I can't read hey, it off. Comic the Stick with those comics, damn it. Oh yeah, no, um, no, trust me. Yeah, I can't. But, I can't. I, I, I've got to have a balance because of space. Space is just going to run out. So I've got to strike a strike a balance. Yeah. You know? Open That's up a store. Yeah. You can store the stuff there. That's what I did. <laughs> you, Here's William, the thing. William, William, I'm going to live vicariously through you. All right. Yeah, I told you why. But what, there's going to be a balance. And like I said, the Generation Xers and the Millennials, those guys who, when they run the show, they'll be able to recognize that balance. Because here's what COVID taught you. I hope or so. At least it taught us is that um, people still want those random encounters. Humans want human interactions. And these gathering places, as as they realize that they've chased them over the cliff like the buffalo, they realize they want them now that they're dead. And yeah. physical media will come back. I think it won't. It may, it may not be the dominant thing, but it'll be there enough, more than it is right now. Best Buy will have a section in there. You'll still be able to go to places. Bookstores will open up again. It'll be a balance that we hadn't, we weren't, not the one we grew up with, but it'll still be available. But it's up to the consumer. As long as the consumer wants the convenience of just being able to press the button, there's really nothing that the people who run these companies can do but provide that. Mm -hmm. And it's the consumer that said, I can't take all my kids out to this movie. It's the consumer that said, I, I can't get to the store for this or this isn't available here. So I need it electronic way. The consumer dictates everything. But if the consumer just all chokes up and stops doing these things and does it go. But like I said, these millennials, these guys that are in their 30s and 40s and, and 50 now, they all have kids. Some of them are, 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 are paying, paying for sports, paying for a whole bunch of things. And the cost of living in the, is, is not matched what most people are making in their jobs. Most millennials, millennials is a screwed generation. Millennials out there, I, I listen, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know who did it. They screwed millennials because millennials, seriously, you look at the, the financial dynamic. And I got to do this to figure out who I'm aiming for. The millennials are making the same wages that, that we were. Yeah. That is not cool. Nope. How are you going to raise a kid with shit's way more expensive? We could barely afford it when they, we were their age. Now they're making the same money and shit's more expensive to grow everything. And not just recent inflation. You look at the last seven to eight years, everything has incrementally gone up. Very few things have gone down. Interest rates, housing, everything has gone up. Yeah. And they're still stuck making my money that I made when I was in my 20s and stuff like that. That's a recipe for not only the recipe of disaster, but that takes away an entire median market. That now has to sit at home with their kids and watch that movie that they may have taken the family out for, you know. So a lot of things have to change, and it's not all inside the entertainment industry either. So well, even look thing. at like what you said, physical media. Look at the run on Oppenheimer. How many times I saw on Twitter like sold out, sold out. Like yeah. you couldn't find Oppenheimer on physical for for weeks in the holidays. Yeah, and you know, like I said, and then certain things will always sell, mm -hmm. like special editions and stuff like that. You'll always be able to go see those. And then, obviously, if you can't get them in the store, you can get them on Amazon, things like that. I don't think physical media will ever completely die, but at no. the same time, it's it's the it's you got to create a situation for your consumer to stick with you. The, I would rather have them watching me on digits than not watching me at all to buy me that time for when things get better and he can take the family out and drop that one twenty five. Well, I mean, and, and then and, and I think like maybe people are waking up to the fact that it's like, all right, um, when these streaming services like get rid of certain, you know, movies or shows or something like that, it's like, well, it just disappears. Like, what the fuck? Right. Uh, this is why you have to like, hey, if you get the, you know, if you actually get a physical and maybe I'm, I don't know if like the companies should like start like kind of thinking about that where it's like, hey, we're going to get rid of this thing you love right here 
but if you want it, we can get you sell it to you. Copy. Yeah, we could sell, sell it. Sell to you digitally. Know? Sell to you digitally. Or that? They're, yeah. That. Yeah, they're getting rid of it because of they don't want to pay the residuals of it yeah. sitting on their thing. It's not cost effective. But, but if they could have like it, a, a moment of like a week or two where like, hey, you can buy this before it leaves the service or something. Oh yeah, I mean that's I did that a whole bunch uh, before uh gi joe transformers left uh the idw <laughs> lost the license i got all that stuff in comiXology i can still download it you can't get that anymore on there because they lost the license it's gone to skybound and they haven't re-released anything like that so i mean there's something to be said you want it you buy it in one way or form yeah. and you can have it but once if you just go with streaming yeah that's what you're going to open yourself up to it's going to be here one moment gone the next but the customer is going to have to come to a reckoning of what who, what kind of retail world do I want? Mm-hmm. What kind of retail world? It's not going to be the guy sitting in the boardroom. He's going to do it in response to the customer saying, I miss uh, bookstores, you know, like Barnes, not Barnes and Noble, Barnes and Noble sucks. I miss Borders. I miss, I miss, um, I miss places like Tower Records where they had that community. I miss table. Suncoast. I miss Suncoast. <laughs> yeah, Suncoast, even though I didn't I buy anything there, it, it showed me what to buy. You you're know, too young, um, Axel. You're yeah, I know, I know. You guys are Sam goodies, things a, like a, that. A, we're, we're... Fye, Fye. Yeah, and they, and they were all in the we're mall. We're still in Fye over at this mall right here. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Yeah. But we, oh but yeah, humans, I love little roaming around there. It's great. Anyway, humans need other humans. That's what, yeah. one of the things that was miserable with COVID is we took that for granted when we couldn't do it. Yeah. That random interaction and meeting people and growing people and that meeting that person in that 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 graphic novel section at uh, Borders, you know. Uh, the comic book stores. I didn't open up a comic book store originally for money. I wanted that same feeling that it was when I sat at the comic book store all day long when I was a kid, you know, and that, you know, they got all my money that I had from my allowance. And, and, that, and that's the thing is pe- people, people like those environments, but they can't afford those environments. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like it's a yin and a yang at the same time. But I, I, I like I said, I'm a big streaming guy. I, I like I said, when Zazoff came out there and, and like I said, he told those hungry wolves, you know, we're going to do everything and we're going to we're going to prop up theaters. And I'm like, dude, I mean, you said what you needed to say to get off that stage, maybe. I mean, yeah. but that's, that's exactly not, what happened. Yeah. But mathematically, I'm like and I understand. But I'm like, dude, why do you, I mean, why just go all in? Don't cut back on the investment of, of streaming. Go up. Go all in. You have to if you want to build that stable. You have to invest in any business. And, yeah, you're going to it's going to hurt at the beginning. But. Do you want that consistent revenue or do you want to have five or six movies a year and sit, you know, in your offices with your fingers crossed, hoping that you're, you know, the idea caught on and it's going to make a lot of money. That's got to be stressful. You know what's going to happen? I mean, like with all the, uh, the new, uh, you know, the meta and the, uh, the apples like VR glasses, I mean, someone needs to come up with that. You know, when it comes to the streaming services, it's like create that video store atmosphere that we used to have, you know, Friday night, you're walking in, you know, you're walking in and like, huh, what, what, what section do I want to go in? You have TVs playing trailers of movies and shit like that. And you're just like, I know that's, how you pick, that's how you pick your movie. You know, I mean, yeah. obviously you could easily pick it. You know, just by typing it in and blah blah blah. But man, give 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 that little bit of virtual reality experience. And if they introduce Smellovision, hey, you get that smell oh, that those fucking video stores used to have. You know, so I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I know. would, I would absolutely go to the eighteen plus section first. <laughs> yeah, when you go to those old video stores and they had that uh, the curtain. Yeah. Remember the curtain? Uh-huh. Yeah, the curtain. Oh yeah, needed curtain. Hmm. 
Oh, I don't know how many times I snuck into that one when my mom wasn't looking. Just peek in. Oh. Hey, who? Hey, look at that. Well, I, I'm in here by accident. Oh, oh, I'm. Where am I? <laughs> nah, man. It, it, that Bed Bath like and Beyond be. section. You got to watch out for that. Beyond section's rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh. Well, like I said, I, I think it'll all come around. But the, the, the younger age, and I'm by young. I mean, people in their fifties. Not people in their 60s and 70s. Yeah. Because those are your generation Xers. Those are the guys who look. If you're a generation Xer, you went from TV that was ABC, CBS, and NBC. Yeah. And on TV, you could turn your knob to get some stuff on there. You went from that era to the era we're in now. You have a better appreciation of it because you've seen without and you've seen with. Millennials are going to have an even better advantage because they literally for the most part, have never existed without these type of things. Mm-hmm. And they existed with the box office. So these two generations, the subsequent generations, are going to be the ones that actually make this right and make it a happy balance. But the, the dinosaurs, they're not going to be you the ones. that, Axel? It's all up to you. It's all up to you. It's all up to you. Yeah. <laughs> all to you. <laughs> He's like, huh? What am I talking about? Uh, what are you talking about? I'm watching five movies right now on my phone. Yeah, um, how'd you know I'm on my phone? Something, <laughs> big something. Yeah, yeah. But I know, Chris, you got to take off. Yep, got to get to. Like I said, sun's getting a little low. Got to get some sleep. Yes. So. Now, go ahead. Appreciate you uh, joining. Always great to talk to you, my friend. Yep. Always. All right. Catch y'all later. See you later, Chris. Back All right. No, it's it is interesting. It's like you know because you know I I always talk to my friend who's in that world and everything's doom and gloom with him and you know it's it's always very difficult to see like he'll send me just like oh you know you know so and so there I mean they're layoffs layoffs and all this stuff and it just it's always doom and gloom and I'm like man is there any hope is there just ask him how old his boss is because oh, because yeah. if, here's the thing. The, the dinosaur is going to make cuts because that's all he knows how to do. That's that's dinosaurs that's the, are extinct though, William. <laughs> exactly. No, now. no, they're not because William's right here. Oh wow! Damn. <laughs> okay. uh, oh, now we've reached the uh, you know. Uh, yeah. But the but the guy the guys oh, that's Phil's age, the guys that's your age, the guy that's Joga age that that'll be taking over these companies instead of cuts, they're going to come back to their stockholders. They're going to come back. Yeah, they're going to come back to their financiers and and make a case for the investment see the old the dinosaur is going to say oh i this is my finite this i have to cut because this is the way we've always done it the newer guy is going to come in and make a case for that investment yeah the keylars are going to make the case for that investment and be honest with you it when when zasloff does and i i don't think he's around for very much longer when he does go i want somebody who thinks like keylar i want somebody who thinks about that builds a new box and not just things out of it somebody in that realm uh, that, 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 you know, thinks that way because he, he would be able, I could see that guy coming to stockholders and saying, you know what? Yeah. I know this is expensive. Yeah. There's no box office way. We're going to make an immediate return, but the collective advantage, the value it brings to our streaming, the, the associated content, I'm not just selling this movie to you. When they get in there, we're going to sell them everything that has to do with that movie. Like when they're in rebel moon and Netflix throws up all that shit, that's anything we're near the demographic of rebel moon. A lot of people are going to see that. And that justifies the expenditure of everything else. That keeps your stream. That keeps your streaming guy with you, and that increases the collective advantage of your overall thing. It's not like the box office. I spent 150 million, so I need to make seven, eight hundred million. That's not the way streaming works. Collective advantage. And if you, I think a younger Gen Xer, millennial, and below will be able to make that case more than people who have always cut when things went bad. So it's your generation, Phil. 
I mean, that's the thing. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's, yeah. it, I mean, with, with a lot of things, I mean, people complain about that when it comes to our politicians, why are our politicians always a fucking 106 years old? You know, it's like, they're always it, man, yeah. I just had, I just had flashbacks to my birthday today. So me and my dad, <laughs> me and my, no, shit you not. Here's how it kind of connects. Cause my dad, he's not one side or the other. He makes fun of both sides equally, but today we're driving to the arcade because that's what I want to do for my birthday. We went and got Mel's for breakfast, and I had the best fucking chicken and waffles ever. <laughs> and then as we're driving to the mall, my dad took my other pair of shades that I have in my in my in my car. They're aviators, and he's like, Oh, look at me. I look like the fucking man in charge. I look like fucking Biden. And he was just making a whole ton of jokes about like, you know, Biden's age and a bunch of other shit. Yeah. And it was just it was just just fucking funny, but you know. It's, it's that same deal like they mm, politics i hate politics but it's just well, you just need yeah, fresh new ideas yes 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 that's the but thing everything needs like fresh new ideas and it just seems like they're yeah like you were saying well it's like there's there's too many just like dinosaurs that are just running a lot of these things and they're like with the old yeah dinosaurs are extinct they're fucking like, extinct what the fuck know, but, it, but it, at the same time it's like it's like yeah we need some and i think when it came to kyle he had some ideas and he had ideas of like, okay, Hey, well, well, the pandemic's happening. So um, let's go ahead and release, you know, and maybe it wasn't like the full on best idea, but it was an idea that I think, even though it might've not have uh, been like, overall like the a beneficial to the company but at the same time it was like people were not going to the movie theaters so it's like all right we have these new movies we can put them on this service yeah. the same day so they have the option and to me i always thought that was that was a good idea it was to the be best honest. idea it was yeah, the best because, idea because there were the people that were just they were just they, they were in fear because like, oh, this virus is out there, blah, blah, blah. There's people that weren't. I wasn't one of them. I went to the movie theater. But you know what's funny is like, even though like, you know what I like though? is like the fact that I'm like, I'm going to go watch this movie in the movie theater. I like the mm-hmm. fact that then the next day I could, if I liked it, I could watch it again in my own home for a service Here's I'm what, paying for. Here's where I think it was a perfect decision and it was the right one, even if the people, most of whom have been chased from that company anyway, couldn't <laughs> recognize it. Because if you look at the schedule of the movies that were released that year, there was no Barbie, there was no Oppenheimer on there. No. Most of those movies, Dune, and I love Dune. We promoted the fuck out of Dune. I I I preach Dune up and down. But Dune, the reason why Dune 2 is coming is not necessarily because it's box office money, because it, it was in the 450, whatever. It was the watchability, because guess what? As much as I promoted Dune, it took a whole bunch of people to the movie theater to see it. There were people who were not going to give that IP a chance if they had to pay for it. Yeah. What HBO Max did is it allowed people who would have were never planning to see that movie to see it. Now, Dune 2 is not going to be on HBO Max, but they've they built a fandom. They built extra viewers by putting it on there. The Matrix, uh, that, that movie sucked. That movie was going to lose them money if, that, if they would have backed those movies without, without putting them on day and day. And then all the movies that they put out that year were either borderline losses or were going to lose. People say, well, Suicide Squad would have, the Suicide Squad would have made money if it wasn't day and day, which is bullshit. Because Godzilla vs. Kong did fine, and Godzilla vs. Kong was released in March before a vaccine. Suicide Squad had Omicron, yeah, but we had a vaccine, and there were way more people going to the movies in August of that year than there were in March of that year. Those people weren't going to see that movie. 
in, in, in the droves. So, but here's the thing though, you, you, you cut your losses and got people watching it. And for the movies, the things that were going to go on, you created an audience that wouldn't have been there. Dune, listen, Dune is a complex IP. I love it. The books are kind of, I'd rather eat the books than read them again. But <laughs> it, it, it's a complex IP that the average Joe is just, it looks at that like, what the fuck? But if you watch the movie, it, it rolls out just like any other political intrigue movie. Yeah. But they're not going to, they, maybe they don't want to pay the 10, 12, 20, whatever to go see it. I don't but know. They, yeah. It's, I, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I know, I know, and I and I yeah, and and like I said, yeah, Kyler just I think he had the right idea when it came to this, and now like I mean, and then of course you have, you know, somebody like you know Tom Cruise, of course, who's like all about the theatrical experience, which is yeah, we get it, there's theatrical yeah. experience. Every Tom Cruise, there's a not Tom Cruise. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. <laughs> it's like there's still going to be. You have to realize that you have to, you know, if you want everyone to see your movie, you have to also be like yeah there's going to be the people who are not going to go to you and especially how expensive it can be to go to a movie theater now and like all these movie theaters i mean the movie theater i go to is not that you know it's a it's a harkens but it's old school it's you pick your seat but it's still like the old school seats but sometimes i go to the other one or it's got luxury seating you have booze you have food you have all you know you have all the luxury and and like you were saying, it's like, yeah, sometimes like when families decide to go and that's why I think that's, that's why Barbenheimer was such an event is because people were like, OK, we can't miss out on this because it's word of mouth. Everybody's talking about it. So, you know, with those movies were released separate. They don't make as much as they did. I don't think to be no, honest. Oppenheimer doesn't doesn't fuck doesn't, no. no does not come anywhere close to that. And like if they win Academy Award. You need to let the Barbie people at least stand behind you on the stage. Because yeah. <laughs> really the yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like they just they they captured lightning in a bottle. And I know Hollywood's gonna try to do that again, and they've already kind of made attempts like to to, to do like saw patrol and whatever the fuck. Which but it's never sweet. gonna happen again. I mean, that that was just lightning in a bottle. I mean, maybe it'll happen again like five years from now or six, seven years, whatever the fuck. But I mean, that brought people to the movie theaters and I'm not saying that other movies haven't. Super Mario Brothers has. I mean, it just seems like now it's event movies are going to do that. The superhero genre was once that. It's not so much anymore. Let's face it. I mean, it's gotten to the point where it's like, uh, another one? Why do I have to watch this? Is this going to make me care about anything? And that's why the superhero genre really suffered this. I mean... And I mean, and the only one that did well was, you know, Spider-Verse. Well, Spider-Verse and Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, they they they're the ones that did well. Uh, Spider-Verse, because that is something different. And in Guardians, it was wrapping up a a trilogy. So it had that favor to him. But anything else that was trying to set up anything new, nobody gave a shit. You know, people. I don't know. Teenage Mutant Turtle Mutant Mayhem did a pretty solid job with what it was. Yeah, but that just came and went. I'm gonna be honest. I I, I don't. Know. It was still unique, and people. Re- I, I thought it was good. I mean, it was I good. Really, yeah. It wasn't good. that expensive to make either. So for no, the money, they got they got the bank exactly. for the bucks. Kind of like Madam Web. Madam Web cost twelve dollars to make. It's just like, well, and, just like and, uh, and, and even to like to the point like it it debuted on Paramount Plus not even a month later, and you know it it has now a series coming this year, and they're already working on the sequel movie that's going to include the Shredder. The best Which of both is, worlds, man. Right. Best of both worlds. And that's if 
it's if if you it, I feel like the sequel to TA, TMNT Mutant Mayhem is going to be exactly what Spy- across the Spider Verse was for the Spider Verse. Like that that's wow. my personal opinion. It's got that's got some big shoes, but hey, it's, I, it's I, gonna it rock stock, dude. Like if you if you're gonna sit here and show me those kids and how they have to deal with the shredder. That's some character development right there because that first movie was solid in a lot of ways, but they had to learn how to become a team by the end of that movie. Now they're going to have to learn to like kind of grow up a little bit because their adversary this time isn't a fucking mutant. It isn't like this big giant monster. It's, it's, it's the not fucking human, exactly right. It's it's the fucking shredder. You know what? I should rewatch it. You should. Yeah. I re I rewatched it just the just last night. It's such a damn good movie, and it's from fucking Seth Rogen of all people too. <laughs> right? Oh, I love that production. Well, that's the thing. Is like, yeah, I know. That's what's great. I mean, you know, anytime that I mean, obviously the Michael Bay version didn't really. You know, I liked that version. It, I don't give a shit. Did good to. things for the franchise. It just. Distinguish the turtles from another in the ways that they had not been done before. I think yeah, that's probably what it had, it had its moments. I'm not yeah. saying it was all bad, but there was a lot of things that were bad. Yes. I'm looking at you, Stephen Amell, as Casey Jones. What the fuck? Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that origin with April O'Neil. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Well, I mean, they Ugh. sort of do that same origin in the newer one where, you know, a splinter isn't, you know true they did they did some rearranging i get it i get it i get it but at the same time i mean i I think one of the things was the biggest selling point was the fact that the teenage mutant ninja turtles were actually teenagers teenagers yeah and they had i mean obviously you know when it comes to the sequel like the voices are not going to be as high they're probably going to you know be deep which is good that just shows that there's an evolution when it comes to all that but like what phil's saying that now they're going to take on the shredder i'm like all right I mean, th- well, there's yeah. potential for the second one to be the first one was literally what the title was mutant yep. mayhem. And it was exactly that. And are we getting it, like a teenage mutant ninja Turtle video game this year? Like based probably on the they're, 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 yeah. they're, they're doing, I, I would imagine the series is going to take place in between the first movie and the, in the second film that they have planned. Cause I know for a fact that Jeff Rowe talked about developing the first film and they had shredder, in versions of the script and they were like you know this is kind of clashing with like the other thing that we're doing so let's just shelf shredder for now and save him for the sequel that Shelve was him like they shelved back go what no. uh, oh i'm not, sorry not quite like that yeah i know no. at least they're using i know they're they have yeah. no but i mean i thought that was smart it was like yeah don't don't go right away and just have this crazy you know, movie and, you know, and it was funny too, because, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has been around for decades. And I remember yeah. like when, when I was watching that and then when that, you know, post-credit scene of Shredder, I mean, there were people, the kids young, wait, you know, that were like, you know, 15, 20 years younger than me that were like mm-hmm. Shredder, Shredder. It's like, all right, they know. They fucking yeah. know. That's great. It's just like you're gonna. It's just gonna be a bit weird that you know Shredder and Splinter aren't gonna have that. You know. Well, here's the thing. The, fr- the first movie only established that Splinter was a rat in New York City. It never established how he got to be a rat in New York City. So they can leave that open. Oh, in Mutant Mayhem. It's open for interpretation. Yes. In Mutant Mayhem. 
Yes, yeah. like, like oh, yeah, okay. he, he says, yeah, I don't really show I his full on backstory. Yeah, right? I mean, I think he says he, he I could be misremembering. I think he does say like, yeah, I grew up in New York. I don't really remember because I, I watched it just last night, too, but I didn't expect us to talk about it. So, you know, I'm just going off of what I recall. But yeah, you know, I, I think it's open enough to interpretation. Be like, OK, how did Splinter get in New York City? You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It could be there or he could. I could just be misremembering and he grew up there the entire time. I, I'm honestly not too sure. But... Also, I kind of want Splinter to, like, be, like, the more strict master like he was in the 2012 show. I don't know. Just sure. You know. Yeah, that's just yeah. the same thing that we've seen thousands of times before, though. So, yes, let's. Yeah, I know. But, like, he can be both. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's going to be interesting how they uh, how they they tackle that. And, you know, I mean, obviously doing animation was a smart thing to do. And yeah, I agree. and having like a unique style when it came to animation, they were just like, hey, look at what, you know, Spider-Verse is doing over here. We should probably do something like that over here because live action then seemed like people were like uh, going to gravitate towards that i mean who knows maybe they'll try to do a live action again i mean even like when it came to the original live action teenage mutant Ninja turtles you watch all three of those movies i mean they are different tones the yes, first no, one yeah. is the best because it's it's gritty it's dark it's dark but it's and, humorous yeah and not really yeah and it just but it really captured all the turtles the way they should be captured and it right it's such a good movie, such a good movie. Then he got the sequel, and they were like, "Ah, eh, we lighten it up a little bit." And then when it got to Turtles Three, where they travel through time, then it was like really like, "Whoa, what the, what fuck? the fuck?" Yeah, it was like it's you guys really fuck. went for it right here. You yeah. guys, you guys saw and then that you had the two thousand seven animated movie, which was like a sort of Soto sequel, like a it was which like wasn't the Super which wasn't terrible. I actually yeah, I liked it. I actually thought that was villains were weak, but yeah. yeah. But I actually thought it was actually a pretty decent movie. But yeah. Yeah, And then when they tried to do the Michael Bay stuff, it was like, all right, you guys have something here, but not quite. You know, it's like, uh, you know, obviously when it came to the first one, it just was, you know, they they just basically what Amazing Spider-Man was doing, shooting something up in the sky to turn everybody into a lizard kind of or a a reptile, whatever the fuck. Oh, I mean, not just that. And just another blue sky, blue beam in the sky again. You know, it, a, it actually just occurred to me the turtles are turning 40 this year. Wow. The comic was 1984. And they're, midlife crisis, Ninja yeah. Turtles, midlife crisis, <laughs> mid- wow. Ninja Turtles. Heroes <laughs> in a wheelchair. <laughs> and uh, Oh, yeah, and also uh, the two, the first Bay movie is also turning 10 years old. That's, that's right. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy the fact that's, you know. And apparently yeah, it was right. a bad shoot, according to uh, Alan Bridgson, so... Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that movie was also hacked to death and reshot. Yeah, see, other, that's the uh, thing. It's like it's one of those so. things where you got an IP and then they just don't think it's. Hey, I mean that's yeah. the thing. That's what I think was good about you know having uh you know Seth Rogen and his you know production partner Evan Goldberg and and everybody just like hey we're gonna handle this let us do this thing it's gonna be animation so it's not gonna cost as much as you know trying to do costumes or cgi to live action kind of thing and uh you know we're gonna we're gonna try it like this and i think for the most part that it actually worked and i think also in the case of spider-verse both movies and turtles meet and mayhem 
the th- another thing that really helped it stand out, helped those films stand out, the score, the music, the score oh, to those yeah, films definitely. is fucking impeccable. Yeah. And it gives the film a really heightened sense of identity, too. Yeah. Very crazy. <laughs> you okay there, William? <laughs> There's a motorcycle gang that just, like, with 30 bikes that just rolled by the store. And I'm like, it's Lobo. He's come <laughs> <laughs> to see you. Um, you know what? I think this is a good spot to kind of, you know, wrap this up, you know, we'll wrap this up right here. And, uh, cause I know William, you got to go and, uh, yeah, I think we've pretty much covered a lot of the uh, topics that happened this week. Oh, we didn't talk about Superman and his humor. Oh, we didn't, huh? What's there to talk about? Okay. Seriously. What is there to talk about other than Rachel Brosnahan being absolutely on point every time? That's (laughs) That's really it. No, you, you just don't like the person who's writing his humor, right, Axel? Mm, nah, I'm not a big fan. I mean, I'm fine with Superman having humor, but, you know, I'm just worried. He's always had humor. That's the thing. Yeah, I know. I know he's always yeah. had humor. He's always had humor, and he's I think people are just taking her words. I mean, she just said this Superman's going to have humor. It's, it, it's, it's, it's like you said with Jesse Eisenberg's quote getting taken out of context. That's exactly yeah. what that is. Yeah. It's, it's words on a screen and that's, and you got people laying in the bushes waiting to just jump on shit. Yep. It's, yeah. it, it's, it's not fun. It's yeah. really not fun when it gets no. this way, you know, but everybody, you know, but the people who don't like gun are going to be like, Oh, it's going to be a bunch of dick and fart jokes. I'm like, um, yeah, exactly. I don't know. It, if it's, it's free not to go if, see it though. It if, costs you nothing. True. Not if, <laughs> yeah. You don't have to go watch it. If that's what you think it's going to be. I mean, if, if, if there is any dick and fart bubble bullshit humor at all in this movie, it's probably not coming from Superman or Lois Lane. Yeah, that's, that's true. Why I know. Come from Jimmy Olsen. I was going to say Jimmy Olsen <laughs> or Guy Gardner, one or the other. Oh, Guy Gardner. Oh, well, uh, maybe. I don't, I don't know. If, okay, if Plastic Man was in this movie, that would be the character it would come from, right? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't there like a report that there's a Plastic Man movie or something coming there, out? Okay, there was one planned by the talking about that, but who knows? If yeah. they do, they should get Johnny Knoxville for Plastic Man. If they do, that person like needs to be working at Hot Dog on his No, I don't give a fuck. The perfect Plastic Man. Danny Trejo. Ma- no. Oh, Matthew Danny Lillard. Lillard. Danny Trejo for Logan. Matthew Lillard. Dude, he's like 85. Matthew. I don't fucking fuck. No, I don't dude, fucking fuck. Matthew Lillard would be a perfect plastic man. Ooh, He'd be a better elongated man. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's kind of fair. Yeah, man, so like then that. who the... Okay, if you're going to do that, then you kind of have to do Identity Crisis. So who do you get to kill Sue Dibney? Uh... <laughs> that's a real deep bull. But I, for Plastic Man, Pete Davidson. I'm just kidding. Oh, you know, like, mm, mm, you know what? <laughs> Not Ryan Reynolds. I understand that. I understand that casting. I uh, one hundred because if you just <laughs> picture Pete Davidson in those fucking dark, sharp glasses, it, 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 it he looks like Plastic Man. And his oh, humor well. works for me. I, I've always been a fan of Pete Davidson from the Saturday I, Night Live. I can understand that. He's he's kind of hit me, but I I understand the sentiment definitely. Um, yeah. but yeah, I've I've always just thought of Matthew Lillard as like the best plastic man. Like twenty years ago when he was still doing the Scooby Doo stuff, like oh yeah, I was like, he was perfect. What about uh Seth MacFarlane for Plastic Man or something like that? Again, you're choosing he's guys like, that are he's, very he's, he's closing in on sixty. Yeah, no, well, I don't give a fuck if they're old. No, no, no. Once upon a time, time once upon a time, Jim Carrey would have been a perfect plastic man. That is true. Yep, you know, yeah, with all the, you know, but you know, now he's sixty-two. He just celebrated his birthday. Happy birthday, Jim Carrey! Um, but I mean, he's not really doing that stuff anymore. But yeah, I mean, 
yeah, when it comes to the Superman humor discussion, yeah, no, we didn't really talk too much about it, All but right. but at the same time, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> I'm not really worried about it because yeah, no. because again, yeah, I'm just kind of going go. like I think like Superman's I I the level of humor that I would like is the Superman the animated series humor that's dry, yeah, it's subtle. Yeah, subtle. You know, I started writing my own Superman script called Superman super siblings where we where we have superman lois raising john and mm-hmm. laura okay right. yeah oh nifty that's cool yes. it's cool little story right. uh manchester black and cyborg superman as the main villain nice and, yeah no yes. that works and it's gonna be and like I said, in the red robin universe and yeah oh that's cool yeah cool. 10 years you yeah. know if i were to cast jim carrey in a legacy role i would probably cast him as dr ivo the creator mm. of Amazo. Interesting. That's just, that, that's off the cuff. That's like yeah, that's like something that's yeah. Well, because he's because he's always like when he's expressed doing roles, he doesn't want to do like anything superbly violent. But I could see him like kind of taking on something to to like create because he was fucking Doctor Robotnik and Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, you know he loved. Is he going to be in the third one? No, I don't no, know. no, I don't know. I think he said no, he's not, but people are trying he pretty to pretty much back. He pretty much gave up acting right now. So who knows yeah. when it comes back. So but I think I think the, the second Sonic was like his last thing that he did, and he's not gonna do anything for who knows. I mean he, well, considering the third movie is gonna be all about Shadow the Hedgehog, I don't think they really need Dr. Robert. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be maybe Hayden Christensen that's gonna that's be the, that's the rumor that I just We'll see. That would be cool. But anyways, Superman has always had humor. It's been dry. It's been different. Even Henry Cavill, you fuckers. That even he had subtle humor. He had subtle humor. Anybody who didn't think he was just emo, fuck you. He had he had his moments where he had some. Well, I believe in truth. Yeah. Oh God! Is that what you want? No, No, it's not going to be. Not or not like that. Nobody Um, wants that, and I think James Gunn realizes that it's not going to be that. It's not going to be dick and fart jokes. Hopefully not either. We're just going to wait and see. And like I said, I I I just I I want the Tim Daly dry humor from Superman the Animated, and have Dave Bautista for Perry White. (laughs) I would not hate that at all. I would not hate that. Or even him for Mr. Freeze. I don't know. I think William suggested that one. Well, like, no, I suggested Roz. How cool. Ooh, interesting. Wow. Anything but Bane. Anything but Bane. He's not going to be Bane. He's not going to be Bane. Um, Yeah, I mean, Bane's a great Oh, Dave Batista. I mean, William loves him. Yeah. I like him as Perry White. I, I I I just like that idea. I don't know why. I just want him to do something that challenges him more than the last role he did. Each role yeah. he does, and going to do Bane like people were fan casting him would be going backwards. I mean, he has said he wants to be Bane, which I mean, that's cool. Well, he pitched it a while ago, but now yeah. he realizes that he's older now. It's like I can't really do that role now. You know? He's a better actor. He's a yeah. better actor. He's a better actor now. If so. Snyder was allowed to do Dark Knight Returns right now, I'd say Dave Bautista for Old Man Bruce Wayne. Or oh, the mutant, or the mutant leader, or you know, Ooh, or, yeah. Yeah. Leader was, was, yeah, well, it depends. Yeah, mutant leader's a little too close to Bane, work. but yeah, I see. Yeah, that. you're right, but like, uh, I don't know. I want a thought provoking guy that, I, like, a guy like Ross uses. Well, I, I also like David he says Hugo Strange. I was just gonna say yeah. that, yeah, because yeah, like, if you see in like, if you guys play Arkham Asylum, he's he doesn't physically appear, but in his like, like, his art. 
character yeah. profile, he's a big buff guy. Yeah. Obviously, he wasn't that in Arkham City. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, but, Arkham City, he was still pretty stocky. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, but he wasn't like built. I mean, he Batman was, the animated series, he was very small. <laughs> yes, yeah, he was like he was. A gremlin. Yeah, they made some creative choices with Hugo Strange and Batman the animated series. Yeah, they definitely did. They Protocol definitely. Ten will commence in ten hours. <laughs> okay, is. Corey Burton. Okay. Anyway, so there you go. Anyways, we're fine. Superman's gonna have some humor. There's, that's great. Don't take you know Rachel Brosnahan's. She she just putting it out there she's great she's gonna be a great lois and god damn it she's gorgeous anyway let's just, all right let's, let's just keep watching her talk and not say yeah, i know let's just watch her yeah. talk and do her little videos of her like, <laughs> yeah. make sure her. to watch to make sure to look in the eyes but yeah. uh anyway ah, so yeah she's uh, had some pretty uh yeah yeah some deep revealing uh dresses anyways well, i mean i'm pretty <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go around the horn. We'll go ahead and end this right now and uh, get everybody. So uh, first off, Dune, your mom. What? I cannot. Yeah. I, did you just do? <laughs> no, I did that while we were talking about Dune. Um, so yeah, you can find me on Druga52 on YouTube. I recently just uploaded a video where I talk about where I rank the Arkham Batman villains, as in not the boss fights. And what else did I upload? Uh, me looking through the Arkham subreddit, which... <sighs> fucking in hinge unhinged holy shit well, um, that's your problem you're on reddit well no no i just <laughs> that's I funny though um and you can find me on twitter via axel r Droga. you can find me on what else yeah that's it i don't feel like sharing my instagram um because <laughs> i don't have anything on it um but uh yeah uh yeah there it is <laughs> yeah there, there you go all right william yeah. You can just Google the Sci-Fi Center. I'm the only one. You'll find all my social media on there. Uh, tomorrow, 2 p.m. Pacific time, we're going to be doing the next leg of our AFSP uh, fundraiser. Uh, our goal to reach 10,000 by April 19th. We're going to try to breach 7,000 tomorrow or come down there close to it. We will be watching Army of the Dead uh, starting at 2 o'clock. It'll be a, a watch party. So if you guys can join. If you cannot donate, I understand. Like we've just been explaining this whole show, times are tough. If you can share it and put it in the laps of people who may be able to, sharing has done as much for us as the actual donations have. So tomorrow, at 2 p.m. Uh, and the um, you can go to my page here, uh, youtube.com at the Sci Fi Center, and uh, hit the alert notice for the event. There it is, Phil. Oh, as always, my friend, thank you again for the sh invite. It's been a fun time chatting with you guys. It's been nice coming back to the stream. And um, if anyone wants to follow me, I am not on Twitter. I am <laughs> on everything else except Twitter. So Vero, Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, all at Unfiltered. You guys can listen to my show, The Eternal Night Podcast, which we're actually planning for the whole year. We're doing an entire retrospective of the DC Extended Universe movie by movie, film by film. And we'll have that first episode out hopefully by next week, detailing more plans about that. And uh, yeah, you can catch me on the Four Nerds mostly every Wednesday, except this past Wednesday. We did not have a show. So probably next Wednesday we'll be back. But yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Well, thank you guys. Uh, and then, of course, you know, thank you to uh, Scott. Thank you to Chris. Am I missing anything else? I think that was it, right? Just those two that, um, that showed up. Well, William was on here. Oh, wait, yeah. he's still here. <laughs> but, of course, yeah. thank you to uh, Axel, William, and Phil for being on here. And thank you guys for sticking around with us and talking nerdy stuff and all everything that happened this week and uh, hit that like thumbs up subscribe to the channel do all that and uh we will talk to you guys later Much love. <laughs>